Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Brewing Network's Christmas show. It's Christmas! Merry Merry Christmas, everybody. Not holiday. We dropped that pretense. Right. We did? We did? I'm asking. Oh. Yeah. That's, well, uh, yeah Moscow's whatever. not in here, so we'll just go with Chris. Yeah, until yeah. Moscow's in the room. Yeah. He's the only one with a Vitz in his name. Yeah. So uh, it's the Christmas show. Well, he can wish Happy Hanukkah to people. Right. And I'll wish Merry Christmas to him. He can wish me Happy Hanukkah, and it's fine. There we go. You won't rumble in the street later? Well, I, I might do that anyway, but oh, it's okay. not because he wished me Happy Hanukkah. Just on principle. Right. All right. Beardy's wearing an ugly sweater shirt, but it's sort of pointless because any logo on Beardy's shirt is covered by his stupid beard. Yeah. Right. I told him to put some lights behind well, there, that on his shirt. There's so presents at the bottom, so it's like a Christmas beard. <laughs> there's presents underneath the beard. Underneath the beard. Yeah. He does need his own line of shirts where all the graphics yes. are situated lower. Right. Uh, like at the bottom great. of the shirt. Like uh, all his graphics offset. should be on the crotch of his pants instead right. of on his shirt. Think yeah. How, think how many stupid hipsters would buy those. Yeah. 
Everybody. For yeah. the, for the <laughs> beard know. branding. Speaking of stupid hipsters, how come you never do cool stuff with your beard? Like put it into pigtails yeah. and braid it. How come you never braid it? Like, I'm, I'm not a stupid hipster. Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> or, a, or, or a I'm, still, I'm still living the dream. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, um, well, whatever guy who rides to work on a scooter. <laughs> I don't ride to work. That's way too far to ride on my little scooter. I see. Yeah, it wouldn't last. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the grade going up past Vacaville? <laughs> Can't do right. that. It's like a 2% upgrade, man. Yeah. Can you imagine the picture of me crossing the bridge on that thing? Smiling yeah. <laughs> like right. an idiot. I think that should be our Christmas card next year from the BN. <laughs> Beardy crossing the bridge on his scooter. With his beard split behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Huh? Yeah. Well, we got a great show planned for you tonight. We've got Logston Farmhouse Ales on the program. Now, yeah. the last time we spoke to Dave Logston yeah. was when he – it was in 2006. I don't know if you guys remember, but that's when he was with Y-East. He had founded a yeast company as well. Um, but now, uh, for the last several years, he's been doing beer, and very good beer, I might add. Yeah. So we've got uh, – Dave's going to be on the program. One of his brewers, Charlie, is uh, in the studio with us. Well, he, right now he's at the bar. Uh, <laughs> the rumor is he's been at the bar since we opened at 1130 this morning. <laughs> oh. And, in fact, even before that. So, um, oh boy. 20 minutes ago, he seemed like he was in pretty good shape. Yeah. I mean, he may be one of those. He might be good at the marathon drinking. Or he just went into the park and took a nap with the rest of the hobos. (laughs) Mm. Tell him that, too. So, I'm excited to have Charlie in the studio, and then we're going to have their head brewer, Chuck, on the line, as well as Dave Logston. Charlie and Chuck. Charlie and Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were both Charlie before they got the job, and then they were like, all right, one of you's got to (laughs) go. So, you are now Chuck. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be speaking to them, and um, down here at the Hop Grenade, where, where of course we do all our broadcasts from, we've got a couple Logston beers on tap. Uh, we've got more in bottles, and then Charlie brought some beer to share with us on the show today. So great, we, yeah, we've got a lot of farmhouse beer to talk today, which, as you know, is you know, one of our favorites yeah, around it's here. Um, it's even made in a barn. It's actually made at a farmhouse. <laughs> right. In fact, I think Scott's been trying to get Dave on the phone for the last hour, but he was on his tractor. He couldn't get him off the tractor. <laughs> So, uh, no farmland, just, right. you know, a farm. It's a farm it's and a farm. tractor. Yeah. yeah, sitting in neutral, revving his tractor. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't doing anything. He was no. going in a circle. <laughs> right. That's yeah. actually, it doesn't work. Well, that's you what you do on a tractor. The, the mill is hooked up to the PTO on the tractor. Right. Right. They run the tractor to turn the mill so they can mill in. <laughs> Smart idea, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So, we've got a great show planned for you today. Plus, it's our Christmas show, and we always like to do some silly things on the Christmas show. We got a little, uh, we call it our pink unicorn gift exchange to do later today. We're going to play Name That Christmas Tune. You might remember how terrible uh, at that uh, uh, JP was last year. Hey, I'm, I'm um, still, I still say that I'm an, an expert. I'm a, I'm a dead nuts expert. Well, we'll yeah, see it how it goes. It's kind of scary that way. I think it turned out that Bevo was our expert last year. She could oh, hear just she, like She in, feels the spirit more than I do. She has a lot of spirit. Yeah. Uh, not as much spirit as, say, Nicole, Ernie, uh, but that's a different kind of spirit. She more like has yeah, the... Yeah, I can't. Just like Chihuahua spirit. Right. You, you, have, <laughs> you have like the golden spirit or whatever it is. Yeah. The holy spirit. So the we're going to do that. <laughs> and then we're bringing in a new segment this year on our Christmas show called Creepy Christmas Songs, where we play some of, uh, some of Christmas Christmas's favorites and give you our interpretation of their real meaning, oh. plus some that need oh. no interpretation at all because they're just plain creepy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've ever like really dove Looked them closely, deeply, yeah, yeah, into Christmas songs, yeah. but they're probably the it's probably the creepiest genre there is. Baby, it's cold outside is the worst. Yes, and we'll get into that one specifically a little bit later on, plus a few other ones like. 
Daddy, please don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> That's a song? That's a song, and we'll yeah. be bringing it to you it's here always, today yeah. on the program. It's always appropriate. I mean... Every freaking year. <laughs> Imagine if so, that's your child's gift. Like you're uh, a mother and you go, oh, really? I made some bad choices yeah. in my life. Yeah. I wonder when Bevo will start saying that as a mother. Since <laughs> <laughs> it already started. Uh, so that's, uh, that's our show for you now. We've got a, a lot Sounds of things great. to do. Yeah, um, stay awake. She calls Sam Daddy. Let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Baby Daddy. Oh, shit. Hey, JP, you sent me yeah. an article I wanted to talk about real quick today. All right. But... Um, about how uh, you know garters are coming back in style? The, the other one. Oh. Um, I just thought we'd talk about this for a second because I found it pretty interesting. You know, we always talk about, and it's in the news quite a bit, that the macro breweries, you know, your Budweiser's of the world, your InBev's, that their beer sales have been in decline, you know, for several years, and that craft beer sales have, have been on the rise. That's no secret to anybody. But... Um, People tend to automatically attribute the fall of macro beer to the rise of craft beer. In other words, just saying that it's, uh, you know, basically because we're all turning to craft beer so much that that's the actual reason. Kind of, we just put two and two together and we got four and we decided somewhere along the line that that that's the reason uh, macro beer is in decline. If it's not one, it must be the other. Right. Right. Well, uh, Forbes published an article. just a couple days ago, called Budweiser and the Craft Beer Fallacy. Uh, and it's about this myth that the only reason macro beer has been in decline is our changing in taste, and that uh, that's why craft beer is on the rise. But they kind of offer a different reason that macro brew might be on the decline. And what the author offers is a couple of things. One of them is that uh, macro beer was in its uh, prime kind of starting in the 70s. Like, that's when your Bud Lights of the world and your mm-hmm. Milwaukee's Best, if you were looking mm-hmm. for cheaper beer. You know, Olympia, um, Hams, That's Schlitz. when, it, And they obviously weren't there for, for flavor, per se, but they were hugely popular. Well, the author kind of indicates that that generation is dead. Is yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Or not having a six-pack of beer after work anymore. Now a beer is enough. Yeah. You yeah, know, maybe because yeah. they, they might be in their 70s. So Which just is, by sheer, it's, it's a generational thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those people that were buying all that beer aren't buying it uh, as much anymore, or not at all, because they're six feet under. Well, I think it's, uh, it's also kind of telling that, the, you know, in the, what, late, mid-90s, it gave rise to the Cube. The eighteen pack and the so yeah, I, I think that might be you know it, when big beer is getting away from the six pack. There's clearly a decline in people buying it. So, so you want to buy more, sure. so you can still move the same amount of product, but just you have to buy it once, right? I think, well, the packaging to the, me sort of moved in the direction of the young guy that needed like a bunch of beer to get hammered on. That's what I'm, yeah, I but think as soon like as the they shift. got a job and got out of college, they went to craft. They went right. to craft. Yeah. So that yeah, yeah, so that young guy stopped buying the eighteen pack yeah. also. Right. Yeah. And they went to his packaging for him. Meanwhile, good old dad, you know, can't find a six-pack anywhere. One of the reasons I read for the consolidation that happened in the 70s, kind of because there was a lot of breweries still after Prohibition, but in the 70s, everything kind of consolidated, was the kind of keeping up with the Joneses mentality of everybody wanting to drink the same beer, be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Bud guy or right. I'm a Coors guy. And now that generation is kind of getting out of the beer buying market. Right. And now the generation is more like, I want to be my own person and drink this own cool beer that no one's heard of. I drink and beer so, through my beard. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew a big beard because I thought it was cool, that sort of thing. I um, make my own beer. I don't even drink it. Right. I just make it and flush it. Yeah. Um, and so kind of the more individual 
um, individualism is popping up in this generation, and so that's kind of driving the craft also away. Well, that's, that's true that it's driving the rise in craft, but it doesn't necessarily expe- uh, explain the decline in, in macro as well as that people are dying or not buying as much because that was their thing. Now, there's sure. a second part to the argument. How about the shift to other alcoholic beverages? Uh, this article doesn't uh, discuss doesn't that, but, that is, but that's definitely something that, that people talk about. But at least people admit that uh, yeah. more freely. Here's the second part of the uh, author's argument. It's the Mexicans' fault. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Uh, Basically, while macro beer in general has been on the decline, uh, Modelo and Dos Equis have been on the rise to the tune of 33%. In fact, rising faster than craft beer. Yeah, while selling less. Wow. They're the fastest growing beer segment that imported Mexican the Mexican domestic versus, I think, the it's domestic craft is what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, basically, right? what it says is that the that uh, the Latin American community, which is growing so much and becoming such a part of the American economy, that companies that have figured out how to to market there, or at least were better positioned to market to that community, like Dos Equis and Modelo, have seen a rise in sales just because there's a rise in population. Uh, conversely, in the, in the the Budweiser world, there's a decline in population, right? So they're the fastest growing brand, and uh, they're they're well positioned uh, for that economy, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and even craft beer isn't well positioned for that economy. Craft beer is well positioned for the young experimental drinker economy, and that's why it's doing so well. But not the growing uh, Latin American segment. So I just thought that was pretty fascinating that it's yeah. not all macro beer, no, and that yeah. uh, not that it matters that we've tended to attribute the decline in macro to craft beer without thinking about it. I just thought uh, JP sent me this article, actually, and I thought it was a, a pretty interesting take on the whole scene. I mean, it's, hmm. it's funny because, I mean, the BA will put out stats, but they will also say, while beer is down overall, craft beer is up. So it's not like the stats that we get, and we tend to just listen to, to that because there are guardians of the of the. Beer, beer galaxy, right? Sure. Uh, so they're being, they're saying like they're not like fudging numbers. They go, oh, everything's fine. It's all no, craft no. beer, or whatever, which is nice. But I, I think um, as 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, mouthpieces of the craft beer movement, I guess if you will, uh, we don't mention the 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 sour parts of that. Like, oh, craft isn't really up all that much. It's in fact, beer overall is kind of down. Uh, I don't know. It was, I thought it was an interesting take. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thanks to the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we should all we should all do this in Spanish now. The show. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're uh, on our next show. We will convert to Spanish format. Feliz Navidad. So that we can stay with it. Nosotros tenemos más cerveza. Start hiring the girls. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Let me get through a few announcements for you, and uh, we'll get down to business here. Winter Brews Festival right here in Toto Santos Park in Concord, California. Uh, tickets are on sale now over at bnbrewfest.com. And if you're looking for that last-minute gift for the beer fan in your life, uh, tickets are on sale. We pick up all the fees until December 24th at midnight, I think. So you, ha- you can literally buy – it can be the last gift you buy. Uh, before- <laughs> because on Christmas wow. Day, the fees go back over to you. So um, tickets are 40 bucks right now, and we pick up all the fees. So it's 40 bucks flat if you go to bnbrewfest.com. Uh, our Winterfest is Saturday, January 24th. We've already got something like 40 breweries signed up and, wow. and yeah, more. Nice. They always have a good time, so they want to yeah. uh, be in. 
It's it's going to be a good year. We're taking over the whole park this year. We're not Ooh. you're not using oh. half. The playground um, is going to be in the brew fest. No, I still had to leave the <laughs> playground out. Uh. I don't think I can afford the insurance to <laughs> include the playground. You know, if I had my way, we didn't. We'd have a bounce house and a oh, playground yeah. Right. and uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, it'd be like B and A nine out there. Yeah, <laughs> you have to hose out that that bounce house about every fifteen minutes. I was in a meeting with the city the other day, and they were asking me about that. Like, hey, you, you excluded the playground, right? And uh, it was the city, and and the, and the police are always there too, just to talk about how it goes. And I started to talk about B and A nine. I said, hey, did you hear about this fest I did uh, in Grand Rapids? All their faces just went pale white. They, things got very serious. Let me see what you're capable of. Yeah. I said, Don't worry, I'm not going to do that here in Concord. We blew people up. It was crazy. <laughs> yes. One guy got exploded. He, we exploded a guy. Yeah, uh, he was happy about it. I think he was done here. Yeah. Palmer so. broke his glasses. That's right. Oh man! Wow. Yeah, they mentioned that they were like, "Oh no, people would be doing face plants." And I was like, "Palmer did one. Oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> you're, um, you're right. And? Oddly enough, yeah, people think everything. city people are just too paranoid. No, that happened. No, that yeah. actually yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody died. He's fine." Uh, Best face plant I've seen in years. Oh, and a tuck and roll also. Is that video clip? Uh, oh, it's on uh, like Chop and Brew's video, I think. So, I yeah. think. Uh, if you go look up ch- our friends at Chop and Brew and you look at the NHC segment, you'll find Palmer doing his face plant. Just, which was, it was like a face drag, uh, even, it like, oh. because it planted and then slid. <laughs> he slid after the plant? Yes. He slid on his oh. face. I'm pretty sure the rest of his body was in the air, <laughs> and his cheek slid and he along. Exploded. Oh. Uh, yeah. But he, he didn't he even looked, have a mark on his face a, the next not day. Not a scratch. He was good, man, because yeah. he, he's that young. He's a young face. He's, he's right. a lot of collagen. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm, let's be all right. Is. Uh, anyway, uh, bnbrewfest.com, go check it out. Also, right here at the Hop Grenade, if you're looking for something to do on New Year's Eve, we are putting on a Beer Geeks New Year's Eve right here at the Grenade. All 21 of our taps will be uh, amazing beers that we've been saving up. I know we've got some, like, uh, four or two or four different versions of the Bourbon County Stout. We've got some rare barrel beers. Society is sending up some beer. Um, the list goes on. Ten Cantillons on tap. We're going to have a bunch of good <laughs> stuff. It's a Beer Geeks New Year's Year's Eve for forty bucks, you're going to get eight tastes plus a midnight toast with. I never know how to say this beer. I just know it's really good. But the du, du, deuce, ducks, d u e s. It's du. I think Deuce. if you were to say it right, it'd be du. Two. Two. I don't think you say the s. But uh, anyhow, it's literally the champagne of beers. Not like that Miller High Life uh, yeah. slogan. Uh, it's a wonderful beer, and that's included as well. We're going to do uh, that's our version of a champagne toast at midnight. So you know, if you don't want to go mess around in the city, like, I don't go do all that bullshit anymore. No, uh, too old for that shit. It's such a mess. Come yeah. out here and and have a beer geeks New Year's Eve with us. It'll be, I think, mellow with amazing beer on tap. And then you can take a cab home. There you go. You know. Or walk if you're close. We can't take it home. You can. You can. It'll drop you off. Um, it has to leave. It, yeah, you can't keep it. Yeah. Is Bart running late no, like they usually do? Oh, they might. Yeah, I don't know. It, probably. I'll look it, it up. Usually Bart runs late on New Year's Eve, so you yeah. can. That'd be even out. better. Why don't yeah. right next Bart to Bart? Out. Why don't you know Bart's schedule, dude? I don't know. Yeah. You're a big dummy. Yeah. Check into that. Uh, so check it out. Uh, we'll put the event information on our website, hopgrenade.com. But come, yeah. uh, come spend New Year's Eve with us. 
All right. I know those of you who have been doing your Christmas shopping have been trying to support us. Thanks for doing that. If you order from the BN store anytime after today, I don't believe you'll get it in time for Christmas. But uh, thanks for shopping with us. I know some of you also use Amazon, though. And if you click the Amazon link on our homepage, then uh, we get a little piece of that action, too. And you probably still can get your gift in time for Christmas. So just click the Amazon link on our homepage. Save it in your bookmarks, whatever you got to do, and do your Christmas shopping that way. It's transparent to you, and, and we just get a little cash to keep doing this thing that we do. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button on the homepage. You're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. Your chance to win 100 bucks, and uh, it's a great way to support us also. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Faceplant. Uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah. Do we have a Twitter game today, Jip? Yes, we do. Twitter games brought to you today by our good friends down at HopTech Homebrew Supply. Go to HopTech.com. Check it out. I know they're expanding their store, I think, in yeah. January. Oh, I thought they already so, did. Uh, they started to, but yeah. they didn't do like the full shutdown for a week as we finished the expansion oh. thing. I think that's coming up. I could be wrong. But uh, go see their new digs very soon. Of course, they're a sponsor of Winterfest, as always, too. And they'll be on hand uh, at our Winter Bruce Fest as well. What's our Twitter game? Well, we all know that uh, Doc is uh, the man of a thousand talents. Uh, But I got to thinking, what can Doc improve on? What can Doc not do? So I would Mm. like the BN Army to help me think of a thing that Doc can't do. What can Doc uh, not do? What has he never done? Done. What has he never been able to do? What cannot he do? Mm. Right? He's got 2015 to work on it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's sort of like year. a New Year's resolution, yeah, right. but it might actually happen. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I like it. What can Doc not do? Ballet. Can you do ballet, Doc? Were you ever... Oh, if he's drunk enough. Were you ever a ballerina? <laughs> no. No. Okay. But I think he but could. But I can lift girls. <laughs> but I, yeah. Because when he was working that pole many, many moons oh, ago, he right. had some it, it, He had, it, some it had some moves. Almost, yeah. almost to this day. So stripper ballet, yes. <laughs> but not regular. Doc can work a pole. <laughs> With the best of them. <laughs> stripper ballet. My favorite kind. Isn't this about the anniversary of that? <sighs> Just about. Oh, that... It was. Oh, that's. It was, was it, it our it, first ever Christmas show? It, 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 it was a merry stripper Christmas. Seven very, years. Yeah, it, it was, was in December. Ankle gate. Warren. It was in December. Yeah, seven, yeah it was our se- Christmas was, show. Of course, it was. Two thousand seven. Jesus oh, wasn't seven? actually born in December. Yeah. A very stripper Christmas. I, I miss yeah. the old days when Bevo was cute and little. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to well, say would dance on a pole for us. One out of two. Was it fat? And wore lingerie. Uh, Do people still trade those playing cards or pass that video around or whatever they do? What are you talking about? There's like a bootleg video of you out there somewhere, I think, doing that. (laughs) Yeah. That makes me really... I didn't need to know that. Right about when your daughters can understand these things, it'll probably resurface. And so that was like she's like twenty, and she's like, "But mom, you did it." <laughs> she's like, and "I'm making a grand an hour." She's sixteen. Well, when you asked, "Where did you learn this?" She's like, "I saw you do it online yeah. Yeah. in the jeans." I'm just gonna say, Schumann taught me. Uh, <laughs> and that was on a camera with like half a megapixel. Yeah, it was. Right. It's like, oh, here's a red block and a pale block on a silver block <laughs> moving around in a circle. Yeah, it still worked. Here's pixels. We didn't care. All right, let's do a little feedback. It's a short one, but feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to BeerLawCenter.com. And John protects the Hop Grenade trademark. He does a good job of it, and he can do that for you, too. If you have a logo that's worth a shit, trust me, it needs protection. Uh, if, if no one's taking it, 
like I always say, that's not good. I would consider a revision of your logo. Mm-hmm. Um, or your life. Either that or maybe people are finally figuring out how to use Google. I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's probably not the case. Go see John at BeerLawCenter.com. He'll help you out. So the feedback's really short this week. Yeah, there was uh, nothing, man. There was yeah. way more spam, and even the spam was terrible. I had some come to my personal email uh, Ashley, a certified Cicerone, wrote in, Hey, when are you going to bring back Chad from Crooked Stave? I just hmm. finished your spring of 2012 show, and it was so great. Can we have less vagina references on the next one? What a pussy. <laughs> well, uh, Ashley, I can pretty much guarantee that we'll have Chad back. He was mm-hmm. a great guest, and we like talking about Brett Beers with him. I cannot vouch for the... Uh, amount of vagina jokes that happen in any given show. You can't vag for it either. There's one less, right. less. Right. <laughs> Is that considered less? One less? One less vagina joke would yeah. be fine. Yeah. If, if you left it out, there would just be a gap in between <laughs> sentences. It would be really weird. What's so, wrong with a show full of vagina jokes anyway? I mean, uh, we get people complain because there's too many dick jokes. and uh, People will just complain all the time. It doesn't matter. Can't please everybody. That's what feedback's for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be any feedback. <laughs> anyway, Ashley, good questions, and um, I hope we answered them for you. And I hope you tune in again. <laughs> that, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was the best you had for feedback? Uh, well, we have one more feedback. Um, somebody wrote in asking if Dr. Homebrew was on Stitcher. And I don't think I ever submitted that yeah. one to Stitcher, which would be the same for the Sour Hour and maybe a number of other yeah, shows. Anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I my first know. question was, why don't you just ask Stitcher? Just look up for it on Stitcher. But then I was like, I don't know either. And then I was like, I don't want to do it either. If they're not, so, if, <laughs> they must have searched Stitcher and not found it. So that's yeah. so. Um, I think this has come up before, and I've probably said, oh, I'll get right on that. And uh, well, uh, <laughs> and here we are answering the yeah. same question. Here, let me put it in my to dos. Oh shit! Right now, put that on Bevo's. And, I don't even uh, know what Stitcher yeah. is. I don't know. It's a thing. Sounds like so it. So Stitcher's yeah. Yeah, like know. another Stitcher way to. <laughs> It's like another way to aggregate your podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, mm. it's a little better at doing it. And actually, when we put the session on there, we gained quite a few listeners. A lot yeah. of people found oh. us through Stitcher. Stitcher is really right. popular. Uh, there's a, a you know ears up podcast on Stitcher Radio. Check them out. There you go. Yeah. So you submitted that, but so you couldn't submit Doctor Herbert <laughs> because I don't have any of like the I don't know. It's the same I, thing. I didn't it's even, the XML. That but you well, because I I I, I post through WordPress. And I have a uh, plug-in that does it automatically. So it submitted it to Stitcher in the first place? It submits it to everything, to, uh, to iTunes, to Stitcher, to uh, maybe that's it. Uh, <laughs> but it does everything. It, yeah, it does it automatically. So I don't actually submit it to, uh, to anything. Yeah. All right. So anyway, sorry about that. It's now on my list. Maybe it will get done. <laughs> yeah, the year's almost over. Maybe next year. This JP show, I feel like if he couldn't do it, why should I bother? Yeah, that's true. You know. <clears throat> Uh, and that was really it for, I think the spam of the week just said like, hey, <laughs> and that was it. So that's your feedback brought to you by beerlawcenter.com. Yeah, spam of the week. I just said it. He said, it said, hey, it said, hey, I said spam of the week. Oh, well, it said, hey, does this work? Where did you go? And then he had a link. I was looking at the Twitter game trying to, trying to do some work. Oh, tweet. It's already coming in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to hear the first yeah. one? Yeah. This, this is kind What's of the, the first this one. This is kind of the bar, I yeah. think, right now. Um, Doc has never had someone ask him to grab something off the top shelf. So he's. But that's. 
That's not really like a thing he's not good at. It doesn't matter. He's not good at grabbing things off the top shelf. Okay. Yeah. Try to phrase it properly. I thought it was funny. Twitter users. Of course, you would tell guys. The question wasn't what has Doc never been asked to do. No, but so please phrase appropriately. Uh, well, the, the Doc's dame not is, good at blank. The dame is name. The, the dame. The, the dame. dame is name something Doc has never done. Oh, ben, you didn't ben say ben that. Asked. I did. You did. I did. Did everybody else hear that? I heard name something he's not good at. Where did you go? Or something like whatever. It's fine. You guys are fine. Everything's fine. Fine. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Logston Farmhouse Ales is on the program, and we're going to drink their beer and talk about their beer and learn about their beer. All here on the session. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshaw and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. 
A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more, Zymergy Magazine, and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia, and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message.
To the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on our Christmas Hanukkah holiday, holiday. extravaganza with Logston Farmhouse Ales. They should be on the program with us as well. And we're starting to drink that beer. At least I see it poured in front of me. 
And uh, I liked the, the logs and beers. I've liked them for quite some time. Uh, before I get to that, let me let you know about something very quickly. If you're looking to open your own professional brewery, which you might want to after listening to these Logston boys, uh, get the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. It'll help you plan to open a thriving, quality-oriented brewery. Industry veteran Dick Cantwell of Elysian Brewing Company adeptly covers ingredients, financing, business plans, quality assurance, distribution, wastewater, sustainability practices, and more. Um, it's for prospective brew pub and packaging brewery owners alike. So uh, make sure you check it out. It's the Brewers Association Guide to uh, Starting Your Own Brewery. Uh, check it out over on the Brewers Association. All right, let's get to our Logsdon Farmhouse Ales interview. Yeah. All right, we're going to see. We have them in, in several locations. This is a, <laughs> Say a prayer. This is a multifaceted interview. First of all, we've got one of the brewers, Charlie, sitting with us right here in the studio. Hey, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. I hear you've been here since uh, like 1130 this morning. Yeah, I just wasn't sure when anyone was going to show up, so I wanted to make sure I was here in time. Charlie's I didn't like, want to miss it. I showed up did, yesterday just in case it was still the Sunday session. I wasn't totally sure. Did Scott not tell you that like the start time of the show or anything? He just said no. I knew when the start was. Okay, but I wasn't sure when the prepared. start start was. I I, like I mean, we might drink start earlier, kind of thing. Wasn't sure. Okay. Again, I mean, better safe than sorry. I like so, it. I like yeah, your I attitude. I like covering my bases. I like so. your preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when I got here, I, I saw you there, and my uh, general manager said, yeah, I think you know, Charlie here is from uh, Logston. And that was like three or four hours early, and I thought, well, wow, he, he's really early. And then I found my bartender tells me, oh, no, he, he was here like when I opened. <laughs> well, But you I mean, look fine. Like, uh, have you been drinking the whole time or uh, sipping? Yeah, in moderate. Well, I mean, I wasn't sipping. I mean, I was drinking, but... You're a professional, my friend, because you, exactly. you're functioning just fine. Yeah, I hope so. I say that not only for your sake, but since your boss is on the line. Yeah, Mary, I figured he is should Is he know. on the line? Oh, shit. Well, let, let's try... Uh, I should have Charles Porter uh, on the line, too. Let's see if I've got Charles. You here, Charles? Yeah, can you hear me? I got you. Loud and clear. All right, so Charlie's in studio, and then Charles Porter, their head sure. brewer, who goes by Chuck... Uh, is, where are you calling from, Chuck? Uh, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. You're in Portland. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. I'm at uh, my fiance's apartment in Portland. So there we go. All right. So that there we have Chuck, and then if we've done all this correctly, oh God, please work. We also should have uh, the founder of the company, Dave Logston, on the line. Please, God. We're here. Yeah. Oh wow! Wait, speak up, Dave. Get closer to the mic. We're here. All right, I can crank them up here a little bit. Yes! Three people in three yes! different locations? All right, We've great got a three-way, you, Dave. boys. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> this never works. Wow. Three ways never work. They're a myth. Well, they do in the right. moment. Yeah, right. There's <laughs> uh, too much communication. <laughs> so here's what I'd like to do. It is, uh, we don't always have three people from the same brewery, uh, but we've got a lot of beer to talk about. And since we have Dave on, too, uh, I always like to cover a little bit of history. Now, Dave, the last time you were on the program with us was like way back in 06, uh, talking about yeast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when you were with Y Yeast. Um, and when did you leave Y Yeast and, and start this new venture? I left Y Yeast in 2009, and we opened up the brewery in 2011. Okay, got it. So a lot's happened since we last talked to you. It has. In 06. Now, I've seen Dave a couple times, like, at the Great American Beer Festival, and we've done 
we've done panels before talking about you know wild yeast beers and um, Logston has done quite well at the Great American Beer Festival and I always joke although I'm kind of serious when I joke Dave really has an unfair advantage in the beer category, in the right. competition category. He was a yeast master for so right. long. Yeah. Right. And then he enters into such a yeast-driven beer category. I kind of feel like you're stacking the deck in your favor, dude. Well, I'll tell you something. The competition is tough. I'm it just is. happy that we're able to show well occasionally. And uh, thanks to Chuck and Charlie, we're brewing beer we like drinking, and a few other people do too. I agree with you. The competition is tough, and you guys do do a great job. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you choose this style of beer, the kind of the more wild beers, uh, farmhouse ales, of course, some sour beers? Did you choose that because you, that's your, what you're a fan of or because of your expertise in handling uh, critters like that? Uh, it's because I like drinking that style. Okay. Got it. So you never thought, like, oh, I'm just going to open an English ales. I'll just be a normal old... Uh, Not so much. Okay. <laughs> Not to mention that the beers are brewed on a farm that you've owned for years, right? Yeah, we've been here uh, almost 25 years, I think. Okay. And so that's it all seems to, like, it's like you had this grand plan. Right. You didn't know it, maybe, but it was there. Did you know early on, like, when you bought the farm, for example, that one day you would have Logston Farmhouse <laughs> Ales? What's right. that supposed right. to mean? Yeah. You know, that wasn't even in the cards at the time, because when uh, we bought this place, I was just opening up Full Sail Brewery. Oh, right. I saw, so I was looking through my notes, Dave. You have a, a fascinating uh, brewing history that I, I wasn't aware of. So you were one of the founders of, of Full Sail. Is that right? Yeah, that was one of the founders and uh, the first brewer there. And the first brewer. Oh, wow. Okay. So you were a brewer before you were a, a yeast scientist. You know, I started uh, home brewing uh, while I was going to college studying uh, uh, biochemistry. And I kept working in that area and, yeah, rolled into the laboratory the brewery and set up a couple other breweries, helped some other brewers uh, get their things going, and then kind of came full circle, decided to open up uh, something small and uh, creative that uh, we've got going now. Okay. What got you into homebrewing? Was there like a beer that you had that made you go, all right, I got to do this beer thing? Well, you know, I'm, I'm old school. I grew up in the Midwest in Ohio, and there we had some regional beers that were still made with some character some flavor uh even the national brands were brewed, that were brewed for the midwest was different than when i moved out to oregon i found them a little lifeless and a little tasteless and on a college budget uh, i couldn't afford uh, what two imports did i remember seeing st Pauli's and heineken i think were the only imports that were even available wow. so i started brewing out of necessity really uh, more than anything else just to get something flavorful in the glass. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And did that end up dictating how you finished school as well? In other words, did you like start school to be a, a lawyer and ended up becoming a, a chemist or something? Well, I, I studied biochemistry, and I worked in the laboratory at the uh, university where we uh, managed yeast and bacteria cultures, and I learned that as I was uh, uh, 
trained on site, so to speak. Okay. And brewing at the same time, it kind of bent my uh, interest in that direction. But I did work in uh, the beverage industry for about seven years before we opened up the laboratory and then following up with full sale. So I did work in the food and beverage industry sometime. And all along that uh, time period, I was home brewing as well. Okay. Got it. Are you... I've I've known you for a while. I, I've known you since back at at Y East, and I feel like you're your happiest now in the latest rendition of your career. Like you're doing, it's entirely your own thing. You're doing the beer you want. It's on a farm that you love. Uh, is this the highlight of your career so far? Well, that's that's nicely said, Scott. I appreciate that. You know, thank you, Scott. Uh, <laughs> well, pardon me for that. It's all right. Uh, no, actually. Uh, I am enjoying it an awful lot, and I like the people I'm working with and the beers we're brewing, and that goes a long way. I think it shows up in the beer is kind of why I bring it up, too, because you really are brewing amazing beer, and you came right out of the gate like that. I remember uh, talking with you at, a, I think, a homebrewers conference before the brewery was open, and I thought, all right, well, this will be interesting. Dave knows what he's doing, but when people start you know, put out beers for the first time, especially wild beers. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But your beers were stellar right out of the gate. Uh, did you start with your team now, or w- was that you, and then you sort of hired on as, as it went? Well, Chuck and I were the uh, first two that started talking about putting this together. Okay. And okay. I wouldn't want to do it by myself, and it's great to have uh, that kind of uh, skill and, and experience come along at the same time. I knew the types of beers I wanted to brew. Uh, we did a few pilot brews uh, while we were putting things together and uh, tweaked them a little bit and then uh, got them up and uh, we were able to produce the first beers that we were able to package. We loved right off the bat. So uh, it was a nice combination of uh, uh, people working together with, uh, with a good common interest. Excellent. And we'll talk a little more later as we dive into the beer about kind of the process and how long it takes to make beer like this, because I'm sure that was interesting in the startup phase. But let's learn a little bit about Chuck's history now, too. So, Chuck, tell us your uh, your background in beer uh, leading up to this point. Well, I started brewing in 93 uh, while I was still in college at Indiana University. And uh, I ended up uh, apprenticing at... Bloomington Brewing Company, which is in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. And I was there for almost three years running that. And then I ended up at Upland Brewing Company for a couple of years before moving to Oregon. Okay. I think so, we've had them on the show, Upland, before. I know I've had their beer, that's I think for I, sure. I don't mean to interrupt, but is Drew Beecham on the line? No. Like no? You think he sounds of, like Drew? It kind of sounds like Drew to me. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. <laughs> oh, the laugh sounds like yeah. Drew. I'll give it that. <laughs> little bit. I felt like he was too well-spoken to sound like Drew before <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Chuck sounds fine. All right. There you go. Well, <laughs> uh, no, I was at Upland until 2000, and I decided to come out to um, – come out to Oregon to pursue my passion and and get more into beer and ended up working at Deschutes and Full Sail and then partnering up with uh, David in uh, 2009-2011 to get this place going. So You you got a, a nice brewery resume there. Upland, Full Sail, Deschutes is a great brewery. I bet you learned a ton brewing there. Absolutely. And they, all different kinds of styles of beer. When did you get into uh, farmhouse style beers? 
Uh, it was about the time I moved to the Hood River Valley, and I started at Full Sail. And, you know, I just really had, still had a passion uh, for homebrewing. I still homebrew to this day, and I, I it was one of those things that I really um, wanted to – keep pursuing even though i was doing production brewing at the time and we weren't necessarily making some of the beers they made at full sale were definitely creative but a lot of the production brewing sort of gets to you after a while and you really want to branch out to be able to to do something different and so at that point i started doing um i met a lot of the people at y east including david but uh jess caudell and Greg Doss and uh, really began to pursue a lot of the Brett beers and lacto-fermented beers in 2003. Okay. Greg Doss is the tallest man in commercial brewing. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like 11 That's foot sure. 9. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. And he's an excellent home brewer, too. It's just it's amazing to see what some of those guys can do. So It seems like the way craft beer is growing and, and some of the craft breweries like Deschutes and, and such are moving forward – that you're kind of lucky to be able to get away from production brewing. You know what I mean? Like, a, a lot of the brewing jobs are production brewing, and that's just the nature of this business. So to get out of that and be able to do more small batch and unique stuff seems to be kind of the exception now instead of the rule. Yeah, it seems like you see a lot of people um, in the brewing industry that get to that point, and then they revert and go back. Like, for example, John Harris has been at Full Sail for a long time. He was at Deschutes previous to that, and now he is uh, doing his own thing. So right. you see a lot of bigger brewers do that, revert, get back to their roots, so to speak. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to do. And when David and I partnered up, it was uh, a really good opportunity for both of us to create something unique and you know make the beers that we really like to drink. How so, did you guys meet? Uh, just at Full Sail at the bar. Um, it was, uh, one of those unique opportunities where I was sitting at the bar one day and I was like, Hey, uh, aren't you David Logsdon? And he's like, yeah. And so we struck up a conversation and I mentioned that I, you know, been homebrewing and making some unique beers and, you know, onwards, uh, from there, you know, we ended up drinking some beers together and talking about, uh, business a little bit and about different beers and of course david's extensive knowledge of uh yeast but he's traveled extensively in belgium and not to mention the world but you know collecting yeast strains and tasting different beers so it's been a, a real unique opportunity did, did not much makes no. me happier than successful businesses that start at a bar. Yeah, the bar's yeah. the new golf right. course, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Million dollar deals over beers. Just hanging out drinking. I don't know, why don't we start a company? All right. Uh, why not? <laughs> Sounds good. Did the idea of going from a brewery with a facility like Deschutes to brewing at Logston in, in a very remote, basically a barn. You can say it, in a barn. In a barn. <laughs> phase you at all? Or were you just excited about it? Like, yeah, let's go do it. Well, I was excited about it because I got to go back to, like, at Bloomington Brewing Company when I was there, uh, I was brewing on the same size system that I am now. And so I went from a 15-barrel system to a 30-barrel system at Upland to a 50-barrel system at Deschutes to a 200-barrel system at Full Sail and then back to a 15-barrel system with Loxon. Wow. Wow. So it was really uh, unique to see that whole process and, and see how all those different beers are processed. And really, uh, I think, you know, one of the major things that 
you know, I've taken away from that is uh, the use of whole leaf hops in that brewing process. And that's what we do. We do organic grains at Loxton Farmhouse, and we do all whole leaf hops. And, of course, David is culturing all the yeast strains from scratch. Right. Um, nice. So that is, you know, extremely unique part of our process. And blending the different yeasts, David has brought to his to to us his expertise in in uh, the yeast realm as well as microbiology. So, so you about whole leaf hops. What did, what did you take away? I mean, obviously you use them. Uh, now. It it just tends to be like a softer kind of uh, flavor to the beer. Whereas, you know, if you're making IPAs and really strong hoppy beers, you might not notice that quite as much. But if you're making the, the styles that we make, it tends to be uh, the resin profile shows through a lot cleaner. Um, you just don't get as much chlorophyll and, and those uh, factors involved in the beer as much. With whole leaf hops. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, because they're not all chopped up, so you get just the essence of the resin and the extraction of the resin versus um, any of the you know cell structure of the plant material that would be involved with pellet ops. It's interesting that we we might think that you sound like a like a new brewer using newer techniques. By you know, we only use whole hops and we <laughs> propagate our own yeast and and we only use organic materials. But really, what you've done is gone back to the way beer was made. Which is fantastic. I'm not saying that's shitty. I'm just saying it sounds new because it's unique in the marketplace. But what you've done is gone back to the way beer used to be made. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the beers that are on the market now and a lot of uh, the beers that I processed in the past have been uh, in, like, industry beer. Right. So it's all, like, everything that's on the market right now is cultured towards – um, pelletizing hops and processing and making everything really efficient. Sure. Whereas we just want to make the best beer that we can at Loxton Farmhouse, so it's all about the flavor profile. How much and, beer do you make a year now? Uh, we're still just under a thousand barrels a year. Okay. So uh, we're you know slowly creeping up, but um, you know with the top shelf brand, you are going to grow at a different level than you would with a uh, six-pack beer. Okay. I think we might go through a few of those barrels right here at the Hop Grenade. I think so. Each yeah. year. We have yeah. a lot of your bottles on uh, all the time. I did notice I like that, that my first trip in here yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah. hey. Oh, we like us some <laughs> yeah, lots yeah, of beer. Yeah. We, we've got a few on the shelf. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, let's learn about Charlie. Charlie's one of your brewers who's in the studio with us now, too. He's been here for two days. Now I'm almost more curious what these guys have to say about me than I about, yeah. about me. <laughs> Don't remind them that he's yeah. here. Right, yeah. Well, I could ask Chuck to introduce you and give us uh, his perspective on you, if you prefer. Yeah, if Dave's still on the line, I'd like to hear Dave's perspective, too. How do you guys end up with this joker? Charlie's an ass. <laughs> right. Performance review. We can have it right now. <laughs> How did you get the job there, Charlie? Um, so I started homebrewing in college, uh, studying philosophy. Kind of less enthusiastic about what I was studying. Or um, did you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Weird. Just right? Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got really into homebrew and just kind of from there started working in a few homebrew shops. And I found that that was the most interesting place for me in terms of uh, what I was learning and what I was teaching other people, um, the best thing I've ever said about working in a homebrew shop is the the questions you're asked at a homebrew shop. Yeah, you know, you get anything from the very beginner to the very advanced, 
and they all ask the same question in a different way. And so you learn how to answer that question in a different way. Uh, you learn a, a lot about different styles sure. without intending to learn about those styles. That's true. So from there, um, we started selling Logston beer at uh, the homebrew shop I was working at, Portland Newbrew. And uh, it all kind of went, went from, from there. there. Yeah. I always <laughs> say to people, because, you know, I get made fun of a lot because I can't really make beer. But and you're ugly. I am ugly. But I always say to people that I can. <laughs> hey, you're better can, looking than I thought you were. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Charlie has been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I actually paid him to be here since ten thirty so yeah. that he would make compliments. <laughs> Sounds like it. You see the power of low expectations, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Got the beer on. Yeah. By the way, the brewery Speaking never... of low expectations, the hop grenade looks great. See that grenade? Yeah. <laughs> That's another. The hop grenade is like the home of the backhanded. Compliment. I know, because right? all of our listeners come in and they go, or the compliment I can't sandwich. believe that you guys that. did yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny what you'll accomplish with money. This place looks yeah. great, yeah. but you I'm look- really surprised that you did this. Yeah. But you look better than I thought you would. Yeah. I mean, you don't look good or anything, but you, yeah. look, you don't look like you're dying yet. Yeah. You know Mr. Hanky? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. But I always say to people that I can, I can tell people how to brew beer. Because of all the interviews we've done and all the information I've heard and taken in over the years, kind of like you're talking about at a homebrew shop. Mm-hmm. But then putting it into practice is a whole other thing sure. uh, for me anyway <laughs> because it's very difficult. But I could tell almost anybody how to brew beer and probably even some fairly advanced techniques too. But doing it myself is something else. You need practice for that. Sure. So is this your first uh, professional brew gig where it you're putting this into practice? So no. I, I worked at a few homebrew shops, a uh, few startup homebrew shops. Um, and then from there, I started at uh, Sasquatch Brewing Company, which is a little brew pub. Okay. Um, there, I kind of quickly grew into a head brewer position. Nice. And uh, spent two years there. Did Great. you kill the head brewer? Hmm. <laughs> no, but I, I, I may have almost killed the owner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, Tom Sims is the owner there and a really great owner. Um, I think the the big kind of epiphany moment for me there was I walked in. Started learning about the uh, beers we were brewing, had my own ideas, spent plenty of time learning. And then uh, we had a phenomenal chef there. And it was a weird opportunity where you walk in and the food is better than the beer. Okay. Which I don't I don't feel like happens as often as <laughs> yeah, it should. Yeah, that's true. And so uh, I, was, I was really striving to make the best beer possible. And it was a, a fun opportunity to grow and learn about beer on less than optimal equipment started by a home brewer. Um, and they've done a really great job of making great beers. Um, but from there I was able to kind of maybe prove myself while I was kind of helping out at Logston a little bit. Okay. I see. So. Like bring in some of your beer from Sasquatch too and show them that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, let, or, me, let me interject. Yeah. Here we go. Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie showed up at our grand opening, <laughs> Uh-oh. And, and it was like a private party. Uh-oh. And then I'm like, "Who's this guy?" Like, and him and his uh, gaggle of friends <laughs> hanging out, drinking beer, and they were just fantastic and very enthusiastic and just you know right at that level. Because wait, but know, it was a private party. Wait, yeah, how did you get in? Because we were selling the beer. Did you show up early? Uh, like really right. early? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hear next yeah. year you're going gonna to be doing yeah. a festival. Can I? Yeah, right, yeah. There's Just a place to you see how long I stay tonight. <laughs> I 
Are well, you Charlie, sure you're Charlie not gave Drew me Beecham? his card and it had his <laughs> name scribbled on it in like a marker that was running out of ink with his phone number. Like, <laughs> on hey, a post-it note. you know, I'd love to come, you know, hang out and visit <laughs> and check it out. For longer. So there you go. <laughs> Got it. So so what happened? So he came back, and, and that was sort of the start of a job interview, or, or what? Well, him and his fiance would come out and actually help. They helped pick, pick hops uh, when we did our fresh hop beer, and they helped uh, pit peaches when we did the uh, passion brett. Okay. So they were there. They were very enthusiastic and knowledgeable and very interested. Um, his fiance Jenna, is... Uh, She's a badass. Is she better yeah. looking She's than I would expect? She's part of the Cicerone program. This <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm curious about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I'm wondering if she's better looking than I would expect, Chuck. I mean, now that I've seen yeah. Charlie. I would just say, you know, well, Charlie, she's well, awesome you looking know, for you. Charlie's a handsome guy. Jenna's a beautiful lady. So, okay, you know, what else are you going to do? <laughs> so they show up and they're kind of Watch. volunteering and helping out. And, and at what point do you say, hey, you know, you should just come work here? Well, that's what happened is uh, Charlie wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dave. Got it. <laughs> I, had, I had to do something. I mean. Yeah. I mean, at least this way you can fire him. But before, you couldn't right. even do that. Exactly. You couldn't get rid of him, no. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps showing up. Right. Uh, how long have you been with the company now, Charlie? Uh, this is just about six months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. This is all recent. This yeah. is all fresh wounds for them. How long were you there? Fresh. And not with the company. Since, yeah. since like, just about the beginning. Oh, right. I don't know. You put in your time yeah. helping out. Chuck, yeah, I'd be careful. Years. <laughs> you know, Chuck, he got his last head brewer gig. I don't even know what. It sounded, <laughs> sounded unscrupulous, though, so I'd be careful if I were you. Yeah, I know. I've been. I, I watch my back closely. <laughs> Word on the street is Chuck could work at NASA, though. That's what the Prospero guys say. Is that so, right? Yeah. Smart guy. Uh, hey, he could work in NASA if he was smart. That's, that's the, the implication. Yeah, right. exactly. That's what I reminded him of. Anybody could work in NASA. <laughs> Dave, what was the what was the barn before you bought it? You know, the years barn, ago. The barn has quite a history. Okay. Uh, it, was, it held farm animals. It was red. It was a it was a dairy farm at one time, uh, and uh, we also have quite a few uh mountain lions in the area and the the person that owned it before captured a mountain lion and had it uh penned up in the barn for a while wow and then it moved on from dairy farm to pig farm to apple orchard to a marijuana grow (laughs) wow uh, this is why i wanted to do the show just to hear the stories about where i work right all in the last year and then, and then it uh, became home of Y East Laboratories when we were a fledging little startup in '85. Okay, we picked up the property uh, around that time, and uh, now just That's a brew beer the way we like to brew it. God, I, I wish that that terrible little spot in Martinez opened up for us. That used to be the grow house. Oh yeah, it's just a good story. Our last studio we were going to buy, Dave, was also a grow house. It had all like the holes in the ceiling for ventilation. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, that's that's what we had. We had all the the CO two lines, uh, air lines, all the electrical was in. It was all buried in the hayloft, right? The hay. So was, the thing is, though, the the electrical's great if it yeah. was a grow house. So it's probably oh, yeah. good for the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> At, at, was there any yeah. point when you realized, you know what we should probably just do? 
It's gross pot. Yeah. In, in, in question form, it's uh, how long will it take Logston to be as profitable as the grow house it replaced? <laughs> Good question. Good question. At least we enjoy what we're doing as well. And, That's and, true. Uh, not to say that uh, well. a lot of people don't. <laughs> also yeah but if yeah. you stumble upon our brewery we're not going to shoot you in the face right, right. <laughs> well and he hasn't said that the grow house has stopped operations either it was in the hayloft it used to be dedicated yeah, right, for a grow house right. yeah there's a brewery underneath right isn't it isn't it legal in oregon now uh like it is Washington. yeah it just passed this uh last election so okay. um you know, uh, hemp beer who knows huh? <laughs> right <laughs> you'll be the first one to do it well all right, so so speaking of beer, uh, before we have to go to break, let's talk a little beer. Uh, Charlie picked out some beers for us to try throughout the show here, and uh, our friend, our good friend Nicole Ernie was helping out the order of beers, too, just to give credit where credit's due. Uh, what's the first beer we have in our glass, Charlie? So I think we're going to try our uh, Killy Wit first. Okay. Tell us about this beer, any one of you. Who's the most qualified? Chuck? Uh, sure, yeah. It's uh, Barley... Wheat, uh, gambrinus malts, and um, uh, a little bit of oats, and just coriander. We only use coriander. Uh, Dave really appreciates the sort of citrusy notes that the coriander imparts, as well as the like sort of cilantro character that it gives from the coriander. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty straightforward, two different yeast strains, and uh, primary fermentation in the 70s, and it's a very straightforward beer, very rustic, whole leaf uh, hops, fuggles hops, and coriander. So, What are the two yeast strains? I know they're proprietaries or maybe a, a similarity, Dave, you could, you could give us if we wanted to brew it at home. Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave, but that aside, uh, we select a couple of different uh, uh, Belgian uh, origin strains that are used uh that uh, in a way to complement each other, the, we like the uh, the dryness that we get and the fruitiness that we get along with the um, overall complexity. By using multiple strains, you broaden that uh, flavor profile and aroma profile, and uh, you hit a lot more notes, I think, than you use in a single strain. Okay. So yeah. for, a, for a brewer to want to make something like that, I think if you were to pick out a couple of strains that you like that have some uh, differences and yet can complement each other, you can do very much the same yourself. Okay. Being a Being a blend, do you get a new pitch every time or do you reuse it or do you find that the, the two strains kind of compete and one overtakes the other eventually? How does that work? Well, normally they will compete, and, and usually one will start to dominate over time. Uh, we generally tend to go about uh, four generations, three to four generations, in order to keep those things in balance. Okay. But before you said uh, coriander, maybe Nicole could help me out with this, too. She's got such a, a better palate than I do. But I was picking up like a, lact- a great lactic acid kind of a tang. But then once you said coriander, I wonder if I was actually just tasting the coriander and, and mistaking it for, like, a lactic. Uh, what do you guys think about that, the flavor profile? Is there, is there a lactic acid component to this beer? I mean, I would agree with you there. Oh, sorry. That you, no, can you taste it too, Nicole? No, let me listen. Yeah, there's a little bit of a tartness there. It's definitely separate from the coriander, but it plays right into it with all those kind of, like, perfumey citrus notes that you get from coriander. Okay. Yeah, one of those yeast strains tends to be very attenuative, so it is very dry. 
but it also gives a little bit more acid to it. Okay. Yeah, um, and, and so a, a good, a good uh, wit, uh, wit strain should give you tartness, mm-hmm. which, you know, add that lower pH, a little more acidity coming through without being lactic in your face as well. Yeah, it's not in your face like that. It's just a – but I, I think the tart yeah. is my favorite part about it. Uh, yeah, well, that – I enjoy the level of coriander. Yeah, I mean, subtle. When, when I see it on the label, I always worry about. Oh no, it's a yes. spice beer. It's just going to be yeah. all coriander. But this, it definitely is there. But you can taste the beer and the yeast and all, all, everything around it. It's not just mm-hmm. liquid coriander. How do you apply the the coriander? I'm curious about like what form it's in and, and maybe what part of the process it goes into the beer because it is very well done. Thank you. Chuck, uh, you can let them know, or I'll explain that it we uh, crush yeah, the coriander uh, right before it goes into the kettle. We use a blend of uh, African coriander whoa, whoa. Um, that is slightly ground, and then we add it towards the end of the process to impart some of the aroma and the oils without boiling it too much. So, so it does go into the kettle, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. American. Corduroy isn't good enough, or coriander, or whatever it is. <laughs> Not to be African. <laughs> American corduroy. I'm convinced that Charlie doesn't do shit. <laughs> Charlie grinds the coriander. Yeah. I feel like you want to talk uh, about so, grinding coriander. Uh, sometimes when I don't, Char- Chuck. Charlie do kicks ass and takes names. That's what he does. Because <laughs> he's just sitting back, look, checking it out on his, you know, smashed iPhone screen phone. And just, oh my god! Oh, he talk had, about my smashed iPhone. He has a Spider-Man edition. Spider-Man edition. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that comes from? Not working in a brewery, but looking for wedding venues. Oh, so you're getting it's a married, bunch huh? Of bullshit. Already uh, blaming his fiancee. Right. No, right. I wasn't blaming Jenna. She's gonna listen Amen. and know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure she's listening. Nicole likes smashed phones. All right, what beer is coming around now, so we can start <laughs> learning about this? Oh, that's the same one. Next up is Strafa Drilling. It's our oh uh, shit. This is a different one. This is our new year-round offering that we have. It's a beautiful triple. Where do the names come from? So uh, I don't know. I guess Dave maybe wants to take this one. Uh, Judith <laughs> Judith comes well, up with well, the names. Our, yeah. I'm pretty sure our, our names are uh, mostly Flemish. Okay. Most part. Uh, Strafa Drilling is uh, extraordinary triplets. And I have uh, three daughters that are triplets, and I uh, named this beer and designed it after them with the label of the Three Sister Mountains in uh, Oregon. Oh, that's so awesome. It kind of comes together with a little sweet story. I like a little story, too. How, how old are the girls? Uh, they're 26 now. You settle down over there, Moscow. Well, <laughs> I mean, the mountains have been around for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by mountains. Uh, do you have a Flemish background, Dave? Uh, no, but my wife does. My wife is from Flanders, okay. and uh, she brings a lot of influence to the brewery. She uh, is very involved in uh, the brewery from the bottling line to designing the beers to uh, to uh, managing the office, and uh, great inspiration, the love of my life. Judith is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So be honest with me, guys. Is that the best part or the worst part that she's involved in every step of the way? Best part. She's awesome. Jude, Judith oh, yeah, is awesome. She's yeah. awesome. You. Absolutely. All right. Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So a uh, little side Judith story. I mean, uh, so it takes quite a few of us to operate our bottling line. And Judith is on it with placing the necros on the bottles as they go by. And one day she's like, you know, Charlie, my back is kind of hurting. Um you mind stepping in for me? And 
the first moment I stepped up onto that little uh, that little station, I would just you know get a couple stickers on, and I go, "Oh shit, these are going really fast." You and can't keep up. Yeah, yeah, and once and once you miss one, then it's you know throw them into the bucket and hope you catch back up. Okay. So, I yeah, mean, like she's, deer in the headlights. Yeah, <laughs> she's sitting there doing the river dance, listening to her music, and just going along. It's smoking incredible. a J in one hand and labeling with the other. She does sound like a badass. She's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It sounds like you guys have a good team. Um, Tell me more about this beer in our glass. Uh, give us the give us the lowdown, Chuck. Uh, well, let's see. We it, it's about eight and a half percent alcohol, so it starts out um, about ten seventy or so, and it finishes out really dry. Um, we try not to. We we like to let it dry out a little bit so that it's not too sweet. A lot of triples, American triples, tend to be really sweet and malty. Uh, it does have coriander in it, so you'll notice that. And there's a nuance of uh, a lot of the different yeast strain that we use in there. We Every beer that we make tends to have different yeast strains, so you'll notice uh, different flavor profiles amongst each one. Okay. So that is definitely a very important part of our uh, beers is having uh, different profiles for each beer. You've probably noticed a lot of brew pubs, they tend to have a lot of the same profiles for a lot of the beers, even if it's an amber, a pale, um, yeah. a, porter, a porter even, they tend to be very similar. So one of the unique parts of having uh, David as part of the process is that we're culturing all these different yeast strains, and we're fermenting with different yeast strains, so it makes each beer uh, unique in its own way, so... I think that's what I really like about the Logston bottles that we carry here at the Grenade, too, is I can, you know, any one that I grab and bring home, it's not like the beer I had last night. You know, they're, they are all different. And I think, not to mention, it's not just, Dave, that you are qualified to do this, but for other breweries, it's cost prohibitive to use different yeast in every beer, too. you got to buy all those pitches of yeast. So that's kind of another advantage that you have the know-how to uh, culture and then propagate all these pitches, too, right? Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's uh, I think it's worth the effort uh, sure. to do that. Uh, the, uh, creating flavors, uh, yeast, 500 different flavor compounds come out of any single strain. You start combining those and um, uh, broaden the complexity and dialing in the strains that are uh, suitable for the style of beer that we're, uh, we're, that we're making. Sure. Have you had any luck trying to catch local strains that you found at the at- – in the area on the farm? Well, you know what? Yeah, we have had a little bit. We've made uh, one uh, sour beer called The Conversion, and uh, we sourced uh, some um, lactic bacteria locally that uh, seemed to work really well for that beer. It was a um, uh, basically the conversion was the changeover from cultured yeast into something a little more wild. And we're going to find out a lot more about that because uh, I think tomorrow we're um, uh, hoisting the cool ship up into the loft. Oh, wow. I'm flying back tonight. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have left. Charlie's lying. He will be asleep on our bar tonight, I guarantee. Oh, no nonsense. Uh, Dave got me a nice early flight tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'm sleeping sure. in the airport. 
So a cool ship, just uh, you know, for any listeners that may be new to this process, tell us why. Tell us what a cool ship is, and and why it's so cool that you're going to have one in your brewery. Well, the cool ship uh, traditionally is used in uh, wild fermentations uh, that uh, allow the wort, after it's boiled, uh, to be pumped up into a very shallow, broad vessel uh, and set overnight to cool, uh, allowing any wild yeast, bacteria uh, that is uh, present uh, to inoculate that wort and to do a complete wild fermentation from what occurs naturally there on the farm. And uh, we know already that uh, being in a uh, big orchard area, there is a lot of good wild yeast out there. We're hoping to uh, lure some in and see what comes of it. Love it. Awesome. All right. I got to get us to a break. Uh, before I do, just to wrap up my – I was asking about the yeast and you guys growing it there. Do you have just as many yeast propagation containers as you do fermenters at the Logston Farmhouse Brewery, or are you able to do it – with just one or two close to it no we we juggle it a little bit i've got uh four stir plates that i use and uh some smaller vessels to get the cultures up and going and then we got some uh smaller fermenters that we use propagation tanks so we're constantly seems like anyway constantly growing up uh new cultures for the different beers as uh we rotate through uh, a couple of different uh, generations i think it's really cool that you guys have control over that part of the process too i mean it's so important as you guys have been mentioning and all the different flavors i just it's just uncommon not that no breweries propagate their own yeast but i don't know of many that are doing it to the level or any that are doing it to the level you are where it's every different strain and different for every beer and you're culturing them i just think it's really impressive and it shows up in the beer good job thank you it kind of makes sense where you know where where matt brindelson comes from a, a hop chemist background yeah and totally. he's like pretty much the master of hops at, in the craft brew industry uh and then you have a brewer coming from the yeast background yeah. so so immersed in yeast and knows how to work with it and knows how to to keep it separate and get all the flavors they need out of it producing these great beers it it, it i wonder if that's where craft beer has to go now you can't just be oh, i'm just a brewer i know i know a little bit about a lot of stuff yeah what if you have to specialize to really kind of stand out a little bit that was one thing that was really fun for me coming on board is I was very familiar with the beers, but I wasn't familiar enough to realize how simple a lot of the beers were and what the impact of the yeast had. Right. You know, and, and at each phase of it, where it went to become that finished product. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been the most amazing part for me, for sure. And to really be able to manipulate manipulate that as best as possible is something that I think, um, you know, a lot of brewers lack. Maybe in the sense sure. that there's that magic that happens with yeast. And I'm not saying you guys are 100% in control of that magic either. But at least maybe are better positioned than anybody else in terms of blending the yeast and figuring out really what you want to get out of it. You're in a little more control over than, than most. So. Well, the beauty is we get to taste all those different uh, byproducts <laughs> of that yeast strain and see what we want to do with it. Yeah, yeah. We never sample beer. <laughs> well, why of, course, of course not. Yeah, yeah. right, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> this is your first time tasting this beer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, got to get us to a break. Can Great. you guys hang out for a couple minutes? We'll come back and try more beer. Great. All right, All right beautiful. That's what we're going to do. Let me take care of some sponsors here at the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do uh, more from Logston. If you want to call in and ask questions to the guys, like yeast questions, for example, 888-401-BEER or hit the chat button on the homepage. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters.
Beers on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and in to win. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to MoonlightMeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. 
you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. 888-401-BEER. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. Yes, welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for hanging out with us on our Christmas show with Logston Farmhouse Ales. We've got the boys on the line, plus we've got Charlie, one of their brewers in the studio, drinking with us here. And uh, plenty left to do with these guys, because we've got a lot of beer to taste, is, is what's going on. Uh, let me let you know real quick, if you're looking to become a professional brewer like these boys, you might consider going to the Siebel Institute of Technology. It's America's oldest brewing school. More courses than any other brewing school. Uh, and courses include, uh, look, even if you don't want to go pro, uh, advanced home brewing, craft distilling, and beer styles courses for those looking to ace beer knowledge exams. Uh, but you can also go for professional-level brewing courses that are available both campus-based uh, or web-based if you've got a, a, you know, a real job and you've got to do that. That whole thing where you study from home. You can do that with Siebel as well. Faculty include some of the best known and most respected instructors in international brewing. Go to SiebelInstitute.com for more information and consider getting a little knowledge before you open that uh, pro brewery. Not just the kind you learn here on the BN, but you might actually have to uh, you know, go, to, go to school. All right. You go to school. I don't want to. <laughs> Love it so much. You do it. Your mom goes to school. Yeah, your mom. What? Ah, uh, Jesus. <laughs> so it begins. Uh, all right. So you begin. I don't begin shit. Charlie, what's the first beer in our glass uh, for this segment here? All right. So I believe we have Saison Breda, which I would say is our uh, flagship beer. Okay. Saison uh, Breda, uh, where did this beer come from, Dave? Is this something that uh, you and Chuck put together or something you brought to the table if it's your flagship? Well, we started out with a Saison and... We thought that uh, complementing that beer style with uh, Britannomyces yeast would add another layer of, of flavor and complexity to it and change it to a, a beer that, uh, like Charlie mentioned, it's our most uh, sought-after beer that we have uh, that we're currently making. All right, I already have one yeah. of these in my glass. Why are we yeah. Is this the second one? Why do we have two beers going on? Because we're doing Saison Breda. Sorry, guys. We're, and then Oak Aged. Is, oh, oh, I need which that one. Which one made yeah. it around first? The oak Maybe age is what I gave you. you okay, so I need this one, too. Yes. You need that one. And then I need that one as well. The, the Saison Breda is 
the clearest saison slash Brett beer I've had in a long time yeah, in terms of appearance. Thank you. It is. A, it's, it's a very amazing. clear beer. And by the way, Dave, Dave I just want to add that. You guys putting Brett in a wow. Saison is clear. saved Saisons for me. I didn't like Saisons before oh, people right? started putting Britannomyces in them. And now I'm like, oh, I'll have a Saison Brett anytime. Uh, like Crooked Stave does it, too. Yeah. And, and Logston here does it. And so now I'll actually drink Saisons. But I just wasn't a big fan of the style until you, you started putting Brett in there, Dave. Was it, was it not traditionally to style to use Brett? No, but it might have ended up in there, wouldn't it, Dave? Just uh, by nature of being a farmhouse ale? Uh, you know, the classic is the Saison DuPont, and that is a straightforward Saison, uh, a lovely beer as well. Okay. And uh, that's kind of what we were looking for making as a uh, thirst-quenching, full-flavored beer that was still dry and had a lot of uh, yeast-driven character to it. Uh, that base beer gets four different Saccharomyces strains wow. going into it. And then we had the Britannomyces in the secondary for fermentation uh, to continue on the tartness or the little bit of acidity that the Britannomyces produces. Uh, the hops tend to drop back uh, out of profile. The malt dries out, and the uh, uh, the fruity flavors come out uh, very nice in that in that particular style. I love this beer that you guys make. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I especially like how, how far down it attenuates. It is nice and dry. And then I think you're right about the fruity characteristics of the yeast that come out. Um, they're subtle enough that it's not overpowering, but they're they're present enough that you, you'd almost think you could have even added some, some fruit in there, but you didn't. A little light essence of apricot or something like that? Yeah, yeah. things like it's all Yeah, exactly. I would, essence is, is probably the right word because it's all just a little tinges of, of a couple things like apricot. Yeah, yeast uh, esters. Yeah. Uh, and the yeast, yeah. But then again, uh, there's not like overpowering flavors of of clove or banana or any of those other ones that I tend to not like. Bubble gum sometimes ends up in a, in a style like this for me, and and none of that's in this beer. Um, I wonder if the Brett. Uh, I've only learned this fairly recently. Talking more about these types of yeast does a lot of cleanup for you too. Not just adding other flavors to it, but cleaning up some of the other uh, yeah. these these flavors I don't like. What do you think about that, Dave? Well, yeah, it does change the profile. If if you set uh that beer next to our Saison, which is very similar on uh the malt base and the hop profile and the base yeast strains are all the same, but it uh transforms the beer into something else. Okay. Is it how many uh I'm curious so you say you added in secondary. So has primary stopped completely before you add the Britannomyces to this beer? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much dried out at that point. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, fermentables that the Saccharomyces won't uh, ferment that the Britannomyces does go after and does dry it out a little bit more. How many points do you think you add, uh, ABV-wise, or, or even dropping Play-Doh, if you want to do it that way, with the Brett? Yeah, I think uh, the season finishes around uh, 1.5 to 1.6, and this drops it down to about 1.3, 1. 1.4 typically. Okay. Do you guys leave it at the same temperature when you add the bread, or will you change it? Uh, it's whatever temperature the barn is at the time, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was wow. going to say it depends on the season. <laughs> now, wait, is that, just, is that just for secondary or primary as well? No, we have uh, a little bit more control on the primary fermentation. We have cooling jackets on those fermenters, 
and then the secondary goes into the bottling hall in the conditioning tanks, and uh, that's pretty much ambient temperature for the most part. And we are able to heat in primary as well during the winter. Okay. So. Oh, really? Yeah, and our conditioning room for all the bottle product is warmer than the bottling hall. Got it. So you bottle condition everything? Everything. Yeah. It, oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, bottle and keg conditioned. Even oh. kegs also? Yep. Okay. Yep. It makes it the fastest keg filling you've ever seen. It's <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> well, why is – explain Still, that to, to me. Why uh, is that? Because you're uh, packaging flat product. You just yeah. rock and roll. I see. Got it. Yeah. And then it sits just like you yeah. would bottles you, until you it carbonates. You mix it with our uh, priming sugar, which is uh, pear concentrate. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys find any difficulty in controlling the amount of carbonation you want by doing all bottle conditioning? It's a challenge at times. Uh, there's a bit of a learning curve over time with the att- actual attenuation and, and the um, amount of time the beer's had to sit before it goes into the package. Okay. Do, do you guys filter the beer before packaging and adding a, a conditioning yeast and priming sugar? or is No, there's the beer there? no, no filtration whatsoever on our product. So it's all natural, wholesome product. So, along with the whole leaf, the whole leaf hop aspect, we also don't, you know, filter the product. There's no DE or anything like that. So, so Charlie, this saison bretta that that Beardy was commenting on how clear it is. It, am I not mistaken? This one you said is about a year old, or is this from our shelf, which was uh, fresher? The the oak age bretta is a year old product that I brought. But the first one isn't necessary. The, the Saison Breda is from your shelf. It's from yeah. our shelf. So that, wow. that was a September date. So the clarity is just – is this just normally how the beer is? Yeah, oh. and I think you guys have probably had it on the shelf for uh, maybe a week or two or three or yeah. more. And uh, so – I mean I the, love it that it's that way. The method we have yeah. for uh, clearing beer up is time and, and temperature. Okay. Which so, do you like better? Uh, I haven't tried the other beer yet. So I think this is maybe an interesting time to talk about our uh, barrel aging program um, and what we're able to do with barrels compared to other breweries. Let's talk about it. In terms of um, organic certification. Okay. Yeah, give us the lowdown. All right. We'll spin it over to Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie's looking for a career in radio (laughs) now. He's a moderator in training right now. Master of the segue right there. I love it. I'm going to go take a break, guys. All right. uh, Chuck, what do you got? Tell us about well, the barrel program. Well, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Say thanks, Charlie. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of the beers that we're doing, um, organic certification aside, um, uh, like Oak Age Breda, for example, we're taking a beer that's aged for extensively in the oak barrels and blending it with younger products. So a lot of the products we do are blended even some of the uh, younger saison bretas that we do are blended. So smart move. How old is the oldest stuff that you're blending in? Uh, a year plus. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of like the traditional uh, beers of Belgium tend to be aged for you know quite extensively, eighteen, sixteen months, two years, three years. Um, but a lot of the beers that we're aging are aged in the barrel for X amount of time and then blended with, depending on what me, David, and now Charlie are defining uh, flavor profile-wise, are blended subsequently with younger beer 
to match the profile of what we really expect in our product down the line. Are you blending to to match a, a previous profile? In other words, so that if I buy the same particular beer from you guys, it might taste the same, you know, even though it's a batch you brewed two years later? Or are you blending based on the best of what you have on hand and, and you don't care if it tastes like a previous batch? I think we're blending based on what we have on hand. Okay. And, you know, we we like, uh, David and I especially like the, a lot of the vanillin character and the toast character that comes from the wood. Um, so it's not necessarily based on a previous profile as much as it is uh, what we like to taste in the uh, subsequent product. Okay. And that's something I've tried to convey to uh, tasters when I go out and do tastings too is – we are very much striving for a very consistent product, but our consistency may be different than what a macro producer or even a large regional producer may strive for consistency wise, which is, you know, a consistent product to taste or, or to brand. Uh, We always strive to produce the best beer of the style or what we deem awesome drinkable beer. Yeah. Um, well, for me at least, I'm not such a, a beer geek or, or such a great palate that I would taste – unless I was doing directly a side-by-side of like last year's mm-hmm. and then this year's, I probably wouldn't know the difference anyway. I would just know, oh, yeah, this is the brand but I bought. But especially with our beer, you're, you're going to drink two different beers even if it was exactly the same beer this okay. year and last year. Exactly. Because it's matured so much. Okay. Yeah. So I think what we're trying to go for, especially at our scale, is that we're trying to produce the highest quality beer that will age – over time, the best that we can produce. Got it. Right. So, JP, to answer your question. Yes, sir. I like the Oak Age Breda better. Uh, and I really liked the the Saison Breda. Yeah. But I like the Oak Age by about twice as much. I agree. It has so much more happening mm-hmm. that just my, my my palate just likes it. It's uh, so so a year older kind of in there. And it's also a year yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. Would you guess that it's the same base beer? I mean, these are night and day. Would you have any idea? I'm terrible at that anyway. But I w- kind of to answer that question, I was going to say that some of the notes from Saison Breda, quite a bit of them, like the apricot that, that JP mentioned, uh, are definitely very present in the Oak Age. So there are, there are tons of similarities. So I might have picked those out. But there's so much more happening, mm-hmm. I assume, just because of the oak. Is that the only difference, is that it sat in oak? Well, that's the beauty of the Oak Age Breda, for example, is that you're taking old beer, so you're adding a complexity to it. Uh, it's basically another layer on top of um, the flavors that you would get from the regular Saison Breda, which personally – um, I like the beer, the Saison Breda, that is three to six months old. Okay. And it tends to add a lot of the character of uh, the Brett that is very fruity before it tends to get some of that horse blanket character where it, where it really tends to pick up at nine, nine months to 12 months old, about a year old. Um, it tends to get more of that horse blanket character. I really like it younger where it tends to be fruity. Okay. And so when you're blending that young beer – uh, with the older beer, yeah. the older beer tends to have some of that oaky vanillin character and some of the toast character. Yeah. And then after, you know, six or nine months even, it still has a lot of that fruit character to it. I also I, wonder if I'm picking up a little, like... You're not. Lactobacillus. No. I, oh. I pick up a or, oak tannin that mm-hmm. helps dry out 
the the oaked saison uh, bread a more yeah because I prefer a very dry bone dry saison mm. and both of these they're great I really like the fruit characteristics of just the plain saison bread but the oak tannins help dry it out a, a step further while still re, uh, retaining the fruit characteristics that I think is even better is it more- well, I'm sure David can comment on that but as far as the um the increased acid character tends to be from some of the acido that the uh, bread itself produces. Okay, yeah. I, yeah by the way, I very easily could always uh, mistake acetobacter for lactobacillus. I hardly know what I'm talking about. Nicole had some comments about the uh, flavor, too. No, I just uh, maybe I'm just full of the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the combination of uh, vanillin from the oak barrel... Uh, and some of the more subtle phenols almost comes across as nutmeg. Okay. It's really, it's really, uh, really a pleasant kind of melange of flavors. Yeah, it makes it very complex, I think, every every bit of the barrel process. Dave that from is very Hill, I hope you heard the word nutmeg. <laughs> I, I was more focused on melange. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it sounds French, but it could just be made up. Master Cicerone's. It's <laughs> a, a, a vanillin melange. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love these two beers side by side. It's a really fun way to do a side by side because they're clearly different, but coming from the same origin. I, I, it's and really, especially uh, last year and this year too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the difference definitely makes a. Oh shit! I just said a difference makes a difference. God damn it! <laughs> it, it, no, does. That's good. it really does. <laughs> you're you're great, right. You're going to do great in radio. Well, and you. <laughs> in your next career in radio. Uh, now the colors obviously very different too. Um, it looks like the oak not only imparted. Um, oh, actually, it looks, mine looks different than yours, JP. So I got the bottom of the of the bottle. It uh, looks like because well, yours is still clear. This is my oak. Oh, that's your oak. Okay, yeah, so and we it could got, be the asshole who drugged these down the coast. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you shook them, them the whole yesterday. way. Also, yeah. in, in the studio, we have a, we have a bad habit of pouring a beer, then turning it right upright. Yeah, we're really yeah. And then pour, yeah. yeah. So and then we comment about the brewery and like they yeah. like yeah. they screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. I just look the other way. I just can't watch. I just can't. <laughs> it, is, it is painful for Nicole sure. I literally it. just can't. But uh, <laughs> I, not just the clarity of the beer, but it actually has a, a, a bit of a different color. And carbonation. The SRM is different. The carbonation is different. That's true. In fact, wildly different. Well, the clarity is different. That's going to affect the the perceived SRM. Okay, right. It'll look darker. But for example, JP's uh, barrel age there, mine a little bit still has a a bit of head on it. Oh, it's very uh, spry. Whereas the Saison Breda doesn't. Um, So yeah, even the carbonation is a little different. Both great. You're getting a natural product, and I think that uh, I don't know. it, It adds to the yeah. You know, again, it goes back to our our striving to produce a top end great product. Yeah. Whether, you know, we we have a window, you know. Yeah. um, Being farmhouse beer. A um, range. Not a macro beer. Or or even a regional beer. I think it's like the, I guess what I'm saying is like the the craft of craft brewing. It's it's done by hand. This is a a thing that is made. It's it's not just produced. There's, there's a difference for sure. Right. The difference is the difference, JP, as right. Charlie will tell you. Right. Yeah, oh, man. For sure. <laughs> the difference makes a difference. The difference makes a difference. When you start thinking about all your thinks, then you're thinking about it, and that's bad. <laughs> you realize I'm going to get shit for this. Chuck forever. and Dave, you might want to consider making T-shirts uh, difference for the brewery. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. Do it in Blogs French, too. so you sound smarter. There you go. Do it in Flemish. Le difference, c'est la difference. Well, you know what they say. Get your saison. We do say. Get your 
All right, let me do this. We're uh, finish your your beers, guys, because we got a couple more uh, from Loxon coming Maybe. around. Maybe we'll see. And, <laughs> yeah. We don't know if we can get Maybe. the cap off. Yeah. While we do that, I've got a couple of questions from our chat room for you guys. While we're waiting on the next beers, uh, one of our listeners wrote uh, wrote in Film Labrat. He's in the in the chat room there, oh, and he wants to know guy. if you guys do small test batches uh, in order to try out yeast combinations, new yeast combinations. Not so much. You just go for it. Well, you know, with uh, with the almost thirty years of experience in uh, yeast. And brewing, you kind of get a feel for it. You get to know what it is that you're working with, the flavors that you're looking for, and be able to put it together, uh, brew it, and find that, yeah, this is what we're looking for. Uh, I'm curious about the when you blend a yeast, is it, and maybe this is a dumb question, but maybe well, that's never stopped me before. Nope. Uh, is it yeah. always a 50-50 blend, or, or can you do something like a 90-10 or, or whatever you might do? You Definitely go. dumb. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Not only really dumb, but Did you ask that? <laughs> no, typically they go in in, in uh, equal proportions going in. Okay. And then over a couple generations, they might start to drift, and that's when we, we reculture and bring up the strain again. Because yeah. one will start to overpower yeah. the other? Yeah, the bullies take over. Okay. Yeah, the bullies take over. They tend to dominate. So yeah. we kind of keep that in check. Got it. Good for you. If only we could do that in America. <laughs> in, in our the, schools. In American schools. In the world. <laughs> Not just America. Uh, all right, here's another question. Um, I don't know his name in the chat room. Wants to know, what's the weirdest <laughs> in- ingredient uh, that you've ever put into your beer? And how how did you do it? No comment. <laughs> Chuck, doesn't, Chuck doesn't want to talk about it. That was my fault. I'm Second sorry. I don't want to talk about that it. That means balls. <laughs> Char- Char- Charlie might be the weirdest element that we've worked with. <laughs> that you've ever put hey, in your Come on, Dave. You've never said that about me before. <laughs> how did, well, how did you add him? Uh, um, weird things. Uh, a little more traditional. Uh, using the ingredients that are available uh, and blending them in the way that uh, we find make beer we like drinking. I think our farmhouse is the way that we make beer weird. So there's mm. no like weird fruit or weird, you know, something that maybe other that, that I wouldn't expect to find in a beer that you guys it, have in found? In the future, well, I think we have a few projects that are coming down okay. the you gonna pipeline. Are going to make a durian so. beer? Durian, right? Oh, oh come on. Right, no. Chuck. Or thank like, you. No. Moon rock or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some asteroid. Yeah. You already mentioned the scrotum, so that's that's plenty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tea, tea bag <laughs> right. stays on. It was an accident. It, it, Charlie hey, has hey, already it, apologized. It's not, it's not tea bag beer. It's called the Belgium dip. Okay. <laughs> oh. I hope that's the name of the beer when it comes out. Oh, yeah. The Belgian yeah, dip. Yeah, that'll be the, the BN Belgian exclusive. Dip. The Belgian dip. <laughs> All right. We'll come by and try it. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I've been talking with uh, Flattail Dave about doing a beer called Taminated. Taminated. <laughs> so, uh, just, just wait yes. for that one. Oh, that beer's yeah. Taminated. <laughs> All right. have E. Cola on it. <laughs> Let's go to the phones uh, where we've got uh, we got Ryan on the line to ask you guys a question. Oh, not R- I hope uh, it's not Ryan from Portland. Hey, Ryan, where are you calling from? Oh, no. Uh, I'm Colin from Portland, Oregon. Oh, oh, you did it. You should have just said Tallahassee. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, <laughs> these, guys, these guys make great beers, and they're uh, personal friends of mine. I've been uh, waiting for a long time to hear them 
on the Brewing Network because I learned how to homebrew from Chuck and the Brewing Network and Charlie. So this is the culmination of a lot of great things for me. Awesome. Love you, Ryan. Glad you called in, man. Speaking of contaminated. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of things to learn, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And I also had a... Um, a great hidden talent that I wanted everybody to know about Charlie. Oh, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh, no. Charlie and uh, Dave from Flat Tail are two peas in a pod. Those guys come up with the craziest and <laughs> best names for beers ever. In yes. fact, um, Chuck, Charlie, and Dave and I were in the Brewers Lounge of the Oregon Brew Fest we were. Uh, a few years ago, or, or the one down in uh, outside of Salem, and. Uh, and they were just, they probably came up with 50 different brew brew names in, in about five minutes. It, it was pretty hilarious. You're going to say um, Taminator, are you? Because I just said that. No, 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 no. Okay. No, this is a, this is a, a, a beer that uh, Charlie and Jenna, his fiance, lovely fiance, and my wife and I brewed. And it was a chocolate rye porter with Hawaiian <laughs> salt. And um, Charlie aptly named, because we love the kid Chuck, he Charlie uh, aptly named that beer Rye and I Assault Ass Salt Chuck Porter. And we just thought <laughs> that's that a great that name. That's, hilarious. A, that's a great name. Uh, uh, by the way, other than naming beers, being compared to Dave from Flat Tail is not really a compliment, yeah. Charlie. No, it's just uh, that the, uh, may be true. That may be true. Dave came down and did a beer release here a couple weeks ago. He ended the night with bacon shots, <laughs> literally with glasses full of bacon. I yeah. think oh. that he was shooting. Yeah. At How our, does that even happen? I don't, it's Dave from oh. Flat Tail. That's <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea you guys were so similar. I would have never booked you, uh, Ryan. Thank you for the call. I'm pretty uh, sure you mentioned uh, that in, in email. <laughs> I already said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the phone call. Before I let you Thanks, go, Dave. I know uh, you're listening. quickly, what's the best strip club in Portland? Go. Oh, well, Sassy's. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Oh, Ryan is a superstar in my book. Thanks, brother. Sassy. Love you, Ryan. All right. Well, I'm going to continue slaying lobster beer over here. I'm killing back. I don't think you're going to beat Songful Chris. He said he was going to shotgun Passion Brett. So. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I just just drank a, a batch one Syracuse and a batch one uh, Passion Brett, and I think I'm going to move on to a Bash Wednesdays on Brett. Goddamn, hey, how was it? Hey, I Ryan, bet it was great. are you going to be my best man or what? Hey, uh, why are you are asking you, me uh, to be your best uh, man? Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. This must be what This is some dog wow. shit. Let's take care of some business on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> or, or what about <laughs> David? Come on. We're going to work this out Charlie, right here. Charlie just got looked over as <laughs> best yeah. man on the yeah. BN. <laughs> This, this, this hey, I'm, be flattered. It, I'm flattered to be looked over as best man on the VN. Ryan, what's <laughs> best man is a lot of work. Ryan, You're really uh, lucky. Yeah, but it couldn't happen in a better place. What's your answer, Ryan? Uh, if he's officially asking me for for, char- for Chuck, uh, anything. You betcha. Wow. Oh. That just happened. Wow. Is this is what those, uh, those party lines from the 50s when like everyone first started getting a phone and it's like yeah. you pick up the line and there might be another conversation on? I feel like that's what this is right that's now. That's what just yeah. happened. Yeah. What about Charlie? Does he make the wedding party at all? Right. Chuck? Oh, he'll be part of the party. Oh, he will be. Oh, so there you go. He's hey. the entertainment. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're invited. He'll be working. You need to yeah. pour beer. Yeah, I'll be working. Yeah. I'll be pouring beer. 
right, hey Ryan, thank you for the phone hey, call later, and uh, participating Thanks, in the program. No, I just want to tell you one more thing. <laughs> so I I bought a bunch of organic or bananas and I'm going to eat them when I drink the beer. Ryan, uh, they're organic. All right, what beer's in our glass now, Charlie? I don't know. Oh, it's the, 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 the far <laughs> west. I, I was busy talking. Uh, it's an okay red. That would be nothing because I drank it all. All right, so we got far west bombing. Um, did we pour uh, some Saracis as well? I don't know. Not yet. Oh. Uh, Okay. Far West Vlaming Organic Oak Aged Tart Red Ale. Chuck, you want to tell us about the beer? Uh, and this is last year's. Okay. I like I like that. Um, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, for beer. sure. It is, uh, yeah, it's a blend of different uh, base malts as well as uh, wheat and oats and chocolate malt. And it's uh, aged on Saccharomyces as well as uh, Brett and Lacto. And oak. I love this beer. It's so good. I yeah. just fell in love with this beer. It's amazing. Why don't you marry it? I've had it before. I think I just <laughs> forgot <laughs> that I, Ryan will be your best man. I think I <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's really funny you say that because for <laughs> a, a long time, Charlie drank our beer. And then after he started working with us, he was finally like, he started drinking Far West Vlaming and was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is my new favorite Logsdon Farmhouse beer. Yeah, it's I don't true. know if it's gotten better. It's not that it wasn't good. I just – I think I just sort of forgot you about it. You always drank it young. I, that's that's uh, what I came down to. Okay. So I think uh, at the point of being a broke-ass homebrew shop employee working <laughs> for free – High five. Uh, yeah. 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 Pain on that <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I think I would gravitate towards just straight up Saison Bretta. I mean, you know, I drink Saison occasionally, but Saison Bretta is the one that I really gravitated toward. Or I would go up to Passion Bread or Saracuse, one of the fruited products, uh, and I would overlook Far West. And as soon as I started, I think the, what it really came down to is I just drank Far West young a couple times and was less interested. And I had some old Far West and was like, oh, Wow. And that's why I really wanted to pull an old Far West to bring down to okay. you guys. So this one's a, a year? It, yeah, it's yeah. a year old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this beer's fantastic. And, and even the newer one is uh, really gaining character quite quick. Um, and we have that on tap here, right? I think we do. Yeah, the Far West is on. Yeah. That's the one on tap? Hell yeah. Oh, oh we got a keg of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have it fresh Yeah, as you well. should uh, run oh, that's outside an real quick. That's an interesting side-by-side. Oh. It, it is yeah. a great yeah. side-by-side. I yeah. did that earlier with a few of your bartenders. Okay. Because... Apparently in California, your bartenders drunk. can drink. Uh, is that that, that's how long he's been there is two days. So a few <laughs> of the bartenders. Shift of bartenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every bartender we have has they drank with Charlie. They, they had to leave because they drank with Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go now. Yeah. You, we fired half of our bartenders thanks to you, Charlie. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just working my way in. You're just trying to yeah. help. You drank them under the bar. So tell us about the process of making this beer. Um, I, I got the ingredients there, but... Um, Everything goes in and then barrel-aged as well, or is this all stainless? No, this is a barrel-aged beer. Okay. This is, this is a beer also where we uh, age a bit of the beer up to a year or more in oak. And uh, when we use oak, it's all reconditioned oak or renewed oak, so there's uh, no uh, uh, bourbon or wine character that's going to come through in the beer. We want the bannolin and, and the tannins in particular to come out and, and soften the beer. That's one of the things, both with the Oak Age Breta and this beer, is that the oak does soften it and round out the beer nicely. And uh, we 
take the aged beer, blend it with young beer, and when we when we blend, what we're looking for is uh, how much oak profile comes out. Uh, the younger the barrel, the more oak comes on very quickly, so it takes less of that beer to blend with young beer in order to get the balance that we're looking for. So explain the the renewed oak process. That's where that's, that's where it gets re- uh, thanks, th- thanks to Chuck and 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 our um, our carpenter Tobias, uh, old world carpentry. They are able to open up barrels, shave them down, retoast them, uh, seal them up, fill them up, and uh, basically have renewed oak at that point. So does, that's that's what we're looking for. Does that speed up the oak? flavor extraction i mean getting fresh it does. Vanilla the first and, time and, into the barrel you get a lot of oak in just a few months second time into the barrel it takes about twice that much time to get a similar oak profile and about third time into the barrel it takes that year or more to to bring out that uh flavor profile that we're looking for so what we did uh recently here was we just put in some 40 hectoliter Hungarian barrels. Just about to mention that, Dave. That's great. uh, So we have a couple of large barrels, uh, brand new, that uh, we're going to be able to uh, blend uh, proportionally, again, with the young beer in order to get that balance that we're looking for. So a lot more capacity in that that area for us. And uh, looking forward to see what Hungarian oak has to do over uh, some of the smaller barrels that we've had. So it's with the big barrel, it's uh, it's a new experience. We're going to have a lot of fun. I love Hungarian oak. Yeah? I, I like it a lot. Actually, I like it a little better than French oak, personally. Just yeah, the, just yeah the we've had some of our smaller barrels yeah. were Hungarian, and I, we, we like the profile we got from it. So we weren't too concerned about uh, what we were going to get. We just knew that we were going to have to taste it and evaluate uh, what the profile was like and see how it worked in uh, the mix for the beers that we're making. So you guys are calling this an, an aged uh, oak-aged tart red ale. And so to me, it's it's somewhat similar to like a Flanders red. It is, yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's essentially a- what it is uh, with oak aging. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want to ask about and, and commend you on. I'm actually a self-proclaimed fan of of Acetobacter. Um, hmm. huh. I like... Uh, Ro- you're, you're no longer my friend. <laughs> I like... Uh, so, so we're going to ship all the bad barrels to you. Y'all, y'all act like this is a surprise. Like, I'm a big fan of Rodenbach Grand Cru, which is, in mm. my opinion, heavy on the Acetobacter mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Now, this beer is kind of... Uh, well, it's... <laughs> first of all, it's way better than a Rodenbach Grand Cru in the sense that... There is some Acetobacter there, I think. I'm picking up some of those harsher, sour qualities. But it's such a small amount that I wish, like, that's what I like about Acetobacter. If it were just like a little bit, that's actually what I really like. It just turns out that no one can do just a little bit. It either tends to be nothing or a whole shit ton. So I take a shit ton because that's what's there. But I would prefer them to be like this, where there's just like a... I think they a smaller amount of it. You I think a baby's it, touch. Yeah. yeah, I think it was before, and then it gets shipped over, and then it's hot, and oh, then it I stays see. on the shelf sure. for like. Um, Duchess, well, but this is a year old, like Duchess so. de Bourgeon or whatever the other the other popular yeah, yeah. Flanders red. That no, is, that that's a fruit fly character. Yeah, that's hit or yeah. miss for me. I, I've had them where it's like super low in the acido, and then and then it's like drinking nail polish. Yeah. So I, I actually stay away from Flanders beers, even Grand Cru. To me, Rodenbach is way too sweet. Sweet. This okay, is super, yeah. this is much more dry and yeah. much more enjoyable Absolutely. than Grand Cru. It's yeah. very dry, but it 
than Rodenbacher. Is there a say. little bit of that harsh, like, acido back to, and I just mean a touch of it, that I like in, in this beer? Mm. Or well, are you I not there, it it Since it's a blended product, sure, that is it really the, the essence of that. Uh, acetic acid that comes from the Britannomyces yeast. Ah, okay. In combination with the lactic acid bacteria that's there as well. So they're balanced with uh, acetic acid and lactic acid. So maybe I'm just picking up some acidity, but not Acetobacter. So that it's because it's certainly not vinegary. I would not <clears throat> say that about this beer. Um, no, the yeah. bread, especially when you have something a year old like that, uh, it produces a fair amount of acetic acid. Okay, and it, but it's much more pleasant, I think, than what you're going to get from Acetobacter. Definitely, Nicole. You want to chime in on this at, at all? Well, I think the more the more interesting thing I get is like a, <laughs> a ethyl butyrate, like a pineapple. Okay. Character in yeah. the background gives it a little bit of like a fruit punchy note. Yeah. yeah. Which for me, okay, I differ from you in that I actually like a little bit more body in a Flanders Red. Okay. Um. So so that's where you and I see don't see eye to eye, but. Uh, I feel like that fruitiness rounds out the beer in the way that I, I want it to be a little bit rounded out when I look for this style. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you want the truth of it, a lot of those beers that have uh, more of that acido character that you talk about is sort of a balsamic quality would be um, a higher proportion of the barrel-age product. Yeah, yeah. So is this beer that... Our uh, wonderful bartender Laura brought in the same beer, but on tap. Yes, the fresh keg, and it's a, a year. It's the new batch, Syracuse? right? It's not a year newer. And there's or, Syracuse or Far West. I thought uh, we yeah, asked uh, for Far West. The Far West, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. So Far West Vlaming, the same one we've been drinking out of the bottle, but this one is off of our tap. Exactly. And uh, I have two. It's probably about a year it. younger. Is that than on what purpose? You have in the bottle. One, Great. one's a year old. One's new. Shit. Is that right, Charlie? I lost track of what they were pouring. Uh, do it by taste, man. You don't. <laughs> it does, yeah, no, 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 we have we have a year old in a in a new one. It's pretty apparent. Yeah. What do you get? What's the difference? Mm. To me, the, it's pretty they <laughs> just I hopefully a not. lot of them. So uh, it's much less to me, dimensional yeah. for one. The the pineapple character from the Brett that Nicole mentioned mm-hmm. is a lot more apparent, and the lacto has a lot more time to make it more acidic in in the year old version, mm-hmm. and so. The pineapple acidity that Justin was talking about, or that I fl- I taste, yeah, and yeah. that I think you're talking about, is way more apparent in the year old version than in the new version. I'll give you that. And yeah. I mean, even Charlie mentioned that drinking it fresh was way different than drinking it a year old. And Absolutely. once you drink it a year old, it's like, oh wow, this is an amazing beer. Right. I think uh, drinking it fresh, you know, you definitely get that that fresh acidity kind of parted from the chocolate and toasted malt character. As, a, as opposed to drinking a year old where it's all melded together into one beer. Right. And, and, and the year, the, the newer version actually tastes slightly sweeter. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because the lacto and the brett have had a longer time to yeah. eat mm-hmm. what little residual there is, dry it out even further, mm-hmm. and add the acidity. Alter those the, compounds. Right, exactly. And, yeah. So and, how, how come you put this beer out in its fresh state then? I mean, is it... Because it's still great. It's still really oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, so you just have a wide, <laughs> just, a wide range of, of like, acceptable so, profile. So different. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, it, actually, it's a great question. I'm, I'm just joking, because but it is that it's still great. It's a great question, but I think I think it'd be a, almost a crime not to 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 put it out early too, because when you buy the bottle, so the other one came out of a bottle, by the way. It's consumer's choice. I can you know? do the aging myself. I see. So I love exactly. that I can right. try it like this and then have the bottle too. And yeah. it would be a well, shame, I think, if you just held on to it and not let me try. I think that's a really good point because a lot of the beers that you get in the bottle tend to be barrel aged for quite a while mm-hmm. and they tend to be very acido when you get them versus the beers that you can age yourself and they tend to be uh maybe a bit young but uh if you age them a little bit longer they tend to be a lot better yeah so a lot of they can be mistreated on the way there too oh yeah whereas opposed if we release them when they're i don't know yeah, Chuck, Chuck, you should continue. Well, this I'll oh, say no, this. Charlie, really petered out there. Now that I interrupted you. Yeah. Right. Oh, so some of the Belgian beers that you tend to get um, uh, are uh, pasteurized, and so they tend to be homogenous throughout. And so as you age them, they tend to be very um, equal across the board. Versus, you know, some of the American beers like ours are unpasteurized they will age and continue to progress. So if you look at um, some of the Rodenbachs, they, I believe they are actually pasteurized. Okay. Let me ask you this, because you have me thinking now as a retailer, mostly we carry your bottles here, and then every now and then we, we buy a keg of your beer and we put that on tap too. we got a couple now. But tasting these makes me want to also sell her a keg of, of your beer for some special events that we do. Does the beer age the same in, in a stainless keg that I put in my cold box as it would a bottle I you know I keep in my fridge at home? Uh, uh, to some the extent, cold box, it's going to um, age different. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, at the same time, uh, the bottled product is a little higher carbonated than the keg, just so uh, most places can get it to pour properly. Right. So the CO2 is a little bit less. And, yeah, the different size vessel is going to affect that aging process to some extent. But at the same time, they are both re-fermented in the keg and the bottle. So you're going to have some similarities. And, and yeah, I would say that aging kegs of beer are, is, a, is a nice way to do it. Uh, fortunately, we just don't have enough space in the, sure. in the barnyard to, to let them set for that long before we can even get them out. And, yeah, like Chuck said, the young beer has its own character, and as they age gracefully, they continue to evolve. So and, the keg uh, beer will still evolve? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. That's what I wanted to know, because I think we might stash one of these away. Hell yeah. yeah. Some we should just one for now and one for later. That's a yeah. good way to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a good way to purchase our beer. Yeah. Yeah. Buy, exactly. buy 10, stash some for later. I always say that that's how I like to buy bottled beer, but I'm lying. I, I buy two and then I drink two. It's what yeah. happens. No, you got to buy it by the case. That's where it's at. You're right. I, yeah. I do. In order, The only beers I've ever sold is when I've bought like six of them. And right. then, buy 12, drink 12. Right. <laughs> Consider buying one per year. You know, well, buy buy six six bottles. We'll have to buy six per, per year. year. Now, see, that's what I mean. It just never happens. It never yeah. sits around. Because I'm always like, oh, I'll, I'll do so this and, so and I'll try one for a special occasion, yeah. and then like it's Wednesday, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. and I'm thirsty, and, and a bottle there. of Logston is on my right. shelf, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. I have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, uh, just because I want to make sure we talk about as much of your beer as possible, Absolutely. let's move on to the next uh, Logston beer that's in our glass. What did you pour here? 
Uh, where did this one go? This is the uh, Cer- Cerasus? Cerasus. 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 Tell us about this beer, Chuck. Uh, Cerasus is the Far West Lamine um, that we age for a year, and it's blended with younger beer that is fermented with cherries. Ah, okay. So we take a blend of different uh, varietals of cherries, um, some of which uh, we're putting a handful right now of the um, on-site um, Charbique cherries that David is growing on-site, as well as some other sour cherries and sweet cherries. So this beer has the most body of the beers that we've tasted, I think, yet it's not a sweet beer. Um, it has that fresh fruit sweet flavor, but not like a... You know, that sort of cloying, uh, multi-sweet flavor. Uh, this beer's great. So it's well attenuated, like all your other beers, I guess is what I'm getting at. It still has the dryness. It's still crisp. It, it disappears from my palate. But the cherries are just awesome and bright. Yeah. And some real, like, fruit flavor in there. You get a little bit of the skin, a little bit of the, the cherry. and they, it, it is like you're eating a cherry. Oftentimes you get cherry essence. Like like sweet cherry and it's mm-hmm. something's missing. This one's like a whole cherry. It's cherry, it. yeah, yeah. What form of, of do you add the fruit into the beer? It is, uh, goes in. Uh, we harvest the fresh fruit here locally. Ah, uh, some of like Chuck mentioned, uh, we're expanding our uh, Charbixi cherries uh, on the farm here, but uh, we got some other very nice uh, orchardists that are producing some wonderful fruit. So we only do it once a year, seasonally, when the fruit comes in. We uh, we clean the fruit, uh, destem it, and uh, rinse it, and into the secondary it goes. Ironically, that was my first day coming coming onto the farmhouse. Oh, uh, helping out! With I the- mean, I, I I've helped out for a couple of years doing you know similar tasks, but yeah, so you, for, first day on, we had twelve hundred pounds of cherries to destem, and you, and you destemmed pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Have the kid destem, like it. Yeah. Get him out of my sight and give him a bunch of cherries. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but but really, uh, we all actually sit around a bin together and do all of it. Okay, as a, as a company, and you don't yeah. macerate the cherries at all. You nope. you just you destem, pull the stems off, yeah. and then whole cherries go yep. into barrels or into a giant uh, In, fermenter into beer. Uh, but I mean, what vessel? Do they, uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we be, we, we put them into a little Grundy. Into a Grundy, okay. Yeah, and then we put beer on top of it, yeah. Okay. Solomon it. Grundy? I'm curious. And then how long does it sit uh-huh. on cherries, the, the the beer? couple months. What do the cherries look like when you take the beer off? Like yeah. balls. Like not cherries. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's great because uh, you pull one of those uh, cherries out after fermentation, and it's kind of brown and... Uh, you know, discolored and, and mushy, and and uh, tastes like cardboard. We extract <laughs> oh, all really? out of that. Fruit. I made the mistake of trying the, one once. The beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's huh. it, so. Does the pit get exposed, or is it protected the whole time? Say, I'm sorry. Say that it, again. Does the pit does it get exposed to the beer, or is it well it, protected the, by the, the beer fruit? goes in uh, into the fruit essentially, right. and fermentation uh, from the sugars in the cherry occur within the fruit itself, and then basically it expels. It all out into the beer. So the fruit, when you look at it, it's not all disintegrated. It's just sort of osmosis, like the beer's gone in and the fruits come out. 
the, the flavor of the fruit has come out into the beer. Essentially, yeah, it's pretty mushy and pretty soft, and, and just even right where the cherry stem comes out, that's uh, an opening right away. Okay. But uh, that uh, the beer will go into the fruit, and the fruit will come out uh, just by uh, uh, natural osmosis uh, and the different pr- uh, pressures on each side of the fruit skin. Sure. That seems like it's happening rather quickly to me. If it's just a couple months on the cherries, maybe that's not take quick, too but, long. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, it really yeah, comes. You through. imagine the cherry is a whole cell. All that yeast gets inside of it, and all the flavor and juice squirts out the the where we pull the stem off of it. Yeah. I kind of feel like all these people who've come in and told us that we have to have puree and this and that, and make the whole process more difficult. You guys are sort of proving that wrong. This tastes wonderful. and It's all about yeah. timing, though, too. Okay. I mean, it depends and on what your uh, time frame is. You don't have to de-stim puree. Hmm, that's true. You just add that. Well, not everybody barrel. has Charlie, you know. Oh, so. right, right, exactly. Yeah. I know we're talking about squirting, and you're getting excited. <laughs> hey, the UK doesn't allow squirting anymore. <laughs> wow. That's true. It's, it's illegal. All right. It is? This is down. The, All right. By the way, this is the first time that our guest has gotten raunchy before we do. <laughs> hey. Good job. Just... Guest of the year already. He's the arsonist of the meltdown. He's trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Will this also be the first time a guest gets fired because his boss is listening to him? No, what is gonna? I don't think it would be Wait. the first time. I think we, I think we've, I think we've good, gotten right? people fired before. Yes, we have. I think so. Yeah. Who have you gotten oh, fired? I don't remember who it was, but I remember getting an email like, yes. hey, I got fired. Yeah, I, I, I got an email. I think it was back in 2012 of somebody asking me to cut out a segment of the show where they had called in as Drunk of the Week. That's what it was. And they got fired oh. because of that. Yes. Yeah. I had to cut who it out in it? post. <laughs> I'm not, we can't say. Can't say. They'll get fired again. It got cut out. Can we it don't be Warren? Know. <laughs> well, they're fired. They're already oh, done. Yeah, they That's don't give true. a shit. They're That's why they look at me weird when I show up every day. <laughs> it's you. We're already talking about busting cherries. All right. Here we go. Well, listen, uh, only because we're short on time and it's our Christmas show, I got to wrap it up, guys. But this beer has been – it's it's amazing. It's uh, always on the shelf here at the Hop Grenade, uh, listeners and and people here in the bar, uh, if you want to come in. Uh, But you can find it all over. Where else are you guys distributed? Uh, How many states? We're up and down the West Coast, okay. uh, and also in New York and Hawaii uh, at this point in time. And what's the website that people can go find more information? Farmhousebeer.com. And do you guys do, uh, like, do you live on the farm, Dave, too, or is it just a brewery on the farm? I'm no, curious. my, my uh, residence is here as well. So so do you do brewery tours or anything? Like, can people, is there a tasting room, or is that, not really, is that not, not really part of the deal? You got any extra space for us to uh, do a, a pot grow up there? We're running out of room here. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, we take uh, people on tours to the brewery and uh, like to show them around. And people show up from all over the world just and find us, and uh, awesome. we like to accommodate them the best we can. Beautiful. Great. Dave comes out in his underwear, reading the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. With a shotgun. Shotgun in hand. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're here for the tour. So, oh, yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he rolls down to the brewery. Oh, it's just you, Charlie. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm going back Motion here. sensor. Right. Yeah, all the, uh, the, the high electronics are already there from the grow. <laughs> right. Motion yeah. sensors yeah. and shit like that. Well, please keep up the good work and uh, expand into uh, – don't take it out of our market because we love it. But expand into new markets so people can try your great beer. It's it's really awesome. Thanks. Thanks for doing what you're doing. 
Thank you so much. And, right. and Justin, I, I promise I'll never call you Scott again. Scott, I really apologize for that. Uh, no, no to, problem. To you, which Scott? I mean, you could you could have called me anybody but Scott. Yeah, right, would yeah. have been, would have been. Maybe he meant Dr. Scott. Yeah. Scott yeah. looks even better than he thought Scott would even look. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. What about me and my gingerness? Did that surprise you? Or, or give... Are you a ginger? No. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yes. He's, no. he's, he's a ginger in denial. No, I've always wanted to be a ginger. Yeah. He, 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 he is. A self-hating ginger. About. No, that's it, because he started using just for men since we've been calling him a ginger. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Just for ginger. <laughs> just for ginger. Just for ginger. He got tired of being treated like a soulless devil, so he started using oh. just for ginger. <laughs> All right, boys. Logston Farmhouse Ales. You can find them up and down the West Coast. You can find them here at the Hop Grenade or go to the website and check it out. And, Dave, it's been a while since we had you on. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you once again. Oh, great great being here. Really appreciate it. You guys are a good time. Charlie, you're welcome back anytime. We open at 1130 every day, but you know. <laughs> No, I've got a flight at 6 a.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chuck, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, guys, for having us. All right. That's All right. Logston Farmhouse Ales. I think Charlie's going to hang out with us, though, even though you got that early flight. You oh, gonna, hell yeah. You going to do yeah. Christmas I shenanigans? I got nothing else to do before I got to get to the airport. <laughs> okay. He doesn't have a room tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, oh, that's yeah. why I said he's going to end up asleep on the, on oh, the yeah. bar. He's got a oh, seat yeah. booked at SFO. I'm assuming that... Uh, no, Oakland. Well, you know, if we yeah, still have the good. studio in, in Martinez, you just sleep outside. Yeah. Are you are you really roomless? <laughs> you just came to the show like, we'll just figure it out later? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, why get a hotel before you head to the airport? I mean, At 6 a.m. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that uh, Dave from Flattail told you where the tattoo parlor is. Right. Uh, I don't trust right. anything oh, that guy says. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust anything Anybody that Anybody who says. visits Concord yeah. goes to that tattoo parlor. Right. Anybody who gets a tattoo, a tattoo yeah. a tasty on his ass. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I've been told. All the locals have it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All of them. It's a thing, right? I mean, if you're yeah. a real fan of the show, yeah. you're not a real general. fan of the show, it's a real fan of tasty. If you, if you want to be invited back. Bevo, why don't you show Charlie a tramp stamp so he knows that if you're a real fan of the show... You're not going to show it? Hers so is, why is it? She pretends it's not Sorry, a tramp yeah. stamp because it's a little higher on her uh, back. I've been but staring it's at Christmas. this picture you have in your studio. And why is it a twist-top bottle? Are you? Oh! oh. 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 Scott, would you like to answer it, that? It's for art, Charlie. It's yeah, art. It's called art, artistic license. <laughs> I get to do what I want. Yeah. All right. That's so, all I needed. Well, so shove that up your ass, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Bevo's thing? That's way better than my painting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe. Oh, she's on the phone. How convenient. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, oh, before we go it's to my break, fiance. Before we go to break, we got a lot of Christmas stuff to do. Uh, tour from I forget where he's from. Is oh, on hey, Norway. A tour. What's happening? Hey, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are oh, you? Oh, your accent's still. Stuck, I'm so. very good. Why do I picture very tired, semi drunk, and enjoying the show? I, we've never talked to you in a different state, so this is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I just what? picture him calling uh, just on Skype, just over and over, and then finally here on this date, we've logged on. It's been months. <laughs> yeah. Here they are. They're He's online. been calling since we moved into they the hot grenade. Yeah. What's up, tour? Uh, not much. Just want to call in and wish everyone a happy holiday, happy Christmas, and uh, a good new year. Uh, you left out Scott. He's a Jew. He said happy oh, yeah, holiday. and happy Hanukkah. There you go. Thank you. Oh, what man. holiday did you have in mind, Tor? <laughs> Kwanzaa. Well, you know, whatever. Well, thanks, brother. Solstice. Merry Solstice. Christmas to you. Uh, how's the brewery doing? 
Uh, very good. Yeah. Very good. I, I just ordered a new gadget, so I'm very excited about that. Okay. What's the new gadget? So, uh, a brew nanny. A brew nanny? <laughs> what? Yeah, a brew same nanny. thing as yeah. a brew awesome. I want one of those. Buck, he got married. What, what? Color, what color hair does she have? Um, I'm hoping redhead. <laughs> he's a he's a ginger a fan. Oh. Me. <laughs> so okay, guys, I just want to call in and, and wish everyone a, a happy holiday. And I'm glad you did. Thanks, mm-hmm. Stuart. It's good to hear from you. Just one happy okay. holiday. Cheers, Cheap. brother. Merry Christmas. Take care, Merry guys. Christmas. Bye. There you go. Good old tour. I haven't talked to him in a while, eh? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, do I have to take this phone call first? No, why don't you just do it? <laughs> it's gonna be. Oh, you're gonna make him hold five minutes. Yes, yeah, we have to just take it. Dave from Flat just Let's that just guy. do it because it could it could be a little while. Uh, Olivia from Burbank is on the line. Olivia, Hi, what's happening? Me. Hi, Olivia. Not but How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, what's happening in Who's Burbank? Talking? I don't know Porn. who I'm talking to. Uh, you're talking to Justin. And Hi, Justin. And lots of other people. Hi, Olivia. Lots of other people. Hello, lots of other people. Hi, Olivia. Hi. How old are you, Olivia? Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 23. Nice. Great. That's just the age I date. Are you drinking some Lux and Farmhouse Ales tonight? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't yeah. so. I'm sorry. He's doing a flight of them. So, are you, never you, know. Olivia, are you drunk? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Good. Can we bring back Drunk of the Week tonight? I'm just finding out that Olivia is the girlfriend of Two in the Stew. I don't know if you guys remember. I her. Call her Two in the Stew. She called me. He misses you. That's why we're calling. Why isn't it Two in the Olivia? Olivia, you sound cuter than I expected. She sounds kind of like Sarah 36C. She does. Sarah's a little more bass in that. Shit though, oh. I'm all, all about the base. all about the base. Yeah. yeah, all about that. Base. Olivia, what have you been drinking tonight? Stew. Um, lots of beer. Do you want me to tell you what kind of beer? <laughs> what kind of beer? It's all right. Okay. So we asked here. We drank first Richard's beer. Do you tell him what you made. No, we're talking. Uh, to wait, no. no, 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 no. Put Olivia back. I on. don't know who Richard is. Yeah, who the hell's Richard? That's two you. Yeah, no oh. one gives a shit. Oh, We're yeah. talking to you, right. sweetheart. What uh, did you drink? Don't put Okay. Um, well, two and the stew made a beer, and it tastes like coffee and chocolate and deliciousness stout, oh. and it's incredible. It's called and the then we also had obsidian stout. Okay. Did I say about that? Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. And then um, we have Oak Age Yeti, which is the Mass Imperial stout. It's delicious. That is good. And then I just had Julian hard cider apple pie. Oh, yeah. Why not switch to a little hard cider sure. after a couple yeah. of good? I mean, why not? You know? After putting two in the stew, it's better. It's best to get in cider. That's I agree. <laughs> Beardy's like pun comedian today. Anybody else notice? Yeah. Well, Beardy's having a lot of pun. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have pun in the holidays. He's a punter. Uh, well, Olivia, it's lovely to speak with you. I, I have to get us to a break because everybody has to pee. You do oh, sound drunk. So bad. Uh, you sound good and drunk. But you're definitely on the. You could be our last drunk of the week year? of drunk the year. Of the year? Yeah. Wait, that's impossible. I have so many people. Yeah. So many people. Is Olivia going to get pregnant tonight? Good question. Oh, no. no. Are you sure? Not again. Uh, <laughs> 
fingers, knock on wood, because it is a possibility. Yeah. We're knocking Always on wood for the you. The last one didn't end well. <laughs> Transition to plastic hangers. Uh, stop ask it. One. All of you, stop. Yeah. Ask, ask what what one. happened? I ask one of the two. The kids it's hard. <laughs> two, how long have you guys been together, Olivia? Two hours. Oh, gosh. Well, we've been together for, like, two months. We've known each other for, like, seven Months, months, wow. months. So that's like a fucking long time. You know what I mean? It's an <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when you were young and two months seemed like an eternity? Yeah, it is. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it is a long time. It feels like it's time to move on already, don't you think, right. Olivia? I'm a little bored. Yeah. No. Shriveled balls. Two in the stew, still keeping it interesting. Must be. Know it, He brings the lumber. Must be some great stew. He brings. Does he invite his friends over? I mean, how does he keep it interesting? Do you invite your friends over? How do you keep it interesting? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. He actually loves my roommate, and we just, you know, play around a little bit. Oh, well, now, wait a second. Wow. Wait a what it, tell us about your roommate. His name's John. Yeah. <laughs> Is your roommate male or female? Female. And how old's your roommate? My roommate is 22 years old. And she doesn't mind, like, just getting into the mix with you guys? Oh no, she's so cute. You guys, you love her. I is it I like? Do. Yeah. Is great. it ever like weird the next day though? You know, you wake up, pass two, me the milk. No, two we in the, all no. eat breakfast together, and we right. drink a shit ton of orange juice to make sure nobody gets sick. Wow, oh. that's awesome. What? Vitamin C, baby. Wait. Yeah, vitamin C, a little vitamin D. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Vitamin S. Or <laughs> right. I have yeah. no idea what you're saying. Do you need another roommate? I could move in. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you need help paying the rent. Yeah, I need to start getting some roommates again. Yeah. <laughs> I think you always got the wrong kind yeah. of roommate. Yeah. Beauty yeah. was your roommate. Schumann was the Schumann. wrong roommate. Yeah. yeah. Schumann's getting all the action. I was like, right. wait a minute. Olivia, we've been doing this all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, every you one of your roommates has been the wrong roommate. You, talk, oh. you talked over Olivia. I couldn't awesome. hear it. Shamed him. <laughs> How dare you? Everybody shut up. I'm trying to talk to Olivia. God. What's your address? Now that means you too, two in the stew. You shut up also. Yeah. Richard. I'm sick of you, Richard. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Olivia, where do you live? Dick <laughs> stew. Burbank. Oh, Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. What, what street do you live on? Um... South Valley Street. Oh, it's on Valley Street. All right, I got to get us to break. What's Olivia, you're a wonderful young lady, and I, I feel like you're doing God's work over there. Thank you. What's your house number? And, We're going to send uh, Uber over. <laughs> okay. A car will be hey, there to pick I you up shortly. Something to say. Can I, I say oh. something? Yeah, you may. Sure. Yeah. Is JP listening? <laughs> he is. No. <laughs> he is. Yes or no? He yes, is listening. He's here. Yeah. Are you listening? Okay, JP, I yes. have two things for you. First of all, Shit. don't get cancer. Mm, too late. Second yeah. of all, too late. Stu and the wants to send you his beer. He wants that to be really clear. He wants to send you beer. He wants his beer to be clear, or he wants no? To, yeah. He wants to send you his beer. Oh, okay. Okay. Just for enjoyment. 
because it's really yummy, and you guys will love it. Tell them to do it. All right. Thank you, Olivia. Me and my boner have to pee now, so uh, (laughs) we will be talking to you guys uh, later. Do feel free to call back later in the program. Did Uh, did we just put those words in her mouth, or was that actually going on, that they're sharing the roommate? Yeah. Uh, I think she she was alluding to them. Well, she didn't allude. She said, no, we get a we fool around. That's what I thought she said, too. And then they wake up and make breakfast together. Right. Yeah. Wow. Those are the things that I heard. I need a time machine. Those are all things I heard. America. Right. Heaven. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for Name That Christmas Tune. If you want to play along, 888-401-BEER. Give Bebo two minutes to go pee and then call 888-401-BEER. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in anywhere precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4 p.m pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you 
you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. Brewing.org. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Hey, welcome to the Christmas show. Uh, welcome to the Hop Grenade, if you're hanging out with us out there in the room. Uh, we've got some Logsdon beers available on tap and in bottle. Uh, that was our guest tonight. We learned a lot about their beer. We've got more in front of us in here, too. So we're going to keep talking uh, Logsdon beer. Also, we're about to play Name That Christmas Tune. We're bringing it back. Uh, one of Uh-oh. our favorite Christmas games to do. And we need four contestants to do so. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. If you want to call in and play along uh, with Name That Christmas Tune. And then we're going to uh, talk about our favorite uh, creepy Christmas tunes also and give you our interpretation of the real meaning of Christmas. The true spirit. The true spirit creepy. of, of, of <laughs> right. Christmas is creepiness. Uh, we're having a great night here uh, and a good time drinking logs and beers, so I'm enjoying that. I've also, you know what, I've, I've had uh, one of my favorite filler beers in my glass all night, too. And, and by too. filler beer, I mean that that's a positive <laughs> thing. I don't want to sound bad. But uh, Faction uh, Pale Ale, right, Tasty? Yeah, it's Absolutely. Uh, it's just an awesome beer to have. Uh, Charlie had three or four today, I think. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Without me, it tastes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, before we move on and while we wait for our contestants to call, it's 888-401-BEER. 
uh, let me remind you that you should be a member of the American Homebrewers Association if you are a homebrewer. And you know what, shit, for some of you, even if you're not a homebrewer, why not? American Homebrewers Association represents us in the uh, political world, making sure that legislation does not turn against us and homebrewing. But on top of that, you automatically get Zymergy Magazine, which is just a fantastic resource for interviews and recipes and everything homebrew. And I'll tell you right now, their website is also stellar. I'm looking at it, and you can find out uh, about four ways to sour a homebrew Berliner Weitz. On right purpose? There. On accident? On <laughs> <laughs> Five tasty ingredients to use in a Randall. Four beer cocktails to spice up the holidays. All sorts of great information over at homebrewersassociation.org. And if you hit the link on the bottom right of our homepage, it's an AHA logo, and you sign up to become our member that way, not only do you get a great membership, but we get a little piece of the action, too. And it's just a great way to support both of us. And We've really grown up with the American Homebrewers Association, and uh, I love those guys over there. We're all members here in this room, and you should be, too. Homebrewersassociation.org. But that sounds like a great beer name. Four Ways to Sour. Four Ways to Sour. Yeah. That is a great beer name. You can have that if you guys want. Uh, no, I can't. That's mine. Logs. Oh, <laughs> they, Doc's not giving it away. Yeah. He's texting John since Mekasikovitz. <laughs> to, to protect it right now. Yeah. All right. So you might remember, was it last year that we did this game, Moscow, uh, or the year before? Uh, both. Uh, we've oh, done, we've this done is, it. This uh, is three years in a row now. So the idea is what? To compete against JP in the Name That Beer Tune? Or are we just letting them name that beer tune on their own this time? It's a, Yeah, it's a heads-up competition. In the past, it was JP, uh, and then a caller teamed with him. And it was versus, yeah. uh, he did versus Nicole, he did versus you. And it's a heads-up competition. And if you, if you recall, you oh. uh, guess, uh, you know, you would say, I can name that tune in, in three seconds. And JP would say, I could name that tune in two. And you go back and forth until, uh, you know... One of you says, hey, name that tune. You, you, know, you can't do it in half a second. Got it. When uh, do the balls touch? That's what I want to know. Before, uh, before the game. I asked Charlie. Charlie, when do the balls touch? The Belgian dip. Too fast. <laughs> too, fast. <laughs> too fast. Always too fast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> not fast enough for Charlie's me. had a rough life. He's, He's like, n- always too fast. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Always <laughs> <laughs> too fast. Now, I want to I get this clear. To, to, uh, we've had a um, contention in the past. Should I start at the beginning of the song or pick a random spot in the middle of the song? Oh. Oh. Random spot in the middle. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a, I would say middle? middle makes it more interesting. That adds another layer of difficulty. Because sometimes, though, yeah. it does. Actually, it's I think too it, long of an intro. I think it actually helps because sometimes the intros are like jingle bells. Like they're literally like a tambourine. And then all of a sudden it breaks into a completely different song. Yeah, that's true. So random segments of the song. Okay. All right. So I do believe we have our contestants. I need someone to – is there a score? I don't even think we keep score in this one, do we? But someone should keep score. Someone, Yeah, someone write it down. i got to do audio. JP, can you help me out and keep score? Sure. But he's doing it. Oh, no. All over the tellus. Are you serious? No, it's a joke. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not happening at all. Isn't there something in the intro that mentions about keeping beer close to the? Uh, well, it's always board? me that spills spills beer on the desk. This yeah. particular time, I didn't spill it on the mixer. I only spilled it on the phone system, which appears oh. to be working fine. It's still, still blinking. So, however, if the phone system no decides online. to fail, <laughs> it's probably a, the most expensive piece of equipment. I did design really? this desk with drain holes. However, so normally I would pull the power from the phone system right now. But I'm kind of dedicated to this game, and I'm feeling like I'm just oh. going to go for it. I'm just so glad Would it wasn't me. Would it kill the power if they're as long as you, if I answer the phone? If they're still connected you, on my. Be able to take the calls. Oh, yeah. you can probably put them on online for me. Oh, could. How on earth would I do that? 
by working the uh, by the, working the, the top row. row instead of the bottom. Oh, that means that all this is going to be fine. Sweet. Oh, so I already I already dumped somebody. Yeah, one light went out. Damn it! I dumped line two. It's pretty obvious if Warren can tell. Okay, whoever yeah. was on line two and just got hung up on callback. Anything else I can grab for you guys? <laughs> Bevo. Oh, I think I was on line two, but I don't know. Yeah. I know their name already. Whatever. You don't know shit. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Beef. So here's Milwaukee you, from Steve. Here's what you do. You pay attention. <laughs> the guy from Sweden. Of all the guys you could have hung up on. Oh, I hung up on Swede? Oh, oh. oh well. Sweet, all right. Swede. So here's what we do. That thing's going to be fine. Wait, so I need we're to good. answer the phone. Beef going to answer the phone. And then I'm going to instruct her on how to put calls on air <laughs> remotely. I'm going to sit here. This is going to be great. Okay, I'm going to sit here and hold like a fart. This is my best bill, yeah, because really nothing's broken. Well, because you don't have to do anything. It's right. Okay. Yeah. Scott's cleaning it up it. great. Yeah. That's, you're doing great, Scott. Thank you. Thank Keep you. it up. Finally. I don't know how I even did that one. Usually it happens when Wh- I'm Which I'm beer did drunk. you spill? Uh, the Faction Pale, ah. my filler beer. Ah. So the Logston beer is still intact. It was uh, Roger that, getting back at you. Yeah. 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 Calling it filler beer. Yeah. 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 Merry Christmas, asshole. He's like, your filler beer is not <laughs> full anymore. Uh, I was like, because uh, if you could like hold the beer, it wouldn't have that problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple Rock. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you hold the beer, but uh, fuck that. Oh. All right. Want to see my ass? Good catch, Moscow. Well done. All right, so we've got four contestants, and is anybody else going to play along, or we're we just going to sort of, they can do a lifeline? Yeah, life. Yeah. you know who's here yeah. for a lifeline? Who? Shoe. Shoe. I need you to come crawling back and have me on the show. <laughs> God damn it. How's this feel? <laughs> who, who invited Schumann to do this with us? Oh. <laughs> That's right. Doc and Moscow both raised their hand. Uh, you know yeah. why? Because I was going back through listening to old audio for some other games to just to, you know see how they worked in the past, and I was hearing Shu's voice on other shows. I was like, you know, I, I miss that him. guy. Now Schumann, uh, since we've last seen him, uh, has gotten married and knocked up his wife with twins, no less. Somebody Whoa. knocked my wife up. Well, right, we're yeah. not sure who yet. Well, it was either you or Terrence the Black, and we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. He knocked up the first one. <laughs> Who came along with the second wow. to make it twins? Does it all have to happen in the same night for it to work that way? It doesn't. <laughs> like, we know. Like, she was like, no, actually, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> I they don't even have to be white like me. They can be yeah. different. Some planetary alignment. I don't know. It's fucking yeah. shit. I ain't so a scientist. Weird. My Doc would know. He's a doctor, so, right? So what's going to happen here? We'll get our four contestants on, and then Schumann is their lifeline. Yeah. If they if they want to buzz in and say, for example, I can do it in three seconds, everybody says, okay, name that tune, and then they can't, Schumann's their help. Yes. <laughs> God bless you, Hall. <laughs> uh, all right, Bevo, here's how it works. Uh, in the top row of buttons, every time I ask you to answer a line, buttons. hit it twice. Not just once, but twice. The, bu- the, the yellow light should stop flashing uh, once you do it. You got me? I got you. All right, give me line one. Uh, hit it twice, which should be Cedar Valley Brewer from Utah. Cedar Valley, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for joining the show and uh, playing along. Yeah, I'm just here drinking and listening. Are you good at uh, Christmas songs in general? No, I hate Christmas music. So this what? is going to go well. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you called. Yeah. Who hates Christmas? Do not read the memo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help you out. Yeah. All right, Cedar. I don't know. I just, heard, I just heard there was a game, so I called in. I don't know what this is. Fair enough. <laughs> Good, man. Good man. 
I just heard game. I like games. <laughs> All right, Cedar, hang in there for just a second. Bevo, give me line two, which is Nicholas calling in from Sweden. What's up, Nicholas? It's actually not because you hung up on Nicholas. Oh, uh, I thought you got him back. I did not. Oh, sorry. Say Nick as long from as Sweden? I could, and I put Andy Wood on. Ah. Oh. Oh, boy. Hi, Andy Wood. Hello this, is, hello, this is Andy Wood. I am from Sweden. I am very excited to be here. <laughs> Good enough Thank you. for me. I ho-ho hope you win. You sound like you're from Switzerland. <laughs> That's clever. You know, Andy Wood, I was reviewing our Brewing Network Awards from last year, and you, I believe, either won or were nominated for uh, Fallen Soldier, as in, you know, we haven't heard you around very much. And you called in... And in your acceptance speech, promised that we would mm. hear more Andy Wood in 2014. And I think, in fact, we heard less. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that's, Is this the first yeah. time? Maybe the second. Uh, yeah, you know what? Guess what, bro? This is the uh, Rise of the Phoenix call right here. Okay. So Perfect. prepare well, for fucking madness. Because I'm about ready to drop some shit. All right. Why are you mad? Make up for the last 11 months. All right, Andy Wood is in on the Name That Two game. Let's go to line three, please, Bevo. We have Daryl from New York. Daryl, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you, brother? Not not bad at all. It's kind of funny that I'm on here with Andy Wood because my last name is Bush. Isn't that appropriate? Bush and Wood in the same game. (laughs) Bush and Wood. I love Bush and Wood in the same game. Bush. 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 B. Oh, Bush. Bush. It's all the same. Get it? Right. Bush and wood in the same <laughs> thing is good, too. I think he still likes pushing wood. No. <laughs> pushing wood in the bush. <laughs> That's right. Wait, let's get, let's get Bush on the stop. line. All right, Bevo, and let's go to Wes from Hood River, Oregon. Wes, what's happening, brother? Justin, what's up, man? I'm just drinking beer and spilling beer and having a good time. That's not Wes Braun. <laughs> It is. It's West oh. West Bro- oh, it's been a while since we talked to Jesus West Jesus Christ. Yeah, Blake. Yeah. Hey, Blake. Yeah, man. All right, boys. Hey, guys. Here's the name of the game. We are playing Name That Tune. You're going to compete against each other. One of you is standing in a windstorm. Uh, we're gonna, you guys are going to compete against each other. We're going to go down the line right now before listening to anything, and we're going to start with Cedar Valley Brewer. you got to tell me, in how many seconds can you name that holiday tune? And you're going to bid against each other. Yes, you are. Right? So if Cedar Valley says, I can do it in one second, Andy Wood, for example, would say, fuck it, name that tune. There's no way you can do it. Or Andy Wood would say, I can do it in half a second, and so on and so forth. So if you can't beat the previous person, Person's bet, you say, name that tune, douchebag. We got it? Got it. Got it. All right, Cedar Valley yeah. Brewer, you're up first. In how many seconds can you name that tune? Ah, shit. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> Bring it a week. I'm going to tell you right now, Cedar, Cedar Valley. Because, I hope so. <laughs> because if you can't. <laughs> Wait, by the way, Moscow, what happens if they, if they don't... If, like, how do the points work if they don't name it or do name it, right? Like, are they eliminated instantly if they don't name that tune? I think at 10 seconds oh. it should be elu- el- eliminated yeah. well, right it now. Doesn't, yeah, whatever the seconds are, if someone calls them on name that tune and they don't name it, what happens? Yeah, the, let's eliminate them. The, the caller wins. Like, that's wins. it? You're just sure. out? Yeah. Or the other guys get points. Right, the caller wins who says, you can do it. He yeah, gets the points. He gets the points. The challenger right. gets the points. So one point for the challenger, and what if you get it? One one point, point for you. Well, okay. there's Got two it. challengers because well, there's only one challenger. It's the person that called you on it. 
Alright. Yeah, because it's always a person after you. Okay. Bet you can't. I love when you when we make up the rules on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And then what if you if you fail three times or something, like you're out. Perfect. Like if you said I can do it, like what you're That's just bullshit. out. You're right? not playing yet. Because this game could go on for already generous. Already did it. That's how good I am. And then we're playing to like five points. In the past, we've just kind of like I, stopped when we felt like stopping. <laughs> yeah, really, really. I'm, not, I'm shocked that that's how we've done it. Uh, that okay. sound, doesn't sound like us. All right, we're at three points doesn't matter. So Cedar Valley Brewer said he can do it in ten seconds. Andy Wood, would you like to choose less seconds or say name that tune? Jeez, you know I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say three seconds. Whoa! All right. That's right. It's a comeback. What? All right. That means it goes to Daryl in New York. You can either choose less seconds or say, Andy, name that tune. I'll go two. Mm. Wow. All right. Daryl says he can do it in two seconds. Wes, call him on it or choose less seconds. I say name it. All right, Daryl, it's time for you to name that tune. Here is your first tune of the night. We're going to give you two seconds. Nobody chime in. Oh, I know it. Oh, my favorite one. It's my favorite Christmas name, too. Give him the two seconds. So wait for me on the next one, Moscow. There's no other. No, that's the best one. Give him the two seconds again. There you go, Daryl. That Silent Night? Get out of here. Oh, because nobody knows the name of it. I want you to keep <laughs> right. in mind that yeah. you do have a lifeline in Schumann. I'll give you each one lifeline. Well, so don't, if, don't say it away. So if you want to use Schumann, you can use them now or <laughs> stick with your answer. I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hook me up, brother. Lean on me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for Schumann. Yes. That's uh, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Gotcha, bro. That's, Human takes it. That's uh, Carol of the Bells. Uh, Daryl, would you like to make your own answer or stick with Schumann's answer? Which was? Carol of the Bells. Or Silent Night. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Schumann. I think it's Megan of the Bells. <laughs> All right. Or make up a name. Schumann says Carol of the Bells. Who's Carol? Moscow, what is it? Yes, it's Carol of the Bells. Carol of the hey. Bells. Wow. It is the only, only. Schumann named it in two seconds. Daryl did not, by the way. But he got the point, and that's all that matters. Daryl is that is that his one photo friend? All right, there we go. Wes, that uh, actually does that bring us back to then Cedar Valley? Because Wes did decide. He said, "Yeah, call it anyway." So now we're back to Cedar Valley. In how many seconds can you name that tune? Daryl's in the lead with one point. Point two five. Oh, what? what? Wow. <laughs> a quarter Name of a second. <laughs> so, hang on. Idiot. <laughs> Let me get this straight, Cedar Valley. Your first bet was ten seconds. <laughs> and now your second bet, you're saying that you can name that tune in a quarter of a second. Hey, I'm not saving this yes. dipshit. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, careful on this friend. Hey, Andy, I used, I used my first turn to figure out the game. The second turn is to win the game. Got it. All right, Andy Whoa. Wood, would you like to bet <laughs> fewer seconds than .25 or have Cedar Valley well, in know, that tune? 
uh, I sat down and uh, wrote out my, my plan for this game, and obviously I didn't uh, plan it out as well as that guy. So I'm going to say, you know what? Uh, name that tune. <laughs> All right. All right, Cedar Valley, you are going to have .25 seconds to name that tune. Keep in mind, you also have one lifeline. You can use Schumann one time throughout the game. Moscow, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that D anywhere. <laughs> what do you think, Cedar Valley? <laughs> There's so many options. Yeah. Huh. Play that again. <laughs> Some sort of drummer boy. Some sort of... Right. Either little or big. Generally, there's only one drummer boy. Could be old. Slow drummer boy. Yeah. Gay drummer boy. <laughs> drummer boy. Um. 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 <laughs> Is that right? Some sort of drummer boy. You what got do you th- it, bro. What do you think, Cedar Valley? You want to make a guess? Do <laughs> you want to use your lifeline? Let's go to Schumann. Let's <laughs> go to Schumann. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to save you. All right, Shu. Quarter of I a second. This. All right, play it two or three more times for me. Buns. Buns. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like buns. Yeah. Buns. buns. But that's what you always hear. Yeah, that's true. Buns. I, I really have no fucking idea. <laughs> well, throw out a guess and then... I'll throw out uh, the Christmas fun. song, the... Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. All right, chestnuts roasting on an open fire is Schumann's guess for you. Cedar, you can make your own or use Schumann's. Let's go with Schumann. All right. Moskowitz. Incorrect. Ah, play us the song, please. Just like the ones I used to love. White Christmas. White Christmas. Where those trees are. All right. By the way, still, yes, still I was talking jump, about no, buns. I anticipated yeah. someone would call it racist, racist, and I actually produced a version that would not offend uh, races other than white, okay. and would not offend uh, non-Christians because, of course, streaming of a white Christmas. I mean, this is this is mm. racist and religionist, and so here's the version that will not offend anybody. Okay. <laughs> I think that's just it's, it, it feels like I'm dreaming of a uh, fucked. It Christmas would have been nice if you had overdubbed it with "Happy Holidays" instead of "White <laughs> Christmas." <laughs> well, no, but what if someone's an atheist? They don't celebrate holidays. I'm dreaming of a December twenty fifth. Of a no specific you, color non-denation, non-denominational like thing. Another oh. day. Yeah, a lot Dear of people just God. shake hands and say, hope you don't get AIDS. That wouldn't offend anybody. <laughs> well, come on. I like Except for the people with AIDS. The abstinent people. All right. So that gives Andy Wood uh, one yeah. point because he challenged and Cedar Valley failed. All right. We're on to Daryl from New York. Daryl, in how many seconds? What is that? Who's underwater? Uh, does that mean Wes has a point then? Uh, yeah, Wes had a... Uh, yeah, okay. 
Wait, wait, no, Daryl no, got Darryl, it right. Daryl and Andy have points. Daryl got it right. So Andy has a point and Daryl has a point. And but now it's Daryl's turn once again to say how many seconds he can do the song in. Daryl, how many seconds? I will I will go three seconds. Three seconds from Daryl. Wes, less seconds or call him on it. Two seconds. Wes says two seconds. Cedar Valley, less seconds or call him on it? Call him on it. All right, Wes, you're going to have to name that tune in two (laughs) seconds. Go ahead, Moscow. A beautiful sight. I know this one. I know it. Was that Wes? Uh, Give me your answer once more, please. Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Is that your final answer? I think that's the title of it. That's my final answer. Moskowitz? Well, what did the judges say? He's got yeah. the title mostly right, Winter Wonderland. Nope. I'm yeah, good with it. Too, it. too many I'm words. This is the Ray Charles version. Oh. You should have done the Joe Cocker version. Oh, actually, I was thinking you should have done the German version. A beautiful <laughs> I thought we were dreaming of a white Christmas. You have, have you actually seen the video for this? <laughs> Neither is Ray Charles. Human. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the bluebird. All right, there we go. That's a point for Wes. Uh, and we're back to, well, let's see, Cedar Valley called him on it. So, Andy Wood, how many seconds, my friend? You know what? Uh, give me four. All right, Andy Wood says he can I'm name that tune in, in four seconds. Oh Daryl, come on. Daryl, less or, or call him on it? I'll go two. Two seconds for Daryl. Wes, what do you think? Uh, one and a half. One and a half seconds for West Cedar Valley. One and just shy of a half. Oh, no, no, no! You got to go <laughs> quarter second increments. Okay. Well, one and a half. half, and half. That was a mistake. Half second increments. Yeah, yeah. So you can go one second or call them on it, Cedar. One second. You know that if you call him on it and he doesn't get it, you get the point, right? <laughs> I'm just oh, making sure. Uh, I'll, I'll call him on it in that case. <laughs> okay. Oh. Just making sure you know the rules of the game. On a second and a half. So a second and a half for Wes. If he gets it, he gets the point. If he doesn't, Cedar Valley gets the point. Here we go. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. I got it. Idiot. <laughs> this, this peach beer, by the way, is unbelievable. It is fantastic. Oh my God. It, it's the beer yeah. we can't talk about. Sorry. Yeah, the, mean, uh, the unmentionable yeah. is fantastic. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Play it again. All right, Wes. Uh, I have no fucking idea. Did Wes use Weird. his lifeline the last time? No, Daryl used it. I, I did not use a lifeline. So you called him on. Help me out. All right, he's I, calling actually, for Schumann. Can, I, no, nothing. Is Schumann the only lifeline? I'll give you Beardy. Beardy seems Fuck to... Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't pass Schumann up for me. Beardy might know it. I've met that dude. He doesn't seem like a great lifeline. But no. he's wearing a Christmas shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a holiday sweater. Two, five seconds? Just because yes. Nikki settled doesn't mean you have to. I'll let you choose okay. anybody I'm in the room. Oh, uh, shit. I say a lot of things. Who has an idea of what the song is? <laughs> yeah, you can't do it that way. Just choose anybody in the okay. room. I'll give you a hint. JP. Beardy, Beardy indicated JP. that he might know. Okay, Beardy. Beardy has no idea. <laughs> wow. Also, Beardy is as deaf as he is blind. I just want <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Who said that? So, Beardy, what do you think it is? <laughs> My guess is Jingle Bell Rock. Is it going to rock and roll? I don't think Is, is he going right. to get to play it again? Is let he me, gonna... Yeah, let me hear it. Uh, 
It's no. not Jingle Bell no. Rock. I don't no. think so. That's the wrong no. Thing. But whatever, that, that was, was Beardy's wrong. answer. Nice you one. can choose Beardy or or Wes. You can choose one of your own. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Let me right. try that. All right, Wes is going with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Moskowitz? Wrong. What is it? It is rocking around the Christmas. Of course it is. You dummies. I thought... I can't believe you didn't know that, Schumann. Which is the song that uh, Macaulay Culkin dances to in Home Alone? This, this one. I think it is this one. Okay, so... But it's I, not this version. The, the right, no, no, no. The, but you knew it? I thought, I thought... I was trying to name that song that he was dancing yeah. around the Christmas tree, so I got the name wrong. The but that's what I was, the thought, guitar riff what I was isn't, thinking of. Isn't, it's like, a, I think, the artist's own interpretation of coming into the song. So yeah. who was going to know that? Right. I'm just, I'm giving Beardy an out. An out, I yeah. see. My right. goal was the well, Macaulay Culkin <laughs> Home Alone song. <laughs> right, right. But I'll I mean, tell you I what knew that, it. I knew what it was, but you're just dumb. I'll yeah. tell you what that does. Deaf, dumb, and blind. Gives oh. us a... Pinball wizard, though. Shut the fuck up, Beardy. <laughs> the jokes have to be short in the radio. They can't go ten comments long. Well, they can if you don't... And you and JP are the worst at it when you're together, because you keep going back and forth. Did we go back and forth? Before? Yes! <laughs> well, they only do it because you don't get it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't feel like going back and forth. I, I feel like you you just don't. All right. And that's court. <laughs> We're now at a tie score. Oh. Everybody's got one point. Oh. What I forgot to tally, though, was the wrong uh, answers, because I said if, you, if they got it wrong like three times, they're Screw out, make right? up the rules as we go. So Wes just got it wrong. I know that. Who else got it wrong? Anybody? I think Warren got it wrong. Best up. <laughs> Warren got it Which wrong. Caller but got Warren's it. already been booted, so that doesn't count. <laughs> Brewer's code. He got it wrong. <laughs> All right. So Cedar Valley got that point. Andy Wood, how many seconds? Uh, give me four. Four seconds. <laughs> four seconds. Uh, all right. Daryl from New York. Less or call two. him on it? Two. Two seconds. Two. Wes, two. less or call him on it? Uh, call him on it. All right, two seconds for Daryl. Let's go for it. Frightful, but the. Ooh! Mr. Potter! One more time. One more time. Frightful, but the. All right. Oh, shit. Two seconds for Daryl now. Oh, uh, shit. Really? I believe Daryl used his uh, lifeline already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. get more How than about one? Rudolph? Rudolph. Oh my what? God. Rudolph what? Oh, Rudolph, really? <laughs> Is that your final answer, Daryl? Rudolph wasn't frightened. Uh, Are you a Jew, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph wasn't frightened. Right, yeah. right. Happy about, solstice, right. Daryl. Frosty. Frosty, that's it. Frosty. All right, Daryl, are you going with Frosty? <laughs> this is painful. Yeah. Daryl's going yeah, with... Yeah, that's it. I'm done with Frosty. All right, Daryl's going with Frosty the Snowman. He was frightful. Called by Wes. <laughs> what is the answer, Can I Moscow? jump a guess for a point? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The snow part is right, but Frosty is not. It's let it snow. Yeah. The weather outside is frightful. But the fire is slightful. No, don't let it snow, man. Since we've no place to go, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. All right, that's a point for Wes, who is now in the lead. Back to Cedar Valley. How many seconds? Two. Two seconds. Andy Wood? Name that tune, motherfucker. Cedar Valley, in two seconds, name that tune. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Please! I know the song. Everybody knows is the that, song. You may not play really it again. It? 
That was it. That was your two what seconds. Exactly. Jingle bells. Cedar Valley says jingle bells. <sighs> no, it's jingle bells. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> that means <laughs> Andy Wood got the point. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I said Jingle Bell Rock, I meant this song. Jingle Bells is definitely not That's Jingle Bell Rock. Song. Right. Yes. You yeah. can tell by the addition of the, uh, the third word. <laughs> right. yeah. This is the Hall of Notes version, by the way. Oh, lovely. All right, Daryl, you're up. Can here at all? No. Take uh, three seconds. Three seconds for Daryl. What do you think, Wes? Two. I'll say two seconds. Two seconds, Cedar Valley. It's pissing. Call him. All right, okay. Wes, you've got to name it in two seconds. Here we go. On an open file. Oh, come on. Come on. I think that gives it away. It's random, right? You guys told me in the middle of the song. We did. We yeah, said yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's the chorus. Wes, I know the song, but I don't know the title. You just oh, gave it away. Oh, no. That sucks. Oh, oh. You've already used your lifeline. If I sing the song, do I get the point? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. I'll give you all but one word. What? Yes, what? if you yeah. sing it, I will give you the point. Well, yes. if, you sing, if you sing the title right. while singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's a lot of words. Sing. All of it. Uh, <laughs> Chestnuts Ow. roasting on an open fire. Congratulations! That's fucking gay. <laughs> yeah! There <laughs> it goes. All right, we get it. Chestnuts. <laughs> what is it even called? That's just called it's, Chestnuts. Chestnuts. It's the Christmas song, so he got the name wrong. All right, that was three points for Wes. Cedar Valley called him on it. Uh, Andy Wood, it's to you. Well, hello. How are you? Hi, buddy. Hi. How many seconds? <laughs> I can name this song if you do it the same way as you did the last one. In three seconds. <laughs> Andy Wood says Clever. three seconds. Daryl, what do you think? Give it to me, Wood. All right, he's calling him on it. Andy Wood, in three seconds, <laughs> name a lot of wood. this tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is my big comeback to the show, and this is what you're doing to me. Yeah. There was a saxophone. Can I can I hear it one more time, for the love of God? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice bridge. That's a, yeah, no it's great. I love how you picked the middle of the song. Um, <laughs> can I hear it? Can I hear it eighteen more times? <laughs> can I hear I don't it think, in a uh, No, because I don't think it's going to help. I'll give you one more listen. And Andy, I don't believe you've used your lifeline yet, just to let you know. But one more listen. Okay, that sounds like Kenny Rogers to me. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> sounds like, no, no, sounds like at the hop to me. Okay, I'm gonna call uh, I'm gonna call on my lifeline. My uh, my brother from another mother. My brother. Schumann. <laughs> oh yeah. Schumann. No, my oh, my stepbrother it. Tom. Still talking about Schumann. What's up, Wood? Do What's you up, know it? I love you. I don't know it. <laughs> Could you give me another three seconds for a lifeline? Like that tells nobody. Yeah, different part of the song. Yeah, different part of the song. Let's give Schumann the lifeline a different part of the song for three seconds. Because that sucks. Oh, 
Oh, oh my God. God. But now, Andy, now that we've done that for you, well, I can even tell whatever you Schumann answers is what you have to do. Yeah. I can tell you... Okay. I can tell you the name of the album this is even oh, on. Dude, whatever, oh, overachiever. Wow. Just name the fucking song. <laughs> what, what year was it recorded? <laughs> it's actually Phil Spector. Okay. It's, it's a sleigh ride. Sleigh ride. Well, yeah, it's a whole wall yeah. of sound. Yeah, yeah the, he had a Christmas album called... Very Moscow, Christmas. is this correct? Yes, it's the Ronette sleigh ride. There we go. Yay. Is that the first time anyone's ever called Schumann an overachiever? <laughs> Yes, maybe well, so. He Besides, did. Those were not my dad's dang words. Yes, yeah. no. Nikki does have twins. It's true. Nikki does have twins. That's twice as many. All right, we are oh. tied. Three points for Andy Wood and three Yay. points for Wes. We're going to play to five. So uh, unless, of course, everyone I mean, else four. ties it up, <laughs> I might just decide we're playing till I'm done. So wait, are you keeping score? Yeah. Oh, well, well, then isn't I'm that how we ended in the score. past when you were just done? All right, Daryl, you're up. How many seconds? Uh. Three. Daryl says three. Wes? Two. Cedar? Am I even still playing? Mm-hmm. I call him on it. All right, Wes, you got to do it in two seconds. Name this tune. Here comes <laughs> Maybe next time we should have the clips pre... Yeah. I feel like Wes gave Scott a handy before yeah. the show. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Wes's clips are amazing. Uh, I, I'm watching him, and he's just doing random. He just like yeah, he's, that's the run. He just he just hits the button, and it's random. Wes, what do you think? This game is super unfair. Uh, could it be Here Comes Santa Claus? Yes, it could. Be. It is Here Comes Santa Claus. That's four points. There's no fairness clause in this. Whatever. Only a Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel bad about that point. All right, uh, Cedar Valley, call him on that. So, Andy Wood, you're up. Okay, I can name this song, and I'm going to say four seconds. (laughs) Four seconds for Andy Wood. Uh, Daryl, what do you think? I'll go two. Daryl says two seconds. Wes? Name it. All right, Daryl, you got to name this song in two seconds. That's right. This is a pretty easy one. First day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. It is the Alan Sherman a Japanese transistor radio. Wait. <laughs> All right. Cedar Valley, you're up. What can you do it in? Oh, I might need to open more songs here. With the clip you just played, that's like the. 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, no, no. That already got guessed. How many seconds can you do the next song in? Oh. You're good uh, at this. Let's go 2.5 seconds. Two and a half seconds to Andy Wood. Wow. I'm going to say, name that tune. You sure? (laughs) Is that a question? (laughs) All right. Hold on a second. He would. He would claim that. Tune? All right, Andy wants Cedar Valley to do it in two and a half seconds. Are you ready? Well, is, this right. the, is this for the win if he gets it? No. No? I hope not. No, no I'm clearly losing. Wes is in the lead with four. If uh, Cedar gets it wrong, Andy ties okay. for four. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Just slip a sable on. Oh, 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 oh. God. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? I believe Cedar has used up his lifeline, so he's on his yeah. own here. 
the Nutcracker. Get out of here. You're dumb. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, first of all, yes, I would never talk to somebody the way you guys just did. That was very rude. Fuck and you, Bebo. Is that your final answer? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way more considerate. Can I get a replay? Quit mocking him. Yes. You should ask for a refund. But, but frankly, Bevo, in your head, you were saying, is that your final answer? Dipshit. Hey. All right, Cedar. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. What do you think, Cedar Valley? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't have it by now. Sugar Valley would be an obvious one. I honestly do not know, so Nutcracker it is. All right, Cedar's going with Nutcracker uh, to give Andy the tie if he got it wrong. What's it called? He got it wrong. This is Santa Baby. Right. Yeah. Santa Santa Baby. I agree. Yeah, true that. All right, Andy, you're tied up. Uh, If we're playing to five, Andy and Wes are in it for the win. So I'm just going to make those two compete against each other. Come on, Blake. Cedar Valley, thank you for playing along. And uh, Daryl, thank you also for playing along. All right, Andy Wood, how many. Does this mean I can hang up now? You may hang up. Please. (laughs) Bevo. Bevo, you now um, have to press the top row once more, like so. If, if it's so, Daryl on so three, blinking. and then drop, and then hit okay. the drop button. So, Merry, Merry Christmas, is getting dropped on Merry one. Christmas, guys. All right, Andy Wood. In how many seconds can you name that tune? Holy shit! I'm oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with four. What's <laughs> <laughs> everybody? All you right. You see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing? I do. Wes, strategy. Exactly. Uh, three. Andy? Boy, you know, three is less than four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Principal. Yeah, right. Principal. I, uh, I, I know math, and I, I know three is less than four. I'm going to say, uh, name that tune. All right, yeah. this is for the win. If Wes accurately names that tune, he gets the win. If he doesn't, Andy gets the win. Go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta get that one more time. Could you use it in a sentence? Use it in a sentence, please. Me and context. All right, Wes. What do you think? Uh, Country of origin. Uh, <laughs> play it again. Play it again. <laughs> play it one more time. <laughs> we'll accept that. Yeah, that's right. For the win. Pretty much how it goes. Can you give me the spelling of that song? Uh, hold up. A country of origin? Uh, uh, maybe if you gave me like 10 minutes, but I have no no clue. Hmm. No guesses? Nothing? You're going to feel dumb, 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 dumb. You're just going to con- you're gonna concede the win? You're dumb. No, no. <laughs> Little dummy boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear I hear lots of clues being thrown out about the dumb, 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 da dumb, dumb, dumb. But I still get dumb, da dumb, dumb, dumb. Oh shit! Uh, no, uh, that's not yeah, it. yeah, yeah, you got it. 
No, he doesn't. No. Dum da dum dum dum. Rum da dum. I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Dum 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 dum. I like rum 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 rum. That's not the song. That's not the song. You were giving him enough clues. Let it snow. That's not Is even. That what it's called? No. It Do not listen to Beardy in this case. I'll give you that clue. Dear God. Come on, people. Be nice to the listeners, okay? I'm not making fun of the listeners. I would never talk to anybody that way. You guys are talking to people. All right, Wes. Any answer at all? To you guys that way. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it. The weather outside is frightful. All right, Wes says, "Let it snow." Moscow. What's the song? The song is "Little Drummer Boy." Little dummy boy. Dum 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 dum. Ladies and gentlemen, that makes Andy Wood our winner. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty triumphant comeback. Pretty much by playing the strategy where he does nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, did he guess a single song? He just he waited for people to fail. Exactly. Before he does. Like a real school. Like a like a a true principal. He's an educator, you can tell. (laughs) All right, Andy Wood. That's my whole, uh, that's my, uh, that's the way I see life. Well, you've done well. You've, you've made a nice comeback. Um, Good game, Andy. Unfortunately, you don't win anything. No, I figured oh. that would be the case. I just, <laughs> the victory the victory itself is such sweet, it's... sweet success. And Good. I'd like to say thank you to the Brewing Network for this opportunity to see others fail. And in that case, I appreciate all of you and what you provide for us each Sunday or whatever, Monday. Uh, free entertainment and uh, whatnot and things. Based Great. on your acceptance speech, I feel like Andy really has the tr- understands the true spirit of Christmas. Yes, he sure does. Other people think. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that a great deal. All right. And to all my listeners, I'd like to say this. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Yes. Much better when they fail in your presence. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for playing uh, another Name That Tune Christmas <laughs> thing that we do. That's right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to play you effed up Christmas songs that we interpret for you. Plus, we've got more beer to drink. And we guess still got Twitter shit. We'll be back. Listen. Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten-reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? 
Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. Woohoo! Awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Segmented, demented, Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. To the program wrapping up our holiday show with just a few more things to do here including our creepy christmas song interpretation game it's not really a game it's more of commentary a, it's more of a creepy christmas song interpretation yeah without the game right plus we've got our pink unicorn which we we haven't done since 
I want to say the Pacheco House. Yep, 2011. The last time we did this uh, this game, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so we got our, uh, th- which is which, just like a white elephant, but uh, for one, some of the gifts are imaginary or made up, and and two, we just like pink unicorns better than white elephants. Right. Uh, you, you guys want to hear what uh, Nicole uh, got people back in uh, 2011, or should we wait for her? Wait for the game. Oh, we should know. Did Nicole and Nate leave? By the way, no, they're they still leave? out there drinking. They didn't leave without saying goodbye, did they? Mm, <laughs> Here's what Nicole did in 2011. That was their gift. Nicole, oh. sir. Where's my thing here? My gift is the magical lunch meat unicorn, a rainbow-colored unicorn with a tap handle and faucet for a horn. Oh. This magical tap handle is shaped like a penis <laughs> and will pour any beer in the world that the owner of the unicorn desires. Yep. So let's see if she can top herself this year. Our audio is so much better in my bedroom. Penis. Then. <laughs> we sounded great. Yeah. Let's go back to Pacheco. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Get out of here. Hey, Doc, where's my beer? By the way. Penis. Turn up the outside speakers. There you go. Just standing out there at the bar, drinking. It's all right. We're just doing a show in here. Where's my beer, Doc? Giraffe's in here. I'm here for you. All right. So what we want to do is play these uh, Christmas songs that um, we found to be quite disturbing. Yeah. In some cases. In other cases, they're like just very traditional Christmas songs that have lost their meaning, I think. Or that we just still found to be disturbing, even though maybe there's nothing wrong with them, but in in our eyes, there's still something wrong with them. Bevo, mute your goddamn microphone. Turn your mic on. She's telling us, no, hang on a second, I'm on the phone. She gave him the one finger point. That was amazing. I'll get back to you as soon as I'm done doing my job. Sorry, somebody is requesting, please put your balls on my big double D's or something. That's a song? Apparently. I didn't know that was a song. I get that, Moscow. Yeah, can you find it? Balls double D's. Google that shit. Uh, Thank you, Doc. I need a beer. I I need a beer to spill on the desk. No, we know. (laughs) <laughs> There's two more boards to get covered in beer. Oh. All right, real quick, before we get to my favorite new game, which is creepy Christmas songs, uh, don't forget about Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and download their uh, homebrewing software. It's a free 21-day trial, so I know that you know we all use it and we love it, but you don't have to take our word for it because you get a free trial. But also... As I've been telling you about, our good friend John Palmer teamed up with Beersmith to make the How to Brew All Grain DVD series. So right now, you can get uh, How to Brew All Grain and check it out. There's even a little clip right there on the Beersmith.com website so you can know what you're getting into. But going all grain can be a little bit daunting, I feel like, uh, you know, on your first shot. So if you go check it out, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to make you feel comfortable and and know how easy it is to dive into all grain. Go to Beersmith.com right now. The brewing software is fantastic. The DVDs might be even better. Check them out, beersmith.com. All right, so we came up with this game. because It's not even a game. It's just this commentary <laughs> segment because we were sitting around listening to the holiday songs. Yeah. And Bevo started to mention um, that one song in particular is like the original date rape song. Like that, the, you, you know, uh, uh, well, there have since been other date rape songs, like yeah. from Stone Temple Pilots, uh, <laughs> among other people. Uh, but this was Sublime. like back in the 50s. Or something, I think Scott will give us the lowdown. Um, but uh, the original date rape song. So why don't we start with that? It's it's holiday songs that you hear on the radio that are actually much creepier than you thought they were. Moscow, what's the first one? Well, we'll start with uh, "Baby, It's Cold Outside." 
It's uh, originally from a, a, a film with uh, Ricardo Montalban and Esther Williams and Red Skelton, and it's from the, the early 50s. Okay. And if, did you happen to watch anyone watch the actual video that, of the, the original performance of the song was in this film? No. No one watched it? No. So it's, uh, it's basically uh, Ricardo and, uh, and Esther Williams in an apartment, and uh, they're doing a sort of dance number along with this song. So you'll, you'll hear them uh, just sort of start talking to each other, and then they'll, they'll bust into uh, actual music. You know... For an evening that started out so badly, it has definite possibilities. Possibilities. For you, you must always say salute. Salute. You must say Rufy. Rufy. You know. Salute. Salute. Jesus, wasn't there like a song version? We have to watch yeah. the movie first? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Interesting. Maybe it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Maybe it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop so in. very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start He's to a really good singer. Oh, what's your My hurry? father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace So roar. really I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't <laughs> Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some oh. records on while I fall. <laughs> neighbors might but maybe it's bad out there. By the way, little known fact, this was the original theme to the Cosby show before they... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, no, no. Mind sir. if I move in closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. Pause it right there. Should we be tipped off right now by the the line? No, no, no. <laughs> like it's written into yeah. the song. Right. No, yeah. no, no. It's never no, stopped me. And, he, no. and the guy, and he keeps going and go. Well, because this is the fifties. It like, didn't go, mean no, no back go, there. Go, go, go. No, didn't mean no in the fifties. No, it was actually uh, nineteen forty-nine. What, okay. what is this forty-nine? Oh, well, well, my pride. Well, if you put it that way, yeah. Moscow. Why are you gonna tell me no? Go, go on, please. It's cold and we have no cable. So, so now we've heard just the stay inside, but soon they start drinking too, and he's like forcing drinks on her. Maybe yeah, it's like roofies. Outside. The answer is but no. Maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> the welcome has How been lucky that you dropped so in. Nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. My sister will be. <laughs> Your lips look delicious. My brother Reaper. <laughs> Waves upon a tropical shore. My maid Ned's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Or maybe just a cigarette. <laughs> Never such a pleaser before. Ah, oh, the good old days. Clearly, <laughs> 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 it's working. She's like, oh, wow. God, I feel like I'm dirty in Vegas. <laughs> well, it's hard to leave after the roofie. How can you do this thing to me? Oh, yeah, then you make her feel bad. At least there will be plenty. Does of this napkin smell like chloroform? Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, you get now, the idea. This is halfway yeah. through, but it does. The interesting thing is, it does switch uh, from us, uh, Ricardo, and uh, and and what's her name, uh, to Red Skelton. And oh, uh, Betty Garrett and the roles get reversed. The oh, ladies start right? singing the exact same oh. thing to the men. Yeah. No. Where am I here? I've got a wife at home. This evening has been hoping that you drop me. She's also a really good singer. Hold your hands. 
Kids, they're just like My mother will start to worry. Beautiful. Where is he from? Listen to the fireplace. Really hot, better scurry. Beautiful. Please don't hurry. Maybe just a little drink more. Put some records on while I pull. The neighbors might But baby, it's bad out there. This song won an Academy Award, by the way. It does. This was best song that year. For rapiest song. It was a new category in 49. Yeah. And this year, the rapiest song. Oh, so is Dean Martin on the soundboard? Yes. At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't Oh, baby, don't hold out, baby. it's cold. All right. So there you go. That, I think, when we started this thing behind the scenes, we thought was going to be our creepiest song. Yeah. But then JP went to work. Wait. And found us some really, like, Check this weird. I mean, that one's pretty good because basically the guy should just be in sales because he, he the chick is oh, yeah. dressed he's a pusher. she's out the door it, right. the snow is to her knees and she's willing to walk home yeah. and not stay with her with him and eventually he closes he should get a cup of coffee he's the cl- the song should be called the closer coffee oh, is for yeah, closer, definitely the closer. Yeah. he gets yeah for sure roofied coffee what yeah rape culture that song that was the start of rape culture yeah. i think santa yeah. close is, yeah. Should be the name of the song. Yeah, Santa Chloroform. Santa Chloroform. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So the one I'd like to hear now, the little hammer boy, is uh, <laughs> what? Christmas shoes. Oh, no. God. Has is anybody Christmas Schumann yet? Shoe? Has anybody heard this song before? Other yeah. than not that I know. The, I hate the, it. It's called the Christmas Shoes. I think right. Yeah. Christmas yeah. shoes. So I've heard this song not only when you. I told you today I heard it listening to it, but yeah. I've also heard this song on the radio. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's so and morbid. It, it created the it's same reaction. It's so morbid. First of all, it's just horrible. Yeah. It's, I mean, just quality-wise, it's a fucking terrible song. Yeah. And it's it's cheesy. But then, by the time you get to the end, it's really morbid. Yeah. Uh, From the kid's point of view. Yes! Yeah. So, play a little bit of it. We'll, we'll get the idea of how awful it is, and then we'll probably skip to the end. Okay, now let's skip to the yeah. end. Yeah, right. <laughs> now that you have an idea. The, the 90s keyboard is enough. Okay. Yeah. It's from 2000. How dare you? <laughs> Sounds like a keytar. It was almost Christmas time. Ah! There I stood in another line. <laughs> it's like Michael Bolton meets John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, and then they make fun of it on uh, South Park. But worse. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously. Vivo said she was listening on the way here and she started weeping. Pause it for a second. Let's just make a point of that. As awful as this goddamn thing is, Bevo, it made her sad enough to cry. Yes. No, I'm not even so, kidding. Like, I literally had tears. You, Bevo, you are such a douchebag. I had no idea what a douchebag you are. I'm I'm a total douchebag. <laughs> but as the point I was trying to make earlier about hearing this song, I've heard it before. Yeah. This is not the first time I've cried listening to this. Oh my god, it's not even like All right. So so far what we know is he's standing in line and there's a, a little boy with shoes in his hand. Go ahead. Oh. Right. Nine inch pumps. <laughs> I can't I couldn't believe 
what I heard him say. It's like clickbait. Sure, you won't believe what you heard next. Gosh, ten weird things this kid says. For my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. I oh, fucking hope so. Yeah, metal Could version. You a first grader knows what size Daddy shoe his mom wears. You see, I don't know. I'm she's been sick for quite a while. Know these shoes will make her smile. One or two look beautiful. If Tacey's gonna cry too. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, there's a lot of people with their eyes right. closed in this so, room. Can we put Tasty so here we go. in a bottle? The whole gist of the song is this little boy is buying shoe, his Christmas shoes for his mother. So right. that's this is the sweet thing that the fucking idiot standing in line has heard, decided to write a song about right. uh, the whole time. So why don't we skip to the end and find out why the Christmas shoes are so important. Oh, what's he willing to do for these Christmas shoes? Because she has tankles? <laughs> <laughs> More impactful when more kids think it. Are they doing the beat? She's been sick for quite a while, and Mama meets Jesus tonight. And so the whole song is about this kid buying shoes for his dead mom. No, she's not dead. Well, she's, she's about so she's as good as dead. Yeah, it's beautiful when she oh, dies. It's the worst song ever. How is Jesus the kid? supposed to not care what your shoes look like? Isn't that the whole point? Shut up, Nicole. Who sends the kid to the department store while his mom's about to die? And be like, you know, you better go buy your mom some shoes. With, with no money. Right. So the kid doesn't have any money. Hey, the whole time, all I heard was Cartman singing this. <laughs> yeah. Mama needs shoes today. Bebo, how did you cry to this song? You are such an... First of all, let me preface this by saying... I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> you have way too many oh, feelings. No, I have several inside. feelings. And many of them are inappropriately <laughs> placed. And sometimes, like when I hear things, I insert myself into certain situations. Oh. And I thought, how, no, how beautiful it would be if I were dying and Abby just wanted me to be beautiful. Oh my I God, you're an, <laughs> such an asshole. Oh. <laughs> you didn't even think about it. Yeah, right. oh. Abby wouldn't give a shit. Right. In a related story, I am a total dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but on my deathbed, I plan on being drooly and shitting <laughs> yeah. out the back of my hospital gown. Well, you the might do that. Thing, right. The last thing that I want is for my smelly kid to strapped like some fucking Timberlands 
on my gout-ridden feet. No, they would be Birkenstocks. Yeah. You would just slip on some Birkenstocks. Oh, I mean, we're all buying you shoes when you die. Honestly, this kid probably just fucking hocked him for a video game. Like, it's like, he flay. Imagine, like, the, the call and response. Like, got you. I fleeced this guy for fucking shoes. Baby, I fleeced this guy. I told him my mom would die. What is it about artists that think they have to breathe, sing Christmas songs? So this one definitely takes the cake for even creepier than the Christmas rape song. It is very creepy. The video, too, this is by a group called New Song, and it's like a five-man, five-adult men in this Christian group. Yeah. And one guy sings this song. So if you watch the video, the other four of them are just kind of standing there watching the guy singing. It's real oh, weird. Creepy. This is platform. So uh, it's... Totally two different generations. Is Bevo's favorite of. band? Yes. I've I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh, so I've never heard of this song before. JP yeah. found it for us. Isn't there like a Lifetime movie really? of it or yeah, something? Yeah, with Rob Lowe from 2002. Yeah. It was, Rob Lowe. It's a TV movie. Rob Lowe's the dad who sends a stupid kid to buy shoes. I think we should <laughs> we is should it? all watch this movie. Hey, uh, oh, it's on my list. Is, is he, isn't so he, he on your cry shirt? Cry like an idiot, Bevo. <laughs> this is why Bevo isn't he on your shirt? He you have Rob Lowe on your shirt? No. Oh, the other shirt. On the shirt that you got. Oh, dummy. it's Rob Lowe on my shirt. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. She, she's about as bad as this song. <laughs> Baby no, Rob Lowe's on oh. your oh. shirt. <laughs> You're right. All right. So there you go. That one's super creepy. Now. That is creepy. Here's a song that I think Whatever. is was written for my future. <laughs> <laughs> I already know which one it is. Christmas shoes. Right so why now. don't you go ahead and right. play this lovely John Denver tune, Moskowitz? <laughs> By the way, everybody else thought the same thing. Don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Now listen, I went to therapy this was a every week for th- over three years. How badly do you need therapy <laughs> if you put this song on your album, like John Denver <laughs> right. did? It was, it was, Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. This was 1975 when you couldn't judge. What are you, you uptight? You're not uptight, are you? <laughs> this is obviously a cleansing song. He, he had to get it out. He needed to get it out. This it should have been, should've been please, Daddy, could you give me some flying lessons for Christmas? <laughs> oh, that's not okay. Could you teach me to buy a real plane? Here, Daddy, I bought you flying lessons for Christmas. Like, I don't even have an interpretation for this song except for how effed up the individual is that wrote it. Well, or how, like, just the the place you came from. I want to see your audiences. I just want to see the look on the soundboard guy's face when he's singing this. <laughs> and he was like, he's trying to mix your it. dad too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did this one like make the charts or something, Moscow? You it gave us some stats. Like, I don't remember. This was um, on like Rocky Mountain uh, something. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Christmas. I don't have uh, charts. Yeah, I think stats. it's the last song in the B side just to fill yeah. it out, kind of. Thing. But it, I mean, it was a best-selling Christmas album for sure. John <laughs> Denver was selling millions what? of records in the seventies. That's the play we 
skip right over. At one part in the song, he's like, uh, you know, I saw you fall down under the yes. tree or whatever. I'm like, well, what if that? What if he just was giving himself as a gift? He's, a, he, I mean, <laughs> then throughout the whole song, the dad just seems like yeah. a happy drunk. It's the mom who's right. fucking uptight. And, 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 hey. and like, mom, let him be drunk. Mom had to pick you up, and mom was crying. Get the get a fucking break, man. He was probably like this when you got married. You can't change him. Stop being so uptight. And there, so there's the other person in this equation that needs therapy. There's the guy who wrote it, and there's the guy who reacts that way. Just let him be, man. You married the guy. Just saying, it's always mom that gets too drunk. It is? Oh, yeah. She's like drinking drinking the wine. This is the other guy who needs therapy about his family. The guy who transfers gender roles. Play us a little more, will you, please? Sure. Just last year when I was only seven. Pretty aware for an eight-year-old. Now I'm almost eight. You can see. <laughs> almost. As you yeah. can see. Or you can know it was last year and now it's this year. You came home the quarter past eleven. What were you doing up at a seven-year-old? Please waiting for Santa. Fell down underneath our Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, Please. Daddy. Don't get drunk this Christmas. Unless you gave me a little present. I don't. I demand you coming in my room at night. I demand this be on loop at the hop grenade but from now until until after Christmas. We play the Christmas tunes here. Yeah, we're not. Well, did anybody notice that JP was glass half full for once? Yeah, he was. He was like for the holidays. On, leave the guy alone. He seems happy. Right. Yeah. By the way, I didn't hear anything in the song that indicates he's a happy drunk. Well, because he fell down. I said, maybe he's had. Maybe, okay, but it, he's not like, I, you know, you can fall down and you just trip. I have, and the, the, kid, the, the kid's seven years old. He doesn't know for me. I haven't was singing, don't let him beat us up this year. Right, right exactly. Yeah. Please don't let Uncle Raymond come in my room this Christmas. Yeah. Daddy, don't beat our ass this year. We've o- we've only heard half the song. We have not heard the lyrics about him it, getting beat down yeah, at Christmas or nothing. Because there are none. All right, I have a I have an important he question fell up the for, stairs, for you know? Tasty. <laughs> Tasty, you grew up in Missouri. Hit with a yeah. door. Were you already familiar with this song? That's what I'm no, curious about. this is the first I've heard. Okay, just checking because uh, in California, I've seen daddies get drunk for Christmas. So <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Uh, it's just such a weird. Song to record. I don't know. It's a little bizarre. It yeah. just creeps me out. Even that. It, well, it like, if you like... want to write this song therapeutically and like play it for yourself, go to go ahead, John Denver. So what about all those people that can't afford therapy, Justin? They need this song. They need the song. Yeah, it's the filler track, like Tasty said. You know, they're recording this album in August. You know, they got to get it out by Christmas. Yeah, they need, yeah. Another, <laughs> need another track or two. It's, all right, it's the Faction Pale Ale. Got to get this one in. Yeah. You know, filler. Uh, Are you gonna send it to the BN? All right, what else is on our list? Creepy Christmas oh, songs. More. Oh, there's more. Uh, let's see. You want to do uh, I, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? <sighs> yeah. That one's on we, there? I think we all know how creepy that is. You can it's play a little creepy. bit of it. It's just gross. No, Santa, I wouldn't kiss Santa. I saw mommy kissing Santa. Stop right there. It's creepy already, right? The voice is creepy. Oh, he sounds like she doesn't have teeth. No, it, that's that's him picking out the creepiest. No, no, no. no. That's the Jimmy Boyd version. And exactly. how old was Jimmy Boyd when he sang this song? Thirteen. Thir- it's a thirteen-year-old boy. Whoa! I already hit him. Okay, and Scott, where did weird. this song make it onto the charts? This was number one in 1952. Whoa. Yeah, keep going, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, you see me creep down. 
peeps. Peeping. First of all, he's a peeper. Oh. He's a peeper. Oh. Peeping Christmas comes. peep show. Just a peeper. Fast asleep. Then I saw mommy take off. Oh, that's totally different. Stop right there. Wait, I didn't hear that um, lyric before. I'm pretty sure tickle. Underneath is his beard. 1949 <laughs> slang for jerking off. For Santa. Oh, yeah. he was, she was no, diddling Santa. Well, underneath his beard of snowy white, but they don't specify <laughs> where the beard is. Thank you, Bebo. So, that big white belt around his waist. Snowy white is. And this is what we got to do. We have to read between the lines here because they were trying to get one over on us. And I say that it, enough is enough. That's right. It's fine. We out these. It's time we out these people. Every time I hear this song, I always am concerned for the for the kid and for the parents like what kind of parents let their kid just roam around the house super late at night yeah how often how many other Peeping. times okay. how many other times throughout the year has this them. kid peeked in their how, room when they're hugging real close how many parents or whatever when right? they're talking so with their shirts kid, off this yeah. kid has problems yeah okay obviously the parents were doing this little fantasy thing yeah and <laughs> a role playing oh you're saying it's a role play thing. yes and I'm thinking they're swingers oh, well hmm I just thought mom was a whore. Roll some reindeers in there. <laughs> Roll some. Play, play some more, uh, Moscow. What happened if daddy had only seen mommy kissing Santa Claus last night? The voice is so creepy. Mom doesn't care who climbs down her chimney. I, I picture Chucky singing this song. <laughs> that 13-year-old's balls have not dropped. No, they are I'm thinking of the lungs. It's like the old, the old lady midget from Poltergeist too. Come in, don't go to They're here. Uh, it's the I old heard, lady. I heard mommy giving the safe word to Santa Claus last night. <laughs> yeah. Mistletoe. Go go go! Stuff my <laughs> chimney. Keep in mind, they're actually under the Christmas tree. Yeah, they're drunk. Yeah, they're drunk. Where'd the choir come from? I've never heard the tickle part before. They're also voyeurs. It's always, yeah. it's well, always been kissing to me. I always yeah, hear the, the, the Jackson 5 version. See? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, that's better? Uh, yeah. But it's harder to hear the... It's not, as, it's not as slow. But we know where... So you don't get... You we don't, know where Michael turned. Yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in these songs. That was, it was commissioned, uh, interestingly, by Saks Fifth Avenue to promote the store's Christmas card that year. So, I mean, this is as mainstream as it gets. It's probably the public, the public ate wow. it up. It worked brilliantly, I'm yeah. sure. I'm not saying that this stuff doesn't work in Christmas. Right. Right. Or even that it shouldn't be there. I'm just saying we should be aware of what's weird. really happening. Yeah, there was some yeah. sort of marketing thing. Sex I they had a Christmas tree that it was tall enough at the bottom you could get under it and lay your wife. <laughs> I mean, At Saks Fifth Avenue. Kiss, you don't get down yeah. in the position under a tree just to kiss somebody. <laughs> right. Make, make sure the kids are asleep before business. they can come down and see Santa doing Whatever Santa Claus. Doing yeah. What, is it reindeer style? Is that what happens underneath the tree? <laughs> it's always reindeer style, yes. Uh, anyway, I searched other stuff, too. I found all sorts of weird songs like Santa Claus Wants Some Lovin'. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, that yeah. was a song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What was that other weird one? Poor Loco Santa. Snow. Senor Santa Claus. Have you guys heard this one? Senor Santa Claus. Senor Santa Claus. This one, I don't know if it'll play on here, but uh, this one I found quite interesting. I got it. So far, I love it. Senor Santa Claus, I think I tell you what. This one's just weird. I would like for Christmas, and I hope you won't forget. 
I only want a peso that I can have for mine To get my senorita something for Christmas time it's just, it's just poor English is the whole song. And it sounds like he has like the, the Spanish lisp, like the the, the, the th from Spain. Yeah, but he's also like German. Pantho, yeah, and then <laughs> his accent goes in and out, and he goes from like, I'm from Spain Spanish. To yeah. I'm like half Jamaican and then I live in Portland. This is from Elmo and Patsy is the is oh, the, is the artist's right. name. I don't know. I just I feel like the Christmas songs are an entirely untouched category for psychologists. Yeah. To address what's wrong with us. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel. Little Drummer Boy I wanted us to go into, but after a while I was like, I don't even want to go into Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy is creepy. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just This kid much. doesn't have anything going on except a drum. And these... I don't think we're qualified to address that. No, that's no, no. But he made, he made the baby Jesus smile from yeah. playing like a drum. Imagine if he had a fucking bass drum and a hi-hat. <laughs> what could have happened then? He would have been dancing like that Pepsi baby, dude. Uh, <laughs> now that you have the studio, maybe you could... Oh, hang on. What did I do with you? Oh, here. Sorry, I turned you guys off. Is he talking oh, about a yeah. drum or something yeah, else? I mean, I mean now, you know, now that you're a dude, uh, It's because he was, born, he was poor and Jesus was born poor and he wanted to give something to Jesus, so he gave him the only thing that he could, which was a song <laughs> right. with his drum, and he asked Mary's permission. Did you listen to the words? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. should have bought him some... Yeah. Baby Jesus had... It's sweet, actually. It's really he, sweet. He should have bought yeah. Jesus some Jesus shoes. He, he pounded those skins <laughs> really hard. Smack you. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't let that dirty little kid anywhere near your baby, would you? <laughs> dirty no. little. My baby wasn't the Messiah. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> because she's a total dick. Because <laughs> she was busy buying mom's shoes yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I hope we've ruined Christmas music for you. <laughs> What's the not really the goal of this segment? Just maybe the byproduct. Uh, just weird stuff. Oh my. Weird, weird, <laughs> weird. Well, there's a couple really good weird. modern day. Are we, are we almost songs. done? I gotta go home. Couple good ones. Couple modern day ones. Couple good modern day ones. Like the stocking song. I still have to go home and do Hanukkah. So let's roll this. Shut the fuck up. Go do Hanukkah. I don't give a shit. That was just a joke. I don't oh. want to go home and do Hanukkah. No, I'm good. <laughs> should have more Who does? No. What's no. the song called, the modern one? The stocking song. Let's see. Okay. All right. Rolling I sent it to you. Already. I know, but it? that's going to be hard. About, okay, that's all right. Then. Oh, I found it. There you about go. filling stockings? <laughs> Let's try this one. Modern day Christmas music. Not, not, not creepy at all. None of this bullshit. Straightforward. Yeah. On a kazoo, yeah. So you say like candy canes. All the ladies do. It's fun, Joe. Is meant for sucking. So don't you think about trying to chew? Have a oh, I know who's in I got a homemade recipe. Steel Panther? Christmas music. It's clean and wholesome. This is really giving me the start about giving gifts for yeah. Christmas. That's the top of the stocking. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. I really love my mom. But little 
camera guys. <laughs> Who doesn't have a stocking G-spot? This is now this is good music, no, people. Uh, you should play this in yeah. church on the, yeah. the 25th. Yeah, cover this. Answering the phone. If you can memorize a Kama Sutra, they probably make an Yeah. Take cool. it all out and stuff it back in. How come every time I hear Steel Panther, I think of Nate? Like, I feel like this should be yeah. Nate Smith's band. <laughs> so the Nate Smith's bank account. He'll take it. <laughs> in an alternate universe, I could just rule this and make it work for myself. Yeah. But, you know, you could have done I'm it. I'm stuck uh-huh. here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it took me 28 years to get into the Christmas spirit, and this song. Did it. Yeah. I'm gonna stop your stocking <laughs> this year. Wow. See, that's gonna good, fill wholesome. It to the tippy yeah. top. I mean, that's good Christmas music. That's. Yeah. I feel like the spirit is there, and the, it, it's the got, lyric it's, it's is just there. Got meaning really deep. Yeah. It just warms yeah. you. It's very honest. It's oh, real. You thank know, you, they're not Nathan. joking. It showers you in warm. It's not the song that's warming you. It's the herpes burning. It's the season of giving. They just done that. STDs to everybody. All the way to the tippy top, back in and back out. Yeah. That's Please stop do. talking. All right. There we go. All right, let's do this. we got to get out of here. So how about we do our pink unicorn gift exchange? Did everybody fill out a little piece of paper to put into the hat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Even so you. You, uh, you might remember uh, a couple years ago we did this, and uh, it's just like a white uh, elephant thing. Something so From the heart. We'll just go around the room. The first person will pick a gift, and the next person can either steal a gift or pick their own gift. A gift can be stolen three times, and then it belongs to that person permanently uh, after after the third steal. And then we'll all end up with a gift that yeah. was given. Uh, well, and Nicole is writing hers now, so yeah. I'm wondering, now that she's so here, beardy. should I play her her 2011 gift? Because she didn't, she didn't hear it before. Sure. Why Nicole, don't we... you, you want to hear what you, you gave in uh, 2011? Because sure. you, you might not remember. The magical lunch meat unicorn. A rainbow-colored unicorn with a tap handle and faucet for a horn. Oh. This magical tap handle is shaped like a penis <laughs> and will pour any beer in the world that the owner of the unicorn desires. <laughs> is that, is that, is there an Great gift, by the way, Nicole. Great gift. I have no recollection of this. Oh, it was... <laughs> listen. Was it crafted by elves? As far as gifts go, it's on the all-star list. I also have this new gem from Nicole. That's it right. It smells so good. <laughs> I'll be using that in the future. <laughs> it just smells so good. Uh, all right, so we've all given gifts here, and, and what we'll do is we'll pass around the gift hat. The magical gift hat, if you will. I will. And uh, we're going to start with JP. Right. <clears throat> and then we're just going to go around the table. He'll draw first, um, and then the next person can so steal. Then it, so like, if someone steals my gift, then I get to redraw another gift. Uh, that's yes. That's how it works. Yeah. Yes. That's, right. uh, you're going to have to explain all these rules at least two more times. That's fine. You're good. You're good. That's fine. But I don't get them. We'll try to get you home in time for Hanukkah. Aren't your, speaking of Hanukkah, so aren't your parents this. in town, Moskowitz? Yeah. They should be here any minute. Oh, right. They might already be here. Ah, okay. Not cool. All right, here we go. Awesome. The first one, huh? Yeah, first one. What if I get my own? 
Well, um, then you get to read. You have to put it back. Then mm-hmm. don't read it. Just put right. it back. Yeah. Don't even touch it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> okay, first gift of the one month of free beer at the Hop Grenade. Who the fuck gave that? Oh. Uh, wow. Well, Obviously, it was you. There you go. Pink not, unicorn. Not bad. All right, unless Charlie put something in the hat. He didn't know about this. It's got to go. Know, let's yeah. go to Bevo. or ta- right. Let's go to Tasty, then we'll go to Bevo. Uh, Tasty, you can either steal one month of free beer at the Hop Grenade. Janice Brown? Should we, no, we, don't, we don't carry that. Should we clarify if that's a real thing or yeah, not? Someone should just give that well, no, to me. Oh, none of this is real. This is all made, made up. Things. None of it's real? Because right. I gave a real one. Charlie, you gave us one day, right? Yeah. Oh, I gave a real uh, no, one. Isn't like it BJ? Two more hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I gave a real one. Just give that to me. Oh, yeah. oh, How many God. people are talking right now? All right. Hi, everyone. Four. I'm afraid if Tasty steals us, I have to honor one month of free beer at the hospital. <laughs> no, 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 this no, whole no, thing no. is... All right, Tasty, no. what do you want to do? I want to take that. I want that. Okay. You got to draw. So Tasty's right. stealing, and JP now will we'll draw. draw. That's one That's steal. That's got to be the best gift here, right? For the one month of free beer. Maybe. Only if they have Jen Brown. Janice Brown. Um, <laughs> for Christmas, I got the uh, a Heretic MP3 player featuring albums from Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Oh, that's a good gift right Ooh, there. Well, that's All right, let's bring that into Bebo. And, Bebo, you can steal or draw. And by Heretic MP3 player, they mean Chris Kennedy's MP3 player. Got nice it. Play okay. Right. <laughs> uh, it was playing during bottling today, actually. Taylor Swift's new album, 1989. Mm. Um, so it's it's up to date. Also, ten years before wow. she was born. Right. Well, <laughs> the year she was born. Yeah. Bebo, did so you steal knows. or pick? I picked. It's disgusting. Okay. Oh, yeah. Schumann's wife's fermented placenta oh, juice. Somebody own up to that. Who put that yeah. gift in the hat? That was definitely JP. That no, would be Schumann. She's going to end the night with that, so she gets to keep it. Kate the Great is saying she put that in the hat. What is wrong with her? What <laughs> happened to you, Kate? You used to be so sweet. She's pointing at her brain like I thought of that. Yeah. Uh, I think she's pointing at the side where the hemorrhaging is happening. Exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> well, you're stuck with it for now unless someone steals it from you. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to be a highly coveted gift. I guess that's, uh, that's gluten. Free but, Jello. Yeah, if Nicole, uh, sorry, Nicole is right. If Kate the Great put one in, she also gets to draw. So, but Nicole, oh. go ahead. Why don't you draw? Bebo doesn't even want to touch that one. Draw, by the way, so maybe Charlie should draw. Uh, okay, do you want to pl- you not. want Charlie to play for you? Uh, Kate's leaving. Okay, so Charlie, you've now given uh, um, Schumann's fiance's uh, or uh, wife's uh, placenta. I, I, don't you want the placenta? You can steal or it's fermented. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, you can make an awesome beer yeah. out of that at the farm. All right, Charlie's going to draw. He's drawing. Good choice. Whose grody hat is that, anyway? I uh, it's brand new merch. I pulled it off the shelf. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's grody now. <laughs> All right, so Charlie is oh, unraveling Charlie, his gift. Damn it! And oh, here we go. Sticky. Any day. It's uh, well, it's a po- it's a post in note. A year of CIA training. Yeah, I'll keep it. <laughs> I felt like there was oh, something wait. more. Oh, yeah, yeah, I keep it. But then there's or... nothing more. You can keep it for now, but it might get stolen from yeah, you. Sure. A year well, of CIA training. Yeah. training. All right, Nicole, why don't yeah. you go ahead? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you can steal, of course. You, you know the rules. What are you, a fucking secret agent? Right. How hard is it to waterboard? <laughs> <laughs> I know that placenta is stunning. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 guys, do you want to come over and some waterboard? Okay, here we go. It's double. 
it's double the placenta because there's two BN of them. BN Monopoly game. What the fuck is that? Brewing Network Monopoly game. Great game. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. It has all our old properties. There's the garage and then the, and then Studio yeah, yeah. B. Yeah, the chest guns uh, and C's and D's only. Yeah, it is. tells me no one's going to steal this one. <laughs> all right, let's go to Nathan. I got all the properties on Carriage Lane. I don't know about you. <laughs> you that's right. That's it's got, expensive property. You landed on the angry neighbor's yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> Salvio Street now is Boardwalk, where the hop grenade oh, right. is. Carriage Lane is oh, yeah. uh, Connecticut and all those other ones. And we're just, you know. All right. Nathan did not steal. Work. He chose a gift. I chose a gift. Actually, I think I get this one a lot. But um, Nicole will describe a six-pack of your beer so that you don't have to drink it. Ah. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Take all that inconvenience I wonder who out. wrote this one. I might steal that. Let's do it for you. It's great. All right, let's go to Moskowitz here. Even though he's a Jew, he can play along. I'm actually, well, I'm going to chew Jew form. I'm going to steal the year of CIA training. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so oh, what am I supposed yes. to do now? You draw, you draw again. Again. Or you can steal. All right, all right. I'll be I'm the... Uh, is, that better than, is that better than Massad training, though? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That's it's the closest, right. closest yeah. I can get. Right. No, yeah. I can work uh, security at El Al. All right, so CIA has been stolen once, and a month of uh, hop grenade Mm -hmm. beer drinking has been stolen once. Two more steals left in those, and we'll move on to Doc now. We're going to run out of gifts. Not a lot of Charlie Charlie can't read it. it. Uh, Free root canal. Oh. Oh, because he's got stolen. That's right. So he had a job. All right, yeah. A free root canal. After the show, yeah. That's right. uh, How fucking literal all these people. No, just, By the way, that's worth like eleven hundred dollars. I thought it was something we could actually give. I win. Oh shit! Reach yeah. up, man. All right, Doc, you can steal. <laughs> hey, Doc, I got you some beer if you give me a root canal. Reach up, little man. Steal or draw. I'm glad I know how a root canal works, though. Now, did I get there's, the CIA a training too? Oh, there's a picture. Yeah, this is huh. how a root canal works. <laughs> I think that's a uh, diagram of anal, actually. That's not a tooth <laughs> oh, at all. shit. Yeah. But, uh, that's fine. Damn, <laughs> oh, God. This one's worth gold. What do you have Freaking there? gold. Can you even open you it? Yeah, it, it says an honest, an honest compliment from JP. Oh, wow. wow. That's wonderful. That's pretty good. It's not even possible. <laughs> Now I know that this game is fantasy. Maybe. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas yeah. miracle. It's, it's unicorn. It's like shoes for Jesus. It's a, it's a miracle. I just, no, the no, no. The shoes weren't for Jesus. Well, they, they were, really sort were. of, yeah. because the lady was dead. They were to wear for Jesus, because clearly Jesus has a foot fetish. According to the song. Or the open cast. Or he's, like full. Jesus is super fucking uppity because what? He, he'll look down on the dying girl because her feet are ugly? Jesus wore sandals. I'm they pretty got it sure. wrong. Because His dad was a carpenter, not a cobbler. Because right. she has scuffed heads. Oh. All right. What happened? Did Beardy steal? No. No. So you're just still ooing and eyeing over your gift. Doc. I was letting all. Yeah, of, I, I was letting all of the, the conversation finish before okay. I. Did. I know, but Doc's reaction was like he got a new gift, yeah. but it was the same oh. gift. No, I, everybody around me is looking at this thing like it's just unbelievable. So, Beardy, how are your teeth? <laughs> um, all right, steal I get a card right here or draw, Beardy. I think I might as as good as a compliment from JP would be. <laughs> yeah. You'd never get one. Right. It'll never be honest. Way to not see things. But he's promised Draw it to something, be. Warren. <laughs> Nicole pulled it away from my hand when I reached for it. Stretch the game out. <laughs> Nicole pulled it away from it's my, my hand. Mook. 
Who folds it like this? This is folded <laughs> 20 times. Oh, my just, God. Just to be safe. So the idea uh, is he can't read. He can't see it. Wait, what? HG gift card. Hop grenade. What is underneath the gift line? Card. Amount unknown. Amount. Oh, cool. Oh my God. All right. So I'm going I'm to point out that this one is real. Oh. I have a hop grenade gift card here. However. With the monitoring on the The front. range of its monetary value. On the front. Is either tonight's entire bill that you owe. <laughs> so I could I could have to pay tonight's bill. Or all the way up to $100. It's somewhere in that range. So you either will pay tonight's bill or you'll make money and have a hot grenade you know gift card. Mo- Isn't the bill worth more than $100? Right. Yes. Yes. That's not our job? Yeah. Gambling, yeah. baby. Do you know how many years that That's would take me to pay? So I work for a brewery. No, 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 no. You'd be paying it with the gift card. No, no, no. No. Nope. No, that, that's the not gift card is I'm either sorry. worth negative dollars, right. so you will pay money out of your pocket. Oh, you're a dick. Well, yeah. it's for, up to you to take it from me for tonight's at this point. bill. Yeah, you're the well, only one. Right, you're the only one right to go <laughs> or win. Like, we're I gonna have to go I around. Can't do anything with this. I feel like we should keep going around and stealing or keeping our gifts until it's everything's like two been in the morning right stolen right. properly. <laughs> so that's what you drew. Great. Good luck, go. Warren. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't abuse yeah. the brewers, Justin. Drink up, everybody. <laughs> All right, so there's only one. Is there only one gift left? Yeah. Okay, good. So we That'd did it right, yours. at least. Oh. That's good. Oh. Let's see what happened here. And take it all in. And then the first person gets to choose whether they want to steal again. That's like the rules of the game. I can't. Who's oh, that's right. Making fun of JP me. JP gets to choose. I could have stolen. I'm not giving up this. An all expense paid. <laughs> P-A-I-T? It's just crappy handwriting. It's paid. <laughs> uh, I think it's paid. All expense paid. paid evening with Sam. Oh. Ooh. All expense. Uh, uh, and then, expense. Right. And then gas paid a- to get to his house. Asterisk, winner will pay all expenses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like my gift. Yeah, though. that's pretty good. Well, I, I, Okay, Sam's out of the house. Who's the winner? Exactly. Yeah. I recommend we do this. We go around just once more, mm-hmm. and you can either keep or steal your gift. Hmm. You're going to get one steal. Each gift can still only be stolen three times total, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think only two of them have been stolen once. So, what do I do with the gift? We should be. Prepared. I have if I steal. You trade it. There you go. Yeah. The right, steal fine. is equal to a trade. Right, yeah. So someone could just yeah. If that person already went, they get stuck with what you what you did. <laughs> All right. So we're back to JP now. Okay. Uh, keep, I got the uh, keeper the, trade. I got the Chris Kennedy's MP3 player with Taylor Swift and Katie P, uh, Cutie Perry. Um, I think I'm going to keep it and sell it on eBay. Keeping yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Charlie, like three hundred bucks. I might have to oh, go yeah. for the really risky upgrade tab. The tab. Wow. What did you get? Uh, oh, I've got I've got the root canal. Okay, which I might need at some point. I don't need a root I'm canal. I'm just saying I, I would like some beer instead. Actually, you could pay the bill yeah. Well, yeah. tonight. If you end up paying the yeah. bill, you might hope I mean, you got a root canal. Right. Oh, All right, shit. Beardy can trade now. Or you have oh, to trade. Yeah, you have to trade. Well, you you yeah, you have to trade. Of course, Beardy could uh, steal back or something else oh, back, too. I could too. steal it right now. Uh, yeah, ready, all right. ready, Tasty? Let's go <laughs> to, steals it is buying it to beer, Tasty. Uh, to me, uh, well, you know, this month of uh, free beer here uh, sounds good on the surface, but, you know. There's always the catch. I'm not here all the time. I have other places that I need to drink beer. 
So I think in a month it's not going to be worth that much. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, Depends uh, on how much you drink, though. You know, the, the CIA training would <laughs> be like out of town, all expenses paid. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, I could work the expense side. I'm, I'm going to. Damn. CIA God training. Damn it. Oh. I'm going to CIA training. I, hear I wouldn't Langley's have expected that yeah. from you, Tasty. All right. Now, Langley is beautiful. This CIA time training has been stolen twice. One more steal is left, just so you guys all know. Bevo, it's on to you. I would like the. True compliment from JP. Oh, oh man. yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Like, Dick, have to it doesn't matter. This is gonna be JP's worst Christmas. <laughs> All right, so Doc got. Uh, what did Doc get? Doc, he got Nikki Nikki Schumann's placenta. Oh, fermented placenta. I got placenta uh, Jello. All right, the JP compliment has now been stolen once. Just so you all know, there's right. no way. Nicole Ernie. I think I'm going to lock down that CIA training. Oh, oh God. God. All right, CIA training is right. off. What I'm did gonna, that stick? That stuck. I'm going to trademark, trademark this be a Monopoly thing. Yeah. You, you bitch. Oh, that's, oh, you end up with Monopoly. Fuck uh, yeah, man. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can sell 4,000 games. All right, Nate that's Smith. That's retirement right there. Uh, keep your gift oh, or trade. <laughs> Obviously, he wants to keep it. I mean. Taylor Swift. Do you have a root canal need in in the near future? No. Oh, I'm just gonna stay where I'm at. Let's move on. Smart man. What was your What was your prize? What was your gift? It's a highly politicized gift. (laughs) (laughs) It involves Nicole's services, so I feel like I should not violate that. I didn't even hear that gift given out. Yeah. I did? Yeah. Oh. It's where she describes your beer so you don't have to drink it. Oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's about her like, palate. Okay. When he said Nicole's services, I wasn't thinking beer. Insert beer. Oh. So I was like, I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> hey, Nicole, walk that way. I want to look for a minute. That's the other services. <laughs> insert beer, insert drink. All right, Moscow. Go describe my beer over there. Well, I ended up with the the one month of free beer at the Grenade somehow. And as cool as one month would be, it, it would pale in comparison to one night with Sammy. So I'm stealing the Sammy oh, night. Oh, come on! That's what I wanted! I'm going out with Sammy. All right, so give me the one month of beer. You know you have to pay for everything. Oh, it's worth it. <laughs> Look at it. I'm already talking like it. Sam's a cheap date. All right, let me just make sure we know Sammy's been stolen once. And now we're on to Doc. What do you have now? Because you got traded. I got some placenta jello here. Okay. (laughs) I'm going out with Sammy. No! Stealing Sammy! Wait, no. Doc was not allowed to get that. (laughs) Doc was the one person not allowed to hang out with Sammy. Well, Well, Sammy can still be stolen one more time. There's no clause that says you have to return Sam. Right. One more. Or, or it doesn't say on. only one. Or in, right. con, in any condition that you yeah. would recognize exactly. them. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> so I ended up with Schumann's wife's fermented placenta juice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's unkosher. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, Beardy. <sighs> well, I mean, Charlie's our guest, but... I drew that card. Perfect. So Thank you. I it, started a, to feel like an asshole as soon as I realized that no one else well, was going for this card. I was like, as you should, afraid of someone the, else to lose all the money I have. Yeah, it's because they know me, right? And I, this is a negative. It, it's a Christmas card. It's right Christmas here. time, so no, I feel like me, I please. owe these people for some reason. So Wait, it, who, it, who people? Well, well, it's not, not the you. explanation. Just yeah, take what kind it. of racism is that? What do you mean, you people? Yeah, what people? No, these people. Not no. you people. Oh. Which hey. these people? Hey, hey, hey. My my people. I owe my people. You guess my people. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So you're stealing the gift card back. I'll take that gift card. All right. The potentially negative. Negative gift card. Or $100 gift card back to Beardy. You got that that root canal again. I'm actually going to pull this card someday. That's not a bad gift. No, yeah. Yeah, You're you're going to regret writing this on paper. No, you will. All right. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Well, there's plenty of nitrous that comes along with that root canal. Does that make it better? Oh, yeah. All All right. Sweet. A lot better. I have oh, one month of free beer at the Hop Grenade is my gift left. And Whoa, I can't believe you have that. Technically, I can't even cash in on this anyway because <laughs> Marty's such a dickhead and won't let me have free yeah, so. beer. Wait, wait, oh, wait, is he here? <laughs> no, he's not even here. Oh, okay. Um, but he's watching the camera. He's also not a dickhead, by the way, but I can't take free beer from the Hop Grenade. You should I give it to someone who's yeah. not here <laughs> ever. So, have you heard Taylor Swift's new album? <laughs> Just like I can't do my own root canal. I want the date with Sammy back, and Doc's getting the free beer at the Hop Grenade. I'm taking Sammy out on a date. Sounds like a horrible idea. I don't don't want Sammy. Nope. Doc doesn't want to give it up. I just stole it. That's the rules. Uh, So everybody now has their gift. Congratulations on another great uh, pink unicorn. Uh, Beardy, so as you are not surprised... I hope your credit card is. Uh, has, <laughs> that is, is a debit card yeah. or a credit card. I think I have enough open credit that I should be able to cover tonight. That is actually a one hundred dollar gift certificate to the Hopkins. Oh! Congratulations! Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! I hear good things about Heretic Evil Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did, did Marty authorize that though? Where? He did not. No. I just did it. Oh. <laughs> well, he's not here, he's so not I here. figured F it. You know, it's gonna pale and. Cons- I won't yell at you guys about Hanukkah one. gifts, and you won't yell at me about Christmas gifts. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for playing along with our uh, Christmas show 2014. Yay. Yeah, that's uh, always a fun time. I also want to thank uh, Logston Farmhouse Ales and Charlie, especially for making the trip down here to be here personally. That always means a lot to us, and we like hanging out with our guests. So thanks yeah, for being thanks in here, for buddy. Uh, I think we still have some some beer to drink together, so we and, ought to, and he's still upright, and we ought to do that. Uh, all why, right, why is that a surprise to people? <laughs> oh, because Everyone's like, wow, he's been here so long. Doc, well, you've been Doc's here since ten thirty in the morning. Oh. Actually, <laughs> do you open at ten thirty? Because I thought about coming over. Come on, instead I came at ten forty five. All right, we got to wrap up our Twitter game, which was uh, uh, basically what does Doc suck at. Uh, what can not? What can Doc not do? What, what has Doc never Doc been do? able to do? He can't give free root canals. There you go. Well, he can. Oh, I can't. I just can't do it on myself. Uh, you want to do that right now? Yeah. All right. Uh, Dale Watkins says Doc has, uh, as we said before, has uh, never asked someone to uh, ask him to grab something off the top shelf. Whatever. I miss. I misspoke that. Okay. <laughs> never been asked to grab something off the top shelf. Jeff Grainick says uh, Doc has never made sense while on the session. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rogers says... That's not... Not never. Just not in several years. Uh, Chris, Chris Rogers says, uh, Doc has never made his wife happy. <laughs> also not That's never. Not nice. Just not in several years. Yeah, several. It was about when he stopped making sense on the session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both things went downhill at the same yeah. time. Oh, um, our friends at Flat Tail say, uh, stay sober past the first seven minutes of a show. Oh. You guys have friends at Flat Tail? Oh, no. People that we know. <laughs> not never. Yeah. It's not recently. Uh, John at Beer Lost Center says, uh, Doc has never been able to develop and articulate a cohesive thought or question on the air. Oh! Again? <laughs> not never, just not after the first seven minutes of every show. <laughs> uh, TW says, Bevo. 
<laughs> He's never been oh. able to. Good one. That's great. Uh, Jimmy Ha writes. Not uh, never. <laughs> yes, actually. Not never. yet. Not yet. <laughs> There's always tomorrow, folks. Jimmy Ha writes. Uh, Doc has never been in the back row of a group picture. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually, I have. He just, <laughs> it's just nobody knew. Um, our good friend Sugar Valley Brewer makes a triumphant return to Twitter, saying, uh, "Doc has never snapped the waistband of Bebo's panties." Ah, of course he came in with. You the know Bebo. what? Actually, I he might have done I that. I think Doc may have done that. Yeah, I did that. You do have obvious thong every now and then. There have, may, yeah, there may have been and some I can't thong snapping. That. It's been a while. Um, Austin writes, uh, "Doc has never talked about his fleshlight on the air." <laughs> it's true. Wait, wait, what? Greg Hack says, uh, Doc never graduated dental school. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, not he good. Did. Oh, hence the free root canal. <laughs> Brian Baumgart <laughs> writes, uh, Doc has never told his wife how he really broke his foot. That's true. Oh. That what might is, be the truest. What does she think? Uh, he fell off the wall? He jumped right. off a retaining wall. Ah. Uh, Myron Arquinez says, Doc has never gone to an AA meeting. <laughs> I've been there in support. Okay, okay well, there, there you, you go. go. It's been the one. Um, no, Tim, have, Tim Conlon writes, uh, looked at the top of his refrigerator. <laughs> well, that's not No, fair. I have. Yeah. Right, well, it took a go. ladder. Yes, a step <laughs> ladder. And then David Backlund writes, a whole song on the stripper pole. <laughs> oh, that's just oh, oh. fucked up. Yes, it that's is. it. There you go. That's your Twitter game. Uh, oh, memories. Uh, Doc's oh, never done a whole song on the stripper pole, ladies and gentlemen. That's our Twitter game winner tonight. Good job. I just can't. Good job. Uh, so, in closing, I want to play a listener song. It's called A BN Christmas, uh, submitted by our friend and listener Brandon Zetties. Uh, it's, a, it's a metal song. So, Jip, do you want to do uh, normal closing shit? Do you have a lot? What do you got? Same shit as always. Can you do it without a music bed? Yeah. Or do, uh, do I have to I don't play, even have to do it, but yeah. Do whatever. I have to play asshole and that? Because I don't want to do yeah. asshole and then the... I just want to close What's this song. You we'll only have to do show. it one more time this year. What's, the, I, name? What's I, the name of the song? I can always play... Uh, I was going to say White Christmas, but I... I mean, that's not cool, so I'll just play Beep Beep. Yeah. Under JP yeah, under, doing yeah, his quietly. thing. Yeah. And then I'll play the... Brandon's Brewing Network Christmas song yeah. after that. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Charlie, Chuck, and Dave from Logston Farmhouse Brewing joined us today. Support them and their fantastic farmhouse-style lineup. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip and talk about beer and video games and Disneyland and cats and anger and failure and lots of boredom. Warren was here wrestling with Doc for mic time. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was, Bebo was, and your host was Justin Crosley. Be sure to remember. I am dreaming. Oh, I am dreaming. Oh, I am dreaming. Oh, I am dreaming.
Shitload of beer. 